All, all right, Carlos. Can you please tell my audience who you are, man? Yes, absolutely. So my name is uh, Carlos, and I am, I guess, the founder of Prime Animations. And we're just a fan-based studio right now that's working on some cool fan-based Transformer stuff. Yeah. Uh, I actually found you years ago from – how long is it – I know it was like a year or so after you guys started this. Like, how long has it been again? Because I forgot about that. <laughs> we started We started January of 2014. Wow. Like, that's – it's been a while. Like, um. And I've seen a lot of your text, a lot of my uh, your text stuff, like all your the uh, images and like um, videos and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like these guys are actually legit. Like, like you're you're not like a professional or anything. You're just like doing this on your laptops. Like, I've never seen this before, because especially with something like Transformers, which Transformers is very dear to my heart since I was a little kid. Because it, I remember watching it as a little kid with my father because he grew up watching G1. And I just watched G1 with him, and it was amazing. Like, I still have those fond memories. Like, they mean a whole lot to me. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you just made me feel old because, I mean, I was I, I watched it. I think I was like four or six when, when G1 first came out. So yeah. um, that's how far back I go. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree with you. Uh, the So my uncle actually was the one who introduced me. My uncle was like five years older than me. He introduced oh. me to Star Wars and Voltron and G.I. Joe and all that cool stuff, right? Thundercats. And so yeah. I, I grew up in the 80s, yeah. Yeah. but what I liked about Transformers was, you know, with the toys, you got two toys for one, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my father, he actually was, he's actually a Transformers fan. My uncle, his brother, is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, and I love all both of them very dearly. Yeah. 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 They, they grew up in the 80s, so they know what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a cool time, and... And so were the 90s. I mean, I can't take anything away from the 90s, right? We had Beast Wars. We had uh, X-Men from Fox, Spider-Man, Batman yeah. animated series. We had a bunch of the Gargoyles. There's a bunch of good stuff in the 90s, too. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the others? I'm trying to remember because there's a lot of good ones from the 80s and 90s. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember. Like, there's a – you have any off the top of your head? Because I have a lot. There's like, well, like, you know, uh, like I said, you have Thundercats, Silver Hulk, Voltron. Um, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a yeah. He-Man fan, you're watching He-Man oh, and She-Ra. Oh yeah, I love He-Man. I yeah. but I I hated Master of the Universe Revelations. That was awful. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't watch it at all. I saw some of the reviews and I saw some of the things of where it was going. I mean, just off of the trailer alone, I didn't even read anything. I saw the trailer. Well, loved the animation. The look yeah. was nice. But I yeah. could tell off of the story we were. I, I could tell what direction we were going in, and it just yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, did you hear about what happened in the first episode? I did, I did, and it confirmed why I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, like when I, I'm a huge He-Man fan too, and when I saw that, like, I, I could, get, I couldn't get through the first half. I could not get through it, and I did have not watched the second half. I do not care, and if they do a second season, I am not watching it. Does not mean am, anything to me. I am a source material guy, and when you start to change things that don't make sense. Uh, and have no bearing on the story whatsoever, and you're just trying to uh, put in your ideology. It just to me, it's it's a turnoff. Uh, I like source material stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Transformers is the top thing for me. It always has been. But right up with it, you could argue. I think it might even be up with or with it is Star Wars, which I love Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. But I but I've fallen out of love with it the past few years because of how Disney's handled it. Like yeah, and all. Yeah. The last three movies were terrible. Uh, I mean, the plot is horrible. I mean, who has, I mean, 
I can understand you having a map to something or some place, yeah. but a map to a person. What if that person decides to move? Well, here's the thing, though. The stupid thing about that was Luke left a map in The Force Awakens so they could find him. But when you watch Last Jedi, uh, he didn't even want to be found. He came there to die. That doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. It doesn't make sense how Leia was able to use the Force the way that she did. And it's now no longer where you need training to use the Force. Now it's just like magically you have it. And and Ray because of you know the the movement that they're going and she's the most yeah. powerful with no training with, uh, yeah yeah and also probably something incredibly stupid you can't weaponize hyperspeed you, you it changes everything in star wars it does it yeah does. there's a number of the problem is when you start to inject certain things you, you start yeah. to lose reality and that's one of the things that i really like more so in the 90s is that due to the increase of science things started to make sense Right, yeah. more so as far as the cohesiveness of the story, and oh, yeah. I feel like we're starting to lose that. Yeah, like and like, um, also the biggest thing, obviously, that everyone talks about is Luke and the Last Jedi, because that was not Luke at all. No. Even even Mark Hamill knows that wasn't Luke, and he, he was even trying to tell people about it. Then Disney told him to shut his mouth. Yeah, yeah. The like, higher up Disney are really um, doing Disney a disservice. I, I I would imagine Walt Walt Disney, the founders, just yeah. like shaking his head. Turning yeah. around his grave. I can't imagine him being Especially that. which which I'm not gonna comment on this right now, but the recent stuff that, that's been going on with Disney in Florida. I'm not gonna yeah. comment on that, but you get what I'm trying to mean. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. But let's try to move on to like something positive now. Let's talk about the project because that's what I invited you on here for. Sure. Like like um basically like um from the last clip that I saw, um, where basically you have the the uh, the combaticons, I believe, and also the Autobots actually engaging on Earth. And basically, like at the end, they had they formed into Bruticus. So, yeah. can you can you guys tell um, like tell like what you can what we could see going forward after that? Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna start to see right the story continue to progress. We're gonna start to see uh, the uh, the Bruticus right, and he's going to start doing what he does right, destroying yeah. things, giving the Autobots uh, you know hell, and and uh, you know the Autobots are up for a challenge. They haven't faced. In the prime universe, they haven't faced uh, someone like Bruticus before, and and they're going to struggle, and it's going to show. Yeah, and because and because like um I the I'm a big fan of Bruticus. Like even though he wasn't in the GM one as much, and, and he was in there for like I believe it was two, a little bit in season three and a little bit in season four. I could be wrong if you can correct me on that, but I don't. I would, it's been a while. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I I just love Transformers as a whole, and basically from um. What you said in your last project update, you said that Ratchet has his own little story going forward. That uh, could you elaborate on that a little further? Like, sure, sure, absolutely. So, uh, one of the, I, I like a lot of different continuities of Transformers. One of the biggest ones that I liked, actually, the biggest one that I liked before Prime was Beast Wars. I'm a huge Beast Wars fan. I loved it. It took me a while to warm up to it, like the first season, especially with how new CGI was. Uh, yeah. In the 90s, I was like, oh, but then the story pulled me in and how they were able to tie G1 aspects to it. I was like, wow, this is really good. I like this. And so by the second season, I was just hooked. Third season, I was blown out of my, my seat. So uh, Ratchet is very reminiscent to Rhinox in the sense that he's got a good partnership with uh, Optimus Prime, the way Rhinox had with Optimus Primal. And he's yeah. just, he can't accept uh, Optimus' sacrifice. He just can't. So. Yeah. He's trying to find a way to save everybody. Yeah, 
Yeah. And basically, like, um, this takes place after Predacon's rising, right? Yes, our story takes place uh, after Predacon's rising. How much, we don't really touch on that because it's irrelevant. It's a good amount of time because Cybertron, or at least an aspect of Cybertron, is being rebuilt and has been rebuilt. So the city where the Autobots are functioning from, that's been rebuilt. So, you know, there's there's been a couple of cycles. Yeah. And because, like, um, you also showed a brief clip in your last um, update where you saw Ratchet um, and by con trying to connect with Primus. You didn't hear the audio, but um, you could clearly tell what he was trying to do. From basically, and also I remember seeing your first trailer where, you mind if I say this? Because um, I think I may have saw something in one of your previous first trailers where you saw like Primus like um, in, a, in like a robotic form, like a humanoid form. If yep. that, that's, yeah. Yep. Basically from what I implied is that um, he found some way to activate Primus and Primus gives him some information or something. That's, yep, that's actually coming that's actually coming up in the next scene so that'll be scene 15 where we'll see uh what what happens uh, in the middle of uh cybertron's core so yeah yeah and ba and basically like um also the com the destructicons my mistake they're actually going toward to back to earth to try to reanimate unicron so right. i can i kind of figured out where this is going like <laughs> Where I mean, you could tell you could tell by the end of scene eleven, the very end of it, that they took the spirit of Unicron and they're going back to Earth because that's where Unicron is at right now. Yeah, basically, like I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll reanimate them. Uh, don't to say that, which I'm leaning towards that may happen. But then you might see it like a big fight between Primus and Unicron or something like that. I don't know. I can't give that out, but I can tell you that a lot of cool stuff is getting ready to happen. Uh, we're gonna see things that the, the prime show should have done in my opinion right and yeah. just seen some really cool characters some really good action yeah. and really just the the threat of the universe is on the line yeah and all, and also like um a lot of people say with like um would this be based on anything or like that because like um it has been like said in the past like by Hasbro that the prime universe is connected with the war for Cybertron and fall of Cybertron universes and they've even had comics that lead up from those games that lead right into um, Predacons Rising, or the end of it, I should say. So would you like to explain to my audience like how, what you guys are taking from that or if you're not taking anything at all? Yep, the, we're not taking anything at all. We're sticking, we're sticking to the show. Why? Because I wrote the story out the year Transformers Prime ended. Like at the very tail end of that year, I yeah. wrote out the story. And the story, I wrote it in a way that it connects to our trilogy right, to our sequel films. And yeah. so if I were to take anything else into consideration, it changes the story, it changes the trilogy, and I would I would never be finished. Yeah, like um, you, would, you, you would just be wasting your time, like, and it wouldn't make any sense. Correct. Yeah. And, and so what happens is that's the beautiful thing about being a fan-based project. I don't have to adhere to anybody. I don't have Hasbro coming down and say, hey, you can't do that because that that change and that that mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't, I don't really have that since it's a fan-based project. I yeah. can continue my story based on what happened in the show and only in the show. Yeah, it's like the podcast platform, like um, where like like the media networks, like they have to answer to like a hierarchy. Where the Correct. podcast, like what I'm doing is, I just answer to myself. I just do what I want. Basically, Correct. I have all the freedom. I mean, as long as I stay within certain guidelines on the platforms, but I won't right. get into that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's that's the thing that we're doing. I mean, it'd be great if Hasbro came in and said, "Look, you know, we can do a." Uh, an alternate universe type of thing. That'd be awesome. I don't know if that would ever happen. Um, uh, you know, who knows? 
but yeah. it would be nice. But the, the important thing is I get to tell my story and I, I feel that I get to tell, I get to do the prime universe some justice because I think it ended too quick and it had so much more potential. Yeah. Um, would you like to explain how you like came up with the idea um, without getting into any specifics, but like, because like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of interesting th- stuff that you went through that you discussed with your team and all of that. Believe it or not, I had my story put together before my team came on. Uh, the the core of it uh, happened actually, just dialogue between actually me and my kids. My kids at the time were little and small, but they watched yeah. the show with me. And uh, while we were we would drive to wherever park beach whatever we were doing and we would talk about how great the show was and wouldn't it be cool if we saw this and that and oh man what characters would we have liked to have seen and and that's where it all started and i just started to you know while the kids may have been playing on the playground i started to jot down some notes and put it all together and what characters would i like to see oh man i think i'd like to see springer and hot rod yeah. and this and that and that's how i started yeah. oh how did you decide what characters that you wanted to use like um because like there's like I don't know how many characters there are in the Transformers universe. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands. Like, how do you um, decide on the ones you you have? Uh, It's a little bit of the story and characters that I like. So Springer is a character that I love. He's, uh, I loved him from the first time I saw him in the 1986 movie. He was the first triple changer Autobot. Blew my mind. Um, We didn't really see any triple changers in the Prime Universe, so I definitely wanted to bring him on board. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would be cool to bring Hot Rod um, and bring in that. Honestly, I love Lamborghinis. It's been my childhood dream car. Yeah. And and I saw the Lamborghini, uh, I think it's Veneno, which is what we um, we modeled them after. And I said, who yeah. would fit that? Perfect character for that would be Hot Rod. And so that's yeah. what we got. Yeah, and like the thing with Springer, like I'm a he- big fan of Springer. Like you remember in the G1 movie where he was fighting Brett Gar on the planet of junk with the big, with the old school music playing. Like that was actually pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was. I, and he's such an awesome persona. He's got the superhero type persona, even though he's a transformer, right? Like you yeah. could literally see him be like a Boy Scout, kind of like Superman. Yeah, and like if you remember in and after the G1 movie and like. The first few episodes of season three, like there was like a storyline where they thought Rodimus was dying or something like that, and th- there was an idea that um, where like um, the Matrix would be passed to Springer, which um, to be honest, where that would have actually made more sense in like the G one movie instead of Hot Rod because because like he's more worthy and stuff like that. But then you get into like with Ultra Magnus and Hot Rod, where like Ultra Magnus he clearly deserves it more. But the thing is about Hot Rod, he didn't want want it, so yeah. I guess you could see that's why he should have because he doesn't want it because like because like a real leader wouldn't want it they would just be they would just step up when they have to correct and then that's that's a good point that you touch on is the fact that which is what i mentioned before stories back in the 80s they didn't make a whole lot of sense like it didn't really connect really really well it was some like connection like for example in that movie we had never seen ultra magnus before in in the regular season it's like yeah. you had all these new characters, and it's like, wow, where did Ultra Magnus come from? He's getting second in command, and now we got Hot Rod, and he's becoming active. So it was just a lot of things that, it, that yeah, and that's just the way it was in the 80s. Yeah. And, and you well, just, you watched it. Yeah, well, I think, I think basically the impl- implication is that there was like a 30, I don't know, was it a, like a 20-year time skip? Whereas like 2005 yeah. in the G1 movie. Yeah. So I guess you could kind of explain that that way. I mean, 
it, it's not necessarily that you have to explain it, but it would have been beneficial. It would have been nice. And that's one of the things that I like about current storytelling, like specifically in the two, early 2000s, you've got some really good, like uh, Francis Wolverine and the X-Men was really good. Um, yeah. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited was really good. Oh, yeah. um, you've got things that are that really oh. connect and Prime was, was one of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my favorite one, from, one of my favorites from the 2000, early 2000s was the original Teen Titans series. Yes. That was yes. that that was amazing. That it's was like, good. It was one. It's one of my top ten favorite animated shows of all time. Yep. And going back to the He Man thing, did you ever get a chance to see the Cartoon Network He Man? Cartoon Network He Man. Is it that goofy thing or? Oh, oh wait, no. it's not that. It's, it's even better than the original '80s He Man. Wait, wait, wait. I think I know what you're talking about now. It's um, it was was it it was I believe it was a re, that reboot one that and. I, I know what you're talking about. It was that reboot one, but it was like a much darker version of it. I, yes, I know what you're talking about. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and it was yeah. uh, done by Cartoon Network. Phenomenal yeah. story. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sad. Like, if Netflix had to pick up a, a series to continue, like, I, it, it would be, like, He-Man would be good, and then Wolverine and the X-Men would be another one because they ended first well, season, and, well, and it looked like they were getting ready to go into the Age of Apocalypse, which is yeah, yeah. good story. Well, the original 97 X-Men series is actually being brought back on Disney Plus, which I'm not that interested in because of all the Disney stuff. I, I'm i not going to comment on this too much, but I'll just say I looked at the the Twitter stuff from the person who's the, supposed to be the new showrunner, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. I won't say anything yeah, else. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I saw the same thing, and I think that – I think Hollywood has found a, a niche in yeah. nostalgic things. And so they get people like me on board that I grew up with this stuff. And for this nostalgia, I'll pay out. But what they'll yeah. do is they'll they'll put new stuff in there that wasn't that shouldn't have been that wasn't yeah. back then. Listen, all this stuff that we're seeing now was not there in the 80s. It wasn't there in the 90s. And it wasn't there in the early 2000s. This is something yeah. new. And it's yeah. and it's and it's honestly, it's losing people like me. I, I honestly me and me and my four boys, we're not watching this stuff. Yeah. Well, the only exception would be the most recent one, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is an exception. Like, that movie was phenomenal. It, it is an exception, and still, it still they managed to subtly think, like, come on, when, when do we ever save villains that kill people? Mm, villains that kill people. I'm trying to... Yeah, because, because you save... They, the, the Peter Parker's goal was, because of Aunt May, was to kill... I mean, um, to save all of the villains. And okay. so suddenly, if we save the villains, does that magically change the fact that they caused all this destruction and they caused all the lives, killed all the lives that they killed? I can see where you're coming from. Um, I I think what the I think what they were trying to go for is that like you don't want to become like she doesn't want Peter to become like them. That's where I, what I take from it. Like sure. may, I think I can see w what you're trying to say, but I would slightly disagree. I I think what, what they were trying to imply is that like, she did not want Peter to become like them. That's just how I take it, and that's a good that's a good fair point. Yeah, and all, and also I I Toby and Andrew were given complete respect. They were treated oh, yeah. with like oh like, yeah like Andrew would redeemed himself like yes. from because I like unlike a lot of people I actually like the Amazing Spider-Man one and the Amazing Spider-Man two was a really bad movie in my opinion it was but like No Way Home redeemed him in a lot of ways. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I totally and then. Agree. And then it also redeemed Toby in a lot of ways because of how bad Spider-Man 3 was. He wasn't emo Peter anymore. So, yeah, we finally got some closure with them. Even, I though, I think, even though I think they'll be brought back later on. I, I have a feeling with that. 
because like at the ending where when Pete when Tom told them told them both I'll see you around. So I think we'll see them again. Bottom line is money, right? It made it made the money that it needed to make and more. And so part of that was those members that you listed. Yeah. And so what happens is the studio goes, we gotta we gotta make more. Yeah. We gotta we gotta keep going with these guys. Yeah. And I, I think part of the reason it wasn't woke really was because it was actually more of a Sony thing, not a Disney thing. Because like Spider-Man is technically a so is technically owned by Sony. It's not owned by Disney. It's owned by Sony because they still have the rights. Marvel just made the movie, but I'm pretty sure that there's some things that Sony told them they can't do because they have to focus on the product. I believe that actually. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where Sony goes with the rest of the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And plus, I heard rumors that Toby or Andrew may show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where 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 all this goes. Uh, like I said, for me, uh, the Marvel universe uh, as well as the DC universe kind of died out last year for me. Yeah, to a degree. Like Eternals, awful movie. Black Widow, okay at best. Then Shang Chi was it was way over. That one was way overrated. That one was. Like um, they said that the last action scene saved it. I mean, it was okay, but it didn't really save the movie at all. Like, I, I, I just wanted to see Shang-Chi use the rings. He didn't use them at all that, yeah. that much. He just, it was just focused on the dragons, which that wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it was fine, but I wish they could have used it. It was better than Captain Marvel, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, oh my God. Captain Marvel, that movie was just so awful. And I, yeah, I still can't. I, I don't. I can't watch that movie anymore. I can never watch that again. Especially every time I every time I criticize that movie, I get called a misogynist, and I go, "Well, that's pretty hard for you to call me that, since I love Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How, how can I be a misogynist if, if Wonder yeah. Woman? And and there's a huge difference between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. And it has nothing to do with the gender of the superhero. Has nothing to do with the gender of the director. It just has to do with good storytelling. Yeah. And same thing with this Miss Marvel show that I saw. If you saw the trailer. Oh my god! Oh, I did it, see that. It it looked like a cheap it, it looked like a cheap CW show. That's what yeah. it looked like. I'm from yeah. Jersey originally, so uh, I you know hearing her say the things that she said off of the trailer, I'm like, I'm from Jersey. I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up in the hood. That's yeah, not, that's same not here. How it goes. Well, I grew up in the hood in Iowa, so I know what it feels like too. Yeah. Also, I have not watched Moon Knight a single episode of it, even though I've heard good things about it. I'm still. I'm still cautious about it, so <laughs> I, I, I'm still considering canceling my Disney Plus membership after this recent stuff going on. But I think it's good that you're watching it because your your podcast focuses on criticizing these things, and how can you criticize it if you don't watch it? So well, well, you can tell from the flag behind me what uh, my podcast is about a lot. So, and also that one too. Well, you you said you don't do this live, so you edit things out, right? Yeah, I edit something. Okay, I edit. So you- I edit some things out, but not. You can tell me that afterwards, whatever it is. Afterwards. Okay. So. Okay. I'll show you something and afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm when I do lives, like I haven't done a live yet, but when I do, I'm gonna, I, I I'm gonna try to keep it as PG thirteen as possible. Sure. Same thing with this one, even though, yeah. Okay. But let's get back to Transformers Prime because that's what we came here to talk about. We, <laughs> got, we got way off the roads. I love I, I love talking about that stuff, but we got to get back on track. Sure, okay. Sure. Basically, like, um, how 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 long uh, how long has like um the animation for this has been going? Because there's been a because like 
I remember like from a few years ago, like we were saying, oh, it's gonna it's gonna come out now or it's gonna come out this time, like, and it keeps being delayed. Like, I I, I want the audience to know, like, um, explain what happened or what has caused this or something. Sure. So we gave one release date, which was 2017. Yeah. And we didn't make that mark, obviously, and it was a a, a leadership re- uh, choice uh, decision that I made. And the reason why is because I the software, the primary software that I use is Softimage. Yeah. It's it's an awesome program, very well structured, very well organized. And what happened is in 2016 they discontinued it. Hmm. So I couldn't get my animators to go onto this program anymore because they discontinued it. So yeah. it was just me by myself. And that's okay. I could have done it. Yeah. But my weak point is rendering. I, I don't really comprehend rendering and lighting on this software. It's complex. It's not easy. Yeah. So our lead animator, he's a blender guy. And he was okay. able to do the intro. Uh, he was able to do that on Blender. Okay. And, and he figured out the, the rendering, the lighting. And obviously, it looked phenomenal. Hmm. So he said, listen, I can do this. Uh, think about it, right? If we switch softwares, um, I can possibly bring in more animators because Blender is free. Whereas the soft image, you have to either pay for it and the student version is no longer there. So I thought about it. I waited out. I said, man, if we can get more animators on board, now it's not just me by myself. And, you know, we can, you know, we can do it quicker. Yeah. It didn't yeah. turn out that way. We only were able to pick up one additional animator. And in transitioning everything from Soft Image to Blender took a yeah. very, very long time. Hmm. That I, I, if it took that long, I don't even want to know what that transition was like, because that would have been like, yeah. <laughs> but well, the it, thing was, keep in mind that it's a new software. I hadn't used it, and nobody else had used it. Jonathan was the only one who used it, so Jonathan had to teach us how to use it and navigate through it before we can actually start animating it. Yeah. And and it, it took a long time. Uh, do I regret it? I regret it in a certain extent that yes, I gave a date and I didn't meet it. I do regret it from that point. But yeah. as far as what we're producing, no, I think you guys are getting something much, much nicer. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that, and I, I actually uh, I agree. I believe I, I believe quality is better than quantity, in my view, at least at least. Well, I'll t- in a, except there's one exception for that. That's The Walking Dead, which I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, and like. I like having like 16 episodes for that show, but even though the final season is 22, but 24, but I still like that though. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's actually my second favorite show of all time. Like right. I know, I know it's lost a lot of popularity, but I don't care. It's still my second favorite show of all time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically like um, a lot of people would say like, Oh, how, how are you, how are you going to get the original voice cast back or like that? And well, can you explain like um, what has happened with that? Decision. Yeah, like I and I, that question really just puzzles me because I, I don't think people understand that number one we're fans, yeah. number two we're doing this all voluntarily. Nobody's getting paid for this, so for for us to bring on any professional voice actor would cost money. Yeah, and it's like I, I mean, so there's a disconnect there on reality that just makes me laugh. Um, what we've done is we similar to what I did with the talent. I, I, I'm part of TFW 2005 forum, and what I did is on their artistic board, I said, hey, guys, I'm doing a, a, an animated film, fan-based. Here's some of the artwork that I've managed to put together myself. Who's in? Who wants to help? And I got a bunch of people. We, at one point, we had up to 20 people going, oh, working on this. Yeah. 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 
And so likewise, when it came to the voice acting, I put it out there and I said, I need help. I need voice actors. If you want to audition, send us in your auditions. And that's how we got our talent. Yeah. I got a, uh, since you're doing a sequel, I got to audition for a character. When you yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. Look for that next year. We're hoping to finish this, this film this year. Uh, and so I've already started talking to the team and they're ready to come on board for the sequel. And so yeah. we might be getting right into it next year. Yeah. I got to audition sometime when you, when you post that. Um, yeah. And also, are you actually the writer of this, of this too, or do you have other writers with you? No, it's, it's solely me. Uh, the team, um, the team has had certain, um, uh, insight or you know maybe when we're going over the animatic they'll say well what about this or what about this idea and based on those brainstorming ideas i will make certain modifications but i would say 98 percent of it comes from me yeah like did you write it in like the script in like a script form or did you write in some like other weird way like nope, script form ah because like me because i've written some stuff in script form just personal stuff for me and Took me. It's it's weird because it's odd because like you have to do all these dots and stuff like that, like all these spaces and like um you have to embolden some things. It's it's just weird. Yeah, but I like writing in script form because like it makes it more real to me in my view. Yeah, and and in my case, what I do is I try and summarize what's going on with and, and that's something that I, you don't do in a script. But in my case, I summarize what's happening so that way when I do when I have the script there, it makes sense what I'm doing based on the summary. Yeah. Do you like have um, bullet points or like um, notes written? So like when you're in the middle of writing, you can like look at that and like be inspired or like or like that. Like, yep, I like, do. As sometimes I'm driving and I'll get I'll get something. Something will come in and I'll, I'll either record myself on the phone saying it. When I get back to my my desk, I'll I'll write it down and I'll implement it in the in the show. And things are continuously improving. Uh, yeah. For example, in the sequel, I can't give it away, but. Uh, you know, just about a month and a half ago, I was thinking about something and it was like, wow, in a moment I said, oh, that's a good connection point. And so I, I wrote it in there. Yeah. 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 That's actually really good. Like, did, like I, I, a lot of directors, when they're actually like making movies or TV shows like that, as they're writing scripts, like they also like draw some certain scenes out, out because like it gives, it gives them like a better perspective than just like I'm um, writing or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, did you actually do that at all? Uh, no, I actually didn't do that at all. Um, my, my drawing skills are, they're mediocre, to be honest with you. Um, I can copy really good, yeah. but yeah. up here, out of here, mm, not too good. Yeah. I used to draw a lot because my father, he drew a lot when he was a kid. I used to draw a lot too, but uh, because of carpal tunnel, I can't draw that much anymore. So, cause it, it's, yeah, I'm not going to say that word, but you get the, what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I like to do is I, I do have a digital um, a digital pad, but uh, and that's probably the reason why is that the digital pad, right? When you're drawing, you have eye-hand contact, right? Yeah. If you're drawing on traditional paper, the point, the ballpoint of the pen or the pencil that you're using, that's where your eyes focus on. On a digital pad, my hand is over here on my right while my eye is on the screen, and I can't, I just can't draw that. Thing. So uh, one of the things that I want to do is later down the road is get you know, an actual screen where I can actually draw and you'll see it. Hmm. Yeah. Like, um, do you, like when you're animating and do you like have the script next to you? So, you know, each movement, so what's to do like, yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. So what we do is we have animatics. Uh, we have a storyboard. We had, we had two storyboard artists and what they did was they did their thing. They took the story that I wrote and they yeah. did their animatic based on two things, the story that I wrote for them. And then the interactions that they had with me, I would direct them. 
So this is the scene. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And then they would draw out and they would come back and then we would dialogue and make whatever changes that were in my head and they put it down on paper. And then even still, once that's done, when it gets to the animatic, the animatic may change based on my view. Yeah, that doesn't really look as good and, and we'll make changes. And even still, now that I'm animating, maybe I'll change a certain camera angle uh, that wasn't in the animatic itself. Yeah, that's good. Like I like it's good to like um improve and get other people's ideas. I mean, you still have to have one singular vision, but you can like take other ideas and like mold it in like a weird way to yep. like create something better. Yep. Yeah. And even the actors, the voice actors, when they look at the script, there's sometimes where they'll tell me, Hey, is it okay if I say something something that change the words around? Because I don't feel like this character would say this in this manner. And I'd be like, Yeah, sure, give it a shot. And they would do it. And I'd be like, That sounds great to me. Hmm. Like that's so actually I would, really, them, I would give them some creativity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like um, like having like one singular voice um is is that you have to have multiple voices, but you just have to have one in charge because yeah. like if if you get multiple voices in, you just ruin a lot of things. Like um, like a, there's a lot of movies out there. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think one off the top of my head where like um so many voices just ruined it. Like yeah. Yeah, it's and and, and it, but, but there's there's got to be a little bit of flexibility, right? Um, I'm not a dictator. Uh, yeah. I have a Cuban background, so I'm not a dictator. <laughs> and and yeah. so what it is is that it is my vision, but I do appreciate insight. I do appreciate feedback because sometimes you don't see certain things, or sometimes somebody could have a much better idea. And I'm like, yeah, that worked perfectly. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually really good. Like, um, also. Uh, to like the newer characters that you're introducing that haven't appeared in Transformers Prime previously, like Rodimus or Springer or the Combaticons or the Destructicons, like how did you like um design them to like fit from the Prime into the Prime universe? Like like um you have you obviously had to like look at them from previous iterations and like try to redesign them in a lot of ways to fit in the Prime world. So the only two I can take credit for, and I can't take credit for it, uh, are Pro um are Springer and Rodimus. Uh, Springer is based off of the um, High Moon Studios design uh, from the video game Fall of Cybertron. I saw it. I was like, wow, I can't believe they didn't put that character in there. And all I did was just give him a, a prime look, right? And then uh, Rodimus was done off of the IDW comics. And he was just, I thought he was perfect as is. No need to change him that much, right? Now, yeah. the, all the other characters, I can't take credit for that. That was a our senior or our lead artist, the concept mm -hmm. artist named Z, like the letter Z. That's what he wanted to be called. He was a very, very talented artist out of China. Um, really nice guy. Um, I, I, I grew to like this guy on a personal level. He just shared a lot of a lot of his personal life struggles over there in China. Yeah. And I felt bad for him. I, I wish I could have done something to help him come over here, right? Uh, yeah. Some of the things that he shared were just heartbreaking, uh, but he was very, very talented, and he designed all the Combaticons and all the Destructicons. That's actually really cool because, like, um, one of the main the things I look at when I see the combat, the not the Combaticons, the Destructicons, like they seem like a lot smoother than you would think they would be because, like, in G one, like I remember, like, um, they were they had like all these parts around everywhere, but like they look a little more smoother now. Like, yeah. it's odd, but it's, I actually don't mind it too much. Like, yeah. like, like they don't, they don't have much detail on the faces or like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're right now, the, what you're seeing is unrendered. So you're not seeing any textures, but there are certain textures on the faces. You'll see a little bit of uh, wear and tear on their faces and, and on their bodies because of the texturing. 
uh, because they are they are warriors and they've been around since you know the wreckers. So they have some some combat experience. Yeah, I meant the Destructicons. Oh, the Destructicons. Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because from from what you said before that you you basically like uh, made them like anti primes or something like that. Yes, yes. So I think it was back in the early 2000s. I, I don't know what comic. Uh, I, I didn't read it, but uh, they had basically made it seem like uh, the Galvatron, Cyclonus, and Scourge were were uh, made directly by Unicron, right? They were spawns of Unicron, mm-hmm. and um, and I I never read the comic. I only saw like one panel of it. And I said, wow, that's pretty cool. So going back and reflecting on that, I said, you know what? I think when I include these guys, I'm going to do that, and, and that's what I did. And I added Slipstream just because I thought I, I really loved Slipstream in the Transformers animated series. I thought she was such a diabolically good character, and I said, you know what? I, I, I want to add like a Harley Quinn type to the Transformer series, you know? Yeah, like um, this is actually a weird thing. I I don't know if you, how you feel about it, but the way I viewed Cyclonus is like um, he's like like a Transformer a Transformer version, and also like a more evil version of Spock from Star Trek because here's why. I don't think he, like, he doesn't show any emotion or anything. Like, I mean, he feels like he clearly does like saying he doesn't think he think he believes in honor and stuff like that, yeah. but he doesn't really like show emotion or anything like that. So no, he's very he's, cold. He's very calculated, but I did yeah. want to make him honorable because one of the things that I, I going back to the beast wars, I really like the fact that Dinobot was an honorable Decepticon, which yeah. is extremely rare. And so I really like that component about him. So I brought that over to Cyclonus. I figure Cyclonus, be it that he was such he had this cold posture, I think he would have some type of honor as well. Yeah, I just I just looked at him like this guy doesn't show much emotion except um except he, when he doesn't think someone some like unarmed or some knocked out person should be killed. Like uh, like he's 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 cold. He's dark. He doesn't talk well. I don't think he talked that much from what I saw. Um, unless you got more coming where he talks a lot more like yeah no he, he, he i mean each person has their own scene where they're they're focusing in on their character attributes he will be he has more right in the in the coming and it's more of the what we've seen already that honor about but he doesn't have a problem killing it's yeah he has a problem killing when the opponent is in a bad position or not able to defend themselves right yeah yeah and the thing with scourge like he's like the wild hunter like he'll kill no matter what he doesn't even he doesn't give, uh, yeah, and also like slipstream, slipstream. Uh, how do you say? I'm, I know I'm, I'm botching her name, but slipstream. I'll just say it like that. Yeah, she's see, she's like um she's like the assassin ninja, like almost like um she's she's like uh she's like Nightbird in a lot of ways. How I see like the assassin ninja. If you remember Nightbird from G one, like like even though she was built by humans, but in this one she's she's a tr- an actual transformer. Like she actually does a lot of things that's like like i'm trying to rephrase this like a like a ninja assassin like except she can talk really yep so scourge uh scourge is like he is the hunter and he uses uh things to hunt his prey so he gets a kick out of using those little toys and gadgets that he has we're good we've seen a couple we see he has he has a sword um uh, he had an energon net which he used on one of the viacons right yeah. uh and it drains them of their energy and he's got a couple of more things that we're gonna see um in the next couple of scenes um so he likes using that stuff uh you know to trap his prey uh slipstream is straight up crazy she's a maniac yeah. she gets a kill out of just killing right yeah and so we've seen her kill 
we've seen her want to kill the Autobots right off the bat, and yeah. and uh, we've seen her uh, kill one of the Viacons and, and take delight in it. That's the key thing. She takes yeah. delight in it. Yeah, and also something. It was a little odd at first, and then I'm trying. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Is that like in the first scene when Rodimus and and Springer like they were escaping the Combaticons, like they shot those rocks down, and we're like you saw the Destructicons come out of it. Like, is oh, there right. some? Is there something a little more to that? Because like it doesn't. I'm trying to figure out how they would have just got right there into those rocks and just popped right out of it. No. So what happens is, is the build, they, they blew up the building. They were trying to blow up the building with the Combaticons inside yeah. and it didn't work. And so by blowing up the building, they managed to activate, accidentally activate the Destructicons that were housed inside that building. They were housed inside the building. I yeah. thought they were housed inside the rock. The mold, no, the no, no, no. They, they were inside the building. So when they pop up at the end, they pop up out of the rubble that's left from the building being destroyed. Hmm. How'd they get to that building then? Like, that's a little uh, odd. That's where, that's where we um, have to connect the lure of uh, Unicron creating them. And somehow the, the anti, uh, not the anti-primes, I'm sorry, the 13 primes stopped the midway of creating these 13 anti-primes. And he was only able to get four off, so he had to hide them. If not, he was, a, you know, the, the primes were, just would have killed him, taking him offline before they even came online. Weird, weird, like a, a giant, um, like a giant, how, whoever, how big Unicron was, hid them in like um, some like little um, 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 warehouse. The, 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 the building, he didn't hide them in the building, he hid them underneath the building. So somebody, oh. built, it's like he put them in the ground or, oh. or ground moved over okay. them or whatever. And then those, okay. that the, building got built on top. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like... And like I remember, you showed that scene where like they were just they didn't they didn't even know who they were except Galvatron was the only one who did. And like you saw like those quick flashes were like um, explaining how they were created and stuff like that. Like, um, what do you think U Unicron would have done like if he wasn't defeated right by the thirteen primes at that moment? He would have made thirteen anti primes and he would have taken it straight to Unicron because that's really I mean based off of the Transformers Prime series that seems to be the tipping point was that. Uh, a Primus created the 13 Primes, and with them, they defeated Unicron. So I would imagine, I'll, I'll tip the scales right back in my favor. I'll create 13 Anti-Primes, and let's go at it. Yeah, yeah. because I'm, the thing that I'm trying to figure out is, like, when Primus created the 13 Primes, why did he create three, like, 13 small robots and to go up against, like, this giant monster or something like yeah. that? that I don't know. That <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The writers were definitely trying to implement stuff from the Bayverse movie. Right, because we hadn't heard about the thirteen primes prior to the, the Bayverse film, right? To Revenge of the Fallen that I know of. Maybe in the comics, the UK comics, I don't know, but I never yeah. heard of thirteen primes prior to that. Yeah. And also like um the fallen and revenge of the and the fallen and revenge of the fallen. He his name was actually um yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name was. Um uh, his name was Megatronus. That's what his real name was. Megatronus. So so I get I I think that's what they took from it. So and he, I think Megatronus, yeah, Megatronus was uh, the one that killed um, um what's her name? I'm trying to figure out which prime she that he killed. Solus Prime, wasn't it? Yes, that Solus Prime. He killed her. Yeah. yeah. Because he betrayed he betrayed them and like he was and then after he, he, he fell killed, in love with her, I think it was, right? Was that true? I I'll think, look that up. Yeah, but, you might have to look that up, but I, I thought yeah. that he fell in love with her and I think she fell in love with somebody else, and that's why he killed I don't know. I yeah. I think it was in the Exodus book or something like that. Yeah, well, let's take a look at that. Give me a second yeah. right here. Yeah, that lure is pretty interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, 13 primes. Wait, Megatronus. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Is this him? I believe this. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to see the. Oh, no. You might you may have to go and look for like the comic or like the Exodus. I mean, it might be in that Wikipedia uh thing. You just have to go a little bit further down. Transformers Prime Megatronus. Oh, oh shoot. Let's see. Uh, right here, I believe this is where it should be. Okay, let's take a look at this. Oh nope, it's just Megatron. Okay, we'll I'll look at that later. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that was uh, that was all lore that came from the comics or yeah. from the novel books. Um, yeah. But the thirteen primes themselves, I hadn't heard anything prior to the the yeah. end of the comic. And also, you remember in in was it season? No, it was in season two. There were like um, no, was I'm trying to remember when did Megatron and like um, what was his name? I'm trying to what was that uh, the twins' name? Like there were those two Decepticon twins, uh, Dreadwing and uh, um, Skyquake. Skyquake. When 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 Megatron and, and um, um, Dreadwing went to Cybertron, and because like he needed to a a, a prime arm to like yeah. use the use the forge, which prime was that again that he I, took the arm from? I, I thought it was Solus Prime because it was the the, the hammer that he used. Uh, the hammer of Solus Prime. Yeah, because I because um all it said was uh, it just needed a prime to use it. It didn't yeah. it didn't matter. Who, which one it was? It just needed. Yeah, I think it was Solus Prime. Hmm. I'll have to look more into that later because, because that was actually a pretty dark moment. <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, that show was just phenomenal from yeah. from everything, every aspect of that show. I mean, to me, that's yeah. the bar. Yeah, I I, st I still have I have G one and Prime right here. Uh, I actually have them both to be honest. At number one, but I don't like Beast Wars as much as most people. I mean, I like it. I mean. The reason I don't have it as high is because I, it's still a little weird, like seeing all the Transformers as as these like apes and dinosaurs. It's a little weird, like because sure. I'm because I prefer like seeing them in like the humanoid forms that we've always seen since G one. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, and all and, and speaking of dinosaurs, you have in the sequel the Dinobots come in. That's right. <laughs> can, that's right. Can you, yeah, can you talk about that a little? Oh yeah, man. It's uh, obviously it's gonna. It, it's Transformers Prime, Dinobots Unleashed, mm -hmm. and we're bringing the Dinobots in a way that has not been shown before. Um, it's it's going to be familiar, but but different, and it's going to be exciting. And the story that we have in line for them, all these connect. Listen, I, I think about all this stuff. I connect as much as possible uh, to many different things, but obviously tying everything together. Yeah. Right? And we're yeah. going to see that happen uh, more so as the story progresses. Yeah, and also you have Grimlock there, the leader, the king of the Dinobots, and then plus you have Predaking being in it. So <laughs> I, I, I get the idea where this is going to go. You have you you have to have Grimlock and Predaking go head to head at least once, at oh, least man. once, at least once, right? <laughs> yeah. Which can you at least confirm? We'll just see that, just that, at least once. I'll confirm it. We can see that. We will yeah. do that. Just that's all I need to know. I'm not going to ask any more about that. No, no, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see that. We'll see that and more. I'll put that to you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we'll see a full on Dinobots and Predacons battle. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll also, you, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, you're going to see something new. I guarantee yeah. you. 
whatever Hasbro has done in the past with the Dinobots, you, you have not seen it the yeah. way we're going to show it. And, and yeah, also, you also have a few new Predacons coming in. I believe I saw from some of your artwork or something like that. Yes. Right? yes. Can you explain who they are? Yes. So um, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis on that. So what, what's happening is Predacon... A Predaking's desire has not changed since the last time we saw him. He wants to bring back his race. He wants to create an army of Predacons. And so he's managed to find a way to do that. And he's created some new Predacons to join him. And those Predacons are, um, so far we've released, uh, I think in G1 they were called the Terracons, which is uh, Twin Strike, Windraiser, uh, are two that we've shown so far, and we've got three more to show. We've got Hungar, we've got Vlot, uh, I think is the other one, and Ripper Snapper to come. Uh, yeah, because I saw one of them, the beast form for one of them, is actually has two um, dragon heads, I believe. Yep, that's Twin Strike. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to find that one right there, like uh, right here. Let's, uh, right here, like this one? Yes, that one's Windraiser. Windraiser. And that's obviously an Insecticon. Yeah, this one. Twin Strike. Yeah. Are any of these like um like you remember in Predacons Rising there was that um when um Shockwave and um Starscream were making more Predacons we saw one of them in the tank. Is one of them one of those Predacons? Like that. Uh, in so in Predacons Rising, um, it could be. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave it at because clearly <laughs> Predaking had to make more Predacons. He had. That's his goal. That's his goal. Yeah, and obviously, like um, the thing with with speaking of Predaking and um, Starscream, as we all know, at the end of um, uh, Predacons Rising, you saw Predaking and um, um, uh, who were the other two? Like um, Skylinks. 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 Like they were surrounding Starscream because Predaking wanted to get revenge on Starscream because of how I believe it was the way he treated him, like treat him just like an animal and stuff like that. Correct. So I guess he wanted to get even with him. So can we expect to see Starscream going forward at all? At this juncture, I can't confirm that. Okay. Yeah. Will it will it be answered though in the next one though? Uh, possibly, possibly not. I, I can't confirm that one either. Okay. Be because it's going to be pretty weird, like seeing the Predacons there all of a sudden and not explain what happened to Starscream. Because yeah. Well, yeah. you know, based on what happens, there's left to interpretation. And if you look at what happened with RID, they actually explain that Starscream manages to get out of that. So yeah. as a writer, I can take it either which way. I can go the RID way and confirm that he got away, or I can just take it and leave the assumption that he got taken out. I have not been able to solidify what I want to do with Starscream at this current juncture yeah. in the, within my trilogy. Yeah, yeah, because in like RID, like um, I don't they had Starscream escape, which I had I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't. I didn't either. But they then when he but then, but then when he found out what happened, when he escaped was unsatisfying. Like he literally just said he found machines that could destroy Predacons and he just killed them like that. Like, come on, that's just <laughs> come, that's just that's lazy, lazy writing. writing. Yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool way. That's yeah. just lazy writing. <laughs> that is lazy writing. You got to explain things better, man. Like, I'm I'm not saying you had to show them in RID, but you could at least say, oh, like they're out there somewhere. That's all you could have done. Like, yeah, I think I think with R.I.D. it had so much potential, but they just really like brought it down to a juvenile level, and it was just too far uh, it's in too, comparison to Prime. 
it's goofy. It was way, yeah. it was, it was even more goofy than G1. Yes. And, yes. And, I, and G1, it, it was from the back in the 80s, like being goofy was actually something that was always happening. It always was. But then, like, RID just took it to another level. Like, and plus, they disrespected Prime in a lot of ways with how they handled a lot of the characters and stuff like that. Like, um, obviously, even though they're not Transformers, like the like Jack, Miko, and was uh, who's been Raph. That yeah, when they when Bumblebee went to Earth, he didn't even mention them. He just found some new kids, some new humans. And like, right. oh, I just forgot about them. Like, right. it, like even forgot about Fowler, I believe. Like, yep. that didn't yeah, make any you're sense. Right. You're right. And, so that's an interesting thing. So a lot of people have been wondering, where are the children? The children are not the focal point of the story uh, at, yeah. it, it, within this movie, but they are. I mean, we, we have to touch on them. We're not going to just not show them. So yeah. they will eventually come back at some point. Yeah. And you said in the past one, in some of your videos that this one, you didn't bring them in because the story didn't need them at all. But then, like, you're not bringing them in the second one either because it's going to take place completely in space. Correct. It's going to completely take place on Cybertron. And the reason why is because the Transformers are Transformers. If they're here on Earth, it makes sense that they would need some human counterparts, right, to play the role, which we are. We've got Fowler, we've got General Bryce, and we've got a couple of soldiers. They're not primary, but at least we've got two human characters that it would make sense yeah. if these two characters are somehow involved because everything is happening pretty much real time, right? It's not happening within the course of days or months or weeks, it's happening like in sequential order, right? It's, it's happening yeah. literally within a day or two. So there's not enough time to get the kids involved and get everybody else and so on and so forth. So in Cybertron, there's no humans in Cybertron, so there's really no need to have any humans involved. Yeah. But by the third film, I can confirm that the kids will be back. Yeah, because um, the third one, I, it's called Ultimate Annihilation. So there's only one thing... Unless I'm unless I'm reaching out too far, there's only one thing that can mean ultimate annihilation. That's Unicron. Unless I'm reaching out there too far, yeah. Uh, you're reaching out too far. Okay, so yeah, I can. So, <laughs> so Unicron will have nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, I didn't say that. Like you remember that? <laughs> you remember that Nintendo? I believe it was a Nintendo game for Transformers Prime. Remember, like. Uh, Remember, I forget who that it was. That giant um, transformer that worked for Unicron. Forget what his name was. Uh, I forgot what his name was too. Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, but I know who you're talking about. It's the Nintendo Wii game. Yeah, something like that, possibly. I'm going to take a guess. I think that. his name was Thunderwing. Thunder. Yes, I remember because I re I remember there was a certain part where I was trying to fight him and it just kept dying over and over and over again. I wish they had come they had that game for like another console cuz I I don't I, I could I didn't get to play it. Yeah, I played it. Like I actually I actually still wish I had a Nintendo cuz I actually like that game to be honest. I, I wish I could create a video game based on the movies that I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah, um are are you going to I believe um, some of your new characters that you're going to introduce in the sequel are like Jazz and also Barricade and a few others. Like, um, how did you decide on the future characters as well, as well as these ones? Great question. So uh, what I did was I looked at the story and what type of story I wanted to tell and mm -hmm. where I wanted to take that story. Um, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Transformers. I, I like a lot of different continuities, but not all the continuities are my favorite. That doesn't mean that other people don't like other continuity. So what I want to do is I kind of want to be all encompassing and grab things from here and there 
so that I can give a little bit to people who do like those those certain companies. Oh yeah, and like um, also another thing, like you remember, like and when they found Skyquake, Starscream, and Soundwave, when they found him on Earth, Starscream said that um, there are other Decepticons buried here on on um, Earth. They're just in stasis, but they just weren't in that area either. So, you think we could ever see any more that could be found on Earth in the future? It's very possible. It's very possible. But I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the ones that we have confirmed so far. They have. They're, they connect to one of the episodes from season two. I'll have to go back and watch season two because it's been years since I watched it. Yeah. And, and, also, and also, like, um, there's actually a, a character I think I would, I would hope you would do, but I don't think you ever will. Like, um, even though he's only in one scene in G1. Like, you remember in, like, season four, there was a, char- a Decepticon called Six Shot, remember? Oh, where yes. I he was the guy that took out the aerial bots where it would just would just – like he said, five up, five down. Like that was actually a really cool line. I would actually hope he would do six shot because, like, even though he was only in one scene, I actually kind of like the concept—a a, a transformer that has six um, um modes and can do all these sorts of weird things. That would be a challenge. That would yeah. be. Yeah. Well, doesn't hurt to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, like you said, you're still technically working on the next two. So yeah, maybe yeah, and, maybe and all the characters that we have right now are I mean we haven't confirmed every single character for the third film. Every single character is already confirmed for the second film. Um, but the third one is still there's still pockets that I have yeah. open. Yeah, I actually like Six Shot because I, I because re- the idea is actually really cool. Maybe if you don't have them, maybe just make a reference like saying there's a character named Six Shot out there or something like that. That's a possibility. That's a good idea. Yeah, we do have some references coming up, and I'm sure more will come. And oh, like um, we got references I, in the second film. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like um, speaking of something, things that weren't like answered in Prime, because I remember in one of your previous videos you said there were certain things that were that weren't answered that you would try to answer, but it would take all three films to like answer some of these. Like um, like the biggest one obviously is is Arachnid, and like was it season four, Beast Hunters? Yeah, it was in season four. Where like um, you saw she actually and the all and the other Insecticons landed on. I believe it was a moon of Cybertron, yes. and like we and we didn't see them again. Like that was season three. That was season three. I thought that yeah, was. We only had four. we only had three seasons. Okay, okay. I'm just making a mistake now. I'm just yeah. confusing Beast Hunters and that. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, that, that's what they actually titled season three was Beast Hunters. But no, yes, we we answer that particular topic in the sequel. Yeah, so we put is, out her character sheet actually. Yeah, and so it are, are she in all the other Insecticons still going to have that vampire or zombie like thing where they can just suck Energon out? You well, I mean, we're going to continue where it left off, and so, so yes, she still has that vampire disease, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, ba- and basically, like, um, since it's on one of the moons of Cybertron, like. Would it, and plus, you said there's some time that has passed since um, Beast Hunters. Well, not Beast Hunters. Uh, yeah, Beast Hunters, my mistake. Um, could we see, like, well, she, even though she most likely won't be in this from what I take it in the first one, do you think it would kind of make sense for, like, uh, something to, like, happen, like, in between that time and now? Because there, there is there is stuff that's going to happen in between that time, and I'll give you a little tidbit. Um, the, the reality is that she comes across her sister, uh, Black Arachnia. Black Arachnia. Yeah. Okay. That's 
so is, is, is like a twin thing, right? Like Skyquake and like uh, Dreadwing? Not so much a twin thing, but it's definitely a sister thing. Oh, so like they're connected, like they have a bond, but they weren't created at the same time. Okay. Correct. That makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense. Correct. Because they're both spiders. So <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting. So uh, just to give you a little bit of detail, because we did release her character sheet already. And uh, Black Arachnia is a uh, triple changer. She goes oh. from robot to spider to Cybertronian motorcycle. Yeah, let me find that actually. I'm trying to. Yeah, give me one second. Leia. That's actually some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, you can go on our website, uh, primeanimations.com. Okay, I'm looking at, at that right now because I don't recall you mentioned Black Arachnia. Yeah, and if you go, I think it's on the second tab that's dedicated to the second film. Okay. All right. Come on. Okay, right here we go. And where is she? Uh, no, that's Arachnid. Hmm. I She's not was, on there? That I, must have been on our Facebook thing. I apologize for that. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and look later. So, and so, and also, you had Jetfire there in one of your photos, too, that you're going to be introducing. Yes, he'll be in the third one. Oh, okay. I'm actually a big Jetfire fan. Like he's actually one of my favorites from G1. I am as well. And I know you're probably going to disagree with me, disagree with me on this completely, but I actually didn't mind how he was used in Revenge of the Fallen. I didn't mind that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are going to disagree. On that one. <laughs> the reason is because I like the idea of like an old old timers. I, I like that idea. Like I'm an old wise guy. Even though, even though he was a jackass, a, a little bit of a jackass too. Man, that that one was a big one for me. That one irked me so much. I, I can't even. Uh, I was I was so excited to see him too, and I'm like, no, what'd you do to him? <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't mind it that much. I actually enjoyed it because, like, he was actually a, a badass too. Like you could tell. Like Here, I just like, sent you. I just sent you the link. See if you can open that up. Okay, give me a second. I'm looking this up right now. Let's see. Hmm, haven't gotten it yet. Maybe it's not loading. In, in, the, in the comments? Uh, oh, in, private chat. oh, in the comments. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look at that right here. One second. Oh, okay. I see her now. Uh, let's right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So a motorcycle in a spider form. Okay. Yep. That, that's actually a pretty interesting thing. Like, I don't recall seeing like a spider in Transformers before. I don't recall that, unless maybe you've seen one. Which uh, I in G one, who are you, are, are you talking about? G one Transformers or no, no, in Transformers lore at all. I don't recall. Oh that. yeah, the, well, in the Beast Wars, right? Tarantulas and, and Black Arachnia herself. Oh and yeah, she, okay, okay, okay. And Black yeah. Arachnia was also in Transformers animated as a spider as well. Yeah, cause, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen them, so I have to get back into watching them, even though it's been like a whole while. No, and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like, uh, there's there's a lot of other characters that that you could touch on to, and other characters that that we saw that were in like in like Prime beforehand, but we don't know. Like, obviously, a one that I like a lot, even though because uh, he was actually pretty scary in Prime, which I liked, and I think he was cool. Soundwave, like, um. Do you have any plans for bringing Soundwave back at all? There's a good possibility. I thought about him because I do like him, and the Decepticons uh, are going to need to increase their numbers one way or yeah. another. So uh, I have thought about it. 
Yeah, because it was actually it was his ending was actually funny, and was it was actually pretty funny at the end. Where like they he got trapped in like that um alternate universe where he's in between time but not at the same time. The shadow so, zone. The shadow zone. Yeah, correct. And 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 it was pretty like I think it's something that would be good to touch on to like give a like a full on conclusion to. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. He's one of the characters that I really. I mean, I like every character. I wish I could bring back every car. I wish I could bring back uh, Dreadwing and Skyquake and 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 Breakdown. I wish I could bring them all back. Yeah, and and it's it's really tricky to, you know, uh, limit myself because if you bring it, you bring too many characters yeah. back, then you you over flood it, and it just doesn't make sense. But I have it right now in a way that everything is lining up and everything. Yeah, so so if you do bring him back, it would probably be in the third one, correct? If you do yes. decide to. Yes. Okay. Hope you do because like I want to see, I want I would like to see him get a rematch on with Miko in that um apex car. Because I actually would be like, like, hey, you did that to me, like I'll do something to mess with you. Because <laughs> actually, because Soundwave, like I loved him in G one, and he I actually didn't mind too much in Dark of the Moon. I didn't mind that. I know you disagree with me with that completely, but I didn't mind it too much because, like, at least he was still scary, and he was incredibly scary in Transformers Prime. Like, really, the fact that he doesn't have a face and he doesn't talk, but he did talk once. It was like when they were trying to hack into his system, and where like he said, "Soundwave inferior," um, "Soundwave superior," "Autobots inferior," which that was pretty scary. That, yeah. And that was a great uh, that was a great nod to I think it was the 1986 movie. Yeah, yeah, and basically like where he was talking with the Destructicons in the G1 movie, where where he said yes. like Soundwave superior, Destructicons inferior. Correct. That was a great. That, let me tell you that whole battle in 1986 is just phenomenal. And I believe I correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Bone Crusher that said that told him who are you calling inferior? I believe yeah, it I was. So. I believe it was Bone Crusher. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. I think yeah. you're right. Man, I forget who all was part of the Destructicons in there. I know Bone Crusher and Mixmaster, Mixmaster, Scrapper, Scavenger, Scavenger. There was one more, at least, because there were there were six or seven, I believe. Six. There were six. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I know. Okay, I remember now. But yeah, that that entire scene was actually pretty cool. Where where after they thought Megatron died, they all turned against each other, fought for leadership. Yeah. Yeah. The the cool thing is. The cool thing is we're going to see references to G1 animated Beast Wars. Um, we may even see some things uh, from uh, things that I really didn't like, like the Unicron series. For yeah. example, you saw that uh, Jetfire, the colors on Jetfire were colors from uh, one of the Unicron trilogies. I don't remember which one, but I used those colors instead of this traditional red, white, and black. Hmm. I could I thought Jetfire had a little bit of red in G1. He had a little, he had, yes, like solid red. Like you see where our names are solid red here with uh, the yeah, white text. Yeah, yeah. That's where his traditional color was with some blacks here and there, you know, in certain aspects. Yeah. But the what, what I used was like a burgundy with uh, mm. some white, black, and some gold highlight. Yeah. Like, I don't think, right, right here, here he is. Right. Well, this isn't a good photo, but still, though. Like that, like that, like. Yes. Yeah, I because I could because I could have sworn he had some red on him. Yeah, yeah, he's got some red there, but but the design that I did, it's not like that. I'll show you. Uh, I'll send this to you now. Okay. Okay. 
There it is. Oh, he has a lot more red to him, and a lot more. Is that orange or yellowish? I believe it's, that is. it's like a yellow. It's like a gold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like. I like that actually. That doesn't look too bad. No. Yeah. Also, it looks like he has like an eye plate too. So, will there be times like where he has where he has takes the plate off and you see his eyes or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll be able to see that. So he's basically modeled after this character, or the color scheme is basically after this character. This okay. Is that fire right there. Okay. And this is from the Unicron trilogy, but I just don't remember which one. Like this is Cybertron. Okay. I've been so long. Energon. Oh, okay. Energon. Transformers Energon. Hmm. It's been years since I've watched Energon. Yeah. But you can see the color scheme there. Okay, I I completely see it. Yeah, I see it. Yep. Yeah, that does. I don't mind that too much. It actually looks pretty cool. Yep. I, I like I said. I want to take aspects of different uh, areas. I don't just want to stick to G one or something yeah. like that. Even though I'm a, obviously I grew up with G one, I want to be able to bring in other areas that make sense, and that's the key thing. Yeah, and and like um, one of the things that makes a lot of sense to me, even though. Even though you said this is not any in any way connected to the war for Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron games, which even though it isn't, I don't mind that. I would like that, but I can see where you're going. You can't have that because you can't have that burden because you have to stick to your own little plate. Yeah. But like something that I liked in Fall of Cybertron, which my favorite level in that game was playing as Get Grimlock. Like that was by far the favorite my favorite part. Like I literally all you, I just love transforming, just destroying everything in my path. Yeah. You, and it, it, you're gonna get a kick of what we're gonna do with him in the next film. I, I guarantee you. And all between op, I have like four or five different characters that are are my top my top characters. But but going back to G1, it was Prime, Grimlock, and Springer. Those are my three favorites. For me, it's um Prime, Bumblebee, Grimlock, and Ironhide. That's my. I think in Ratchet too. Ratchet too. And Jazz. I, I just love all of them. Yeah, I like jazz too. Jazz is one of my favorites. That's why I yeah. have to bring him in. Yeah. Um, you're, but you're going to like the direction that we go with uh, Grimlock in the second film. Uh, we're going to see, oh, man, we're going to see the struggles that he went through, where he's at now, the bitterness that he has in him, the rage. Uh, oh. We're going to see all of that come out, and, and mm -hmm. anybody that's in front of him is going to feel it. Yeah. So that so you just confirmed that the 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 Dinobots are they're actually Transformers. They weren't created from anything, right? Uh, no, no, we're not going to go the route, the G one route. Okay. Uh, we're we're more we're going to go with like what what's been said in like the comics with like the War Within comics or even the Fall of Cybertron, right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to see aspects of those within the story. Yeah, because like in Fall of Cybertron, like the Dinobots, they weren't called the Dinobots. They were just an elite group of transformers that were that were just like um what you would call the wreckers are in transformers prime yep, yep. yeah yeah and the thing was shockwave just captured them just and just um redesigned them with like dinosaurs from earth that's basically what happened yep. which yeah and i take it you have a good way of explaining how they're actually dinobots and not like just cybertronian stuff like that. oh yes oh yes so clearly something someone had to some transformer had to have seen something from Earth, and they had to scan it for the Dinobots. I'm just going to yeah. take that as a limb. 
as yep. all of it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be fully explained. Uh, who, uh, what, where, when, how, all of that, and and it's not gonna be alien, right? It'll be familiar, yeah. and people will be like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and also a few other transformers that I liked. I would like for you to, to to see in that. Well, I would like to see in this. I should say, like um, one of my favorites is like Thundercracker and Skywarp. I they were they were basically Starscream's twins. Yes, like, like that's basically what it was like. And back in those days, like all they they didn't want to create some new model, so they just took an existing model and just repainted it. That's all they did. Those but, are the only ones that actually make sense to me. But I mean, even still, you can explain that. You can be like, oh, you know, the assembly line and stuff like that. So people share the same chambers and chassis you know that stuff makes sense but if you look at these links that i'm sending you right now these are the current designs that i have for mm -hmm. uh the dinobots yeah i'll bring this up so the audience can see them yeah Sw yeah swoop actually looks pretty cool like the like um the wings that uh, I, I actually think the wings would actually look better if they were more closed in instead of just wide open I actually yep. believe that. Yep. So, yeah. Also, there's one more, I believe. Who? What? Who is this? Oh no, that's just swoop. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, there should be three, though. Should be three. Yeah. Who did I miss? Oh no, that's Grimlock. Grimlock. And who is this? Oh, Slash. Oh, Slash. Um, the one that was supposed to be in Age of Extinction but was cut out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. The. I'm trying to the velociraptor yeah velociraptor yes yeah so we're turning her into a velociraptor and it is a female i thought it'd be pretty cool to have our first female dinobot not because of any specific message i just i just i just like her yeah actually i don't mind that too much but and like the way the dinobots were handled in age of extinction is complicated to me is that one on one hand it's cool that they were they were these knights and these these warriors and like these dinosaurs but at the other end we didn't even see them at all um, they were just much. thrown in there they were just they were just you know you know uh, i mean you know on the internet on youtube you, you see clickbait right yeah i kind of feel like that's how the dinobots were they were clickbait it was just bait to come watch the film yeah watch the dinosaurs right because dinosaurs are cool and then yeah. to people like us who love the dinobots yeah we want to go see it but then the dinobots weren't used for anything well I, I just love seeing them in the at the at there. I I'm glad even though I would have wanted more uh, with what we got. Like okay, that's what it's what it, it is what it is. But I'm at least glad we I'm glad we got something of them. Like yeah, because I I'm gonna be honest with you when in that theater because I was with my father at that time. I was jumping up when that's when that when that scene happened. <laughs> like yeah yeah I was jumping I up. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed watching them, but I just felt like they just weren't used properly. And it, it, it was a disgrace what they did with them in the fifth movie. In the fifth movie, I'm trying we're bait we're um we didn't see them at all, where we only saw Grimlock and um Slug. Um, yep. Yeah, Grimlock and Slug for like one quick scene and then no quick two quick scenes, my mistake, two yep. quick scenes. And then we didn't see them again. Yep. They were basically pets at the, this I don't, I don't know what it was like this junkyard right and they were just basically pets and it just wasn't yeah. I, and they marketed it the marketing i remember seeing commercials the dinobots and it almost made it look like they were going to have a know, bigger a, role a, a bigger role right a more significant and it, and it really wasn't 
They just threw them in for the marketing factor. They actually, they actually had less screen time than they did in Age of Extinction. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they had these little baby dinosaurs. What was that? Uh, I'm, I never figured that out to be honest. I have not. But listen, there was uh, a bunch of things. There was a bunch of things that 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 uh, Michael Bay added in that were that were a waste of money. There was this one character, in I think it was uh, the Dark of the Moon. I don't even know how to explain it. It's when he's about to sit down on the Lincoln Memorial. It's this little round. I, I know it. I know like, it. What is that? I believe that was a hatchling. I could be wrong, but I believe that's what it was. That was, I mean, I mean, that number one cost money to make the character design, cost money to uh, 3D design it. It cost money to rig it and animate it, and it was a waste of money. Basically, from what I could tell, I believe that was a hatchling because Megatron said, don't be greedy, my little fleshlings. So yes. I assume that's what it was. I mean, I could be wrong, but no, I, no. I, that's just how I took it. That's how it I makes took sense. it. But honestly, at the end of the day, it, it did nothing, and, and it was nothing that was a waste of money. And so when you look at those little dinosaurs in the fifth movie, there was the same type of thing. Yeah. There's a lot of things to complain about in that. But there were actually, a, I'm going to be honest, there were actually some things that I liked about it. Like, um. Like Hound, for instance, I, I, you probably didn't like him. I loved him because I'm a huge John, big, I'm a big John Goodman fan. Because like, not, not only Hound actually, actually, Hound actually looked like John Goodman. That was actually, it was pretty funny. Like he actually acted like, like a bit, like an old veteran. Because I have a lot of fan, I have a lot of family members that were veterans, and they acted just like him. So yeah, and also I believe Hound was basically the replacement for Ironhide. Because like Ironhide was killed in yeah. Dark of the Moon, and basically like since you don't have like that big machine, the big warrior to go ahead, the weapon specialist. So I think they that Hound took that place. Yeah, yeah. I think Hound for me. Uh, no, you're right. I, I I didn't really like his his the way that they portrayed him, but I thought he would have been maybe a little bit better Vulcan. Yeah, of and I, for the she, vehicle type. Hound was that Hound was actually based. Well, was when did Prime start because um, I believe no I, no no last night came after Prime I believe Hound was based off Bulkhead yeah yes yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because Bulkhead I mean he, he fits the Bulkhead type with the body and the vehicle because Hound G one was like a Jeep yeah an army Jeep yeah I didn't yeah when I when I very first saw Saul Age well when I first was watching the marketing for Age of Extinction where like you saw Hound was going to be this military vehicle I didn't mind that too much. I would have, I preferred would have, I would have preferred having him as a jeep, but I didn't mind having him as a military vehicle. Nah, I mean it is what it is. You, you got to take the movie what it is. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna stick to like certain things, it's. I mean, for me, I, I didn't really like the films. I didn't like them as movie films, and I liked them even less as Transformers films. The only thing that I thought that was really good of those films was the action. The action was really great. I was entertained as far as that goes. And 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 from a male perspective, they had a lot of eye candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Megan Fox. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, awesome. and I, and not not even Megan. I mean, if you look at Dark of the Moon, I've yeah. worked in corporate America for since 1999, and not and if you look at Dark of the Moon, it's like every company had all these gorgeous model type women everywhere. Yeah. No matter what, and that's just not. Well, that's, that's be yeah. That's because um, Michael Bay is like um he. He um, takes a lot of photo. What's the company that he works for outside of filmmaking, where he takes a lot of photos of of hot women? I I, yeah. I know that. 
forgot what company he works for, but he does. I, mean, I, I, I personally didn't mind it, right? From a, again, I didn't mind from a it at all. Perspective, I, I didn't yeah. mind it. <laughs> yeah. But like um, something I think gets a little too much hate on it. I mean, it deserves to get hate on it. The movies do. But I think it gets a little too much hate on it is when they said like, there's nothing, there's no story at all. Like the story, you can make an argument is bad, but I think there's at least something there. Like yeah. um, like an Age of Extinction, for honest. Like um, they had the seed there that would turn um, the, the Hong Kong into like a, a like a, a metal that it is. The and, transformium. And basically like the humans were trade were trading Autobots to get it. And they traded Optimus to get it. And basically they wanted they wanted to use it to to build an army, which in my opinion, I didn't mind that too much. I like that actually. Because like Yeah, see- but here here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if we go down there, I mean as an individual movie, I agree yeah. with you. But connecting yeah. them doesn't yeah. make sense. Why are they I trying agree. to build an an army, but that's what they tried to do in the first film, yeah. right? Yeah. With the yeah. cube, but then they had an army hidden in the moon on the third film. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But I'm just, I'm just saying from like um a store from like trying from like a perspective, a certain perspective, to say that like um it had no story whatsoever. I no, actually no, 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 no. disagree with it because no, that's what, I, I I'll agree because, with you on that. It had story. It just because every because every time I've seen people hate on it hate on the, these movies they say there's no story at all which i there's a lot of things that can be said about them i just don't think that's one you can say yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it has a story obviously there's five films but they just yeah. weren't good and they weren't connecting good to one another that's the shame it's right. shame because really this this these films could have been masterpieces in my opinion had they been written number one with the intention of making more than just one because i really don't think they had the intention it it feels like to me Michael Bay went into this, and I could be wrong. It's my assessment. Uh, we're going to make this film. We're going to make it a success because everybody goes into something thinking they're going to make it a success. But that's as far as it gonna, it's going to go, mm-hmm. right? And you could see that by the writing of the second film. It just it did not connect well. Well, well, I don't. I believe Bay should take a lot of heat from it, but I think he gets a little too much because, like, if you recall, like during Revenge of the Fallen when it was being made. The writers, there were three of them, and they only, only had like eight or nine weeks to write it. So yeah, because they were on that strike. Yeah, so the that part, strike. that part, I don't think you can put on on Bay as much. I mean, he deserves some of it, but I don't think he deserves as much as yeah. people give. I mean, I put it in here because we're talking about. I'm talking about the collective, the collectiveness yeah. of it, right? Yeah. That's why I'm putting them in there. If we if we look at why Revenge of the Fallen was the worst out of, yeah, arguably the worst, then yes, yeah. we can default to say yes, it was the the writing issue that went on and the writing yeah. uh, but as far yeah. as all five films connecting yeah. so. i actually got a kick out of dark of the moon i i, I like that one actually that was i i find that the one to, to be the most entertaining i really like the, the final battle scene of that that was actually pretty cool the first one and the third one i yeah. actually like yeah like, those are my two favorite and ones. i and you're going to disagree with me 100 on this age of extinction is not as bad as they're saying it is it's not anything it's okay at best in my view yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, I I'll agree with you on that. I could not stand the uh, female uh, character that they got. I she, she was utterly annoying. Kate, um, my, Mark Wahlberg's daughter. Yes. Oh. Gosh. Oh yeah. Well, actually, that's not even the worst part. It's that boyfriend guy. Yeah, he wasn't too great either. No, he was actually worse than her. He was. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and and you know, being a dad, uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want. Uh, I didn't like that guy at all. Very rude, disrespectful, and but the daughter didn't help anything. It's actually a little creepy too because um it said she was 17 so <laughs> oh gosh that just shows the you know the hollywood 
all the stuff that's going on in the Hollywood Me Too movement and all that garbage that's happening, right? But but yes, like um, some positives from Age of Extinction, like um, I actually, I actually think you can agree with me on this. We saw like a modernized version of G1 Prime, a modernized version. Because remember when he had scanned that um that old truck? I forget. Yeah. Oh yeah, called. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yes. I'm trying. I forget what what it's called, but it's like a modernized version of that, which yes. I like that. I appreciated that. Yes, yes, yeah. I did too. I did too. Yeah, and my, uh, and my father I did, did too. too. Yeah, I did too. I liked it. It was like a nod to G1, and it was and it was cool. I just um, you know, and Bumblebee was cool, and Bumblebee's always cool. Bumblebee's like the coolest uh, straight through. Yeah, he's coolest. My my, I I now I would give that to Ironhide. He was the coolest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked Ironhide. Actually, I think that Ironhide's upgrade was, if I have to say anything about Michael Bay as far as positive goes is what he did to Ironhide and Bumblebee. He actually made them cooler. Yeah, because, because and because, like, you remember when he very was very first introduced in the first one, he had these badass cannons on his arms, like, and basically, like, he, he was joking with Sam, like, saying, you, you feeling lucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like the upgrade to get him from a, a minivan to a, a, a truck, yeah. uh, right? Because yeah. trucks are, you know, they're built, it was a, built it was a more G- tough, right? Yeah, it was a GMC top kit. Yes, yes, and so it was. Uh, yeah. It was really uh, cool to see that. Now, why I didn't think a, a minivan was tough because I just don't see a minivan. I get it. You know, they were looking at the 18 back then, and the 18 had yeah. their van, and it was an assault yeah. van. I get that, but I just never got that iron hide feel from that vehicle. Yeah, and also like um, there and during the when they had, when um, they released the toys, I believe it was for Dark of the Moon. They had an alternate version of Ironhide, but it was in G1 colors. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to buy that so much, but my parents didn't do that. So, yeah. I, well, I, I'll confirm with you right now. I'll confirm with you right now. And this hasn't been released anywhere, but we are going to do Ironhide in the third film. Ah, okay. Yeah. You can actually put the, if you want to, you can put this video on your channel if you want. I can send you the, the file if Absolutely. you want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. So you, you can actually make sure this gets your all your fans see this too. That's too. Please. Yeah, yeah. So after we get done with this later, um, I'll send you the file. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, there. Also, another thing that I really. Well, no, I, I, I'll get to that later. But um, an age. Another positive thing in Age of Extinction that I liked was even though it was an incredibly emotional scene and I was bummed out, I actually kind of liked it in a way. Was when Ratchet died. Well, because like, even though because like it was a pretty brutal and emotional yeah, scene. Was- where we're like. I, because my my father he was actually crying in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and because like and actually he did set up kind of the motivation too for lockdown when he says like I'll let you live if you tell me where Optimus Prime is. So and he refused to because Ratchet had that honor because he was so loyal to Optimus and where he he actually would die before giving him up. So and then lockdown killed him, and then you saw Optimus's reaction later when he, when they found out that Ratchet died. He said. They slaughtered Ratchet, and like he said, in a pissed off manner. Like, yeah. I re- like that's actually a positive I take from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah bits of the movies that, that really were they were good. They were good. It wasn't the movies weren't utter garbage, right? They were they weren't at Captain Marvel's level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, um, here's something I I'm curious how you're gonna take how I how I view on this. The last night, I remember you saying it was so awful that you could wish you could give it a zero. 
if you could. I remember you saying that. I don't think you can give it a zero. I think you can give this a I believe you can give it a five or a six at most. And here's why. Okay. Here's I'm gonna explain why. Because like if you look at all the movies, all of them, like um all from all their problems, it actually had the most bet the best story. And here's why, because it explained more the history and, and of the Transformers and like um explored more mythology, like um the opening scene when they when they were there on Earth. Who knows how they when in the first one they said, oh, they've been, they've never been on Earth before. But then they said that in, in the previous ones they and they in the next one that they've been on Earth multiple times. And also the the idea that um that to act to revive Cybertron and the, the last night was they needed someone to unlock unlock it. So well, I take that back. Um, well, I forgot what her name was. Um, Quintessa, I believe is that what her name was? Yes. She was trying to revive Cybertron, and the and, and but the and the only way to stop stop her was to use um I forgot who that other girl was. It was yeah you remember the, the female the female yeah. the human female character right? Yeah, the descendant of um what was his name again? Who was the Arthur, wizard? Was it King Arthur or no? Oh, Merlin. Merlin, the descendant of Merlin, needed to use Merlin's DNA to like unlock to stop it from happening. Which I actually didn't think that was a, would have been that was actually that bad. Even though to make it a little more simpler, I think they should have got rid of her and just have it be Cade to do it, which because it would have actually made it like a little more easier to follow too. I got and, I hear you. I do disagree. I I, yeah. uh, I I didn't like that one at all. As a matter of fact, that's been the only movie that my kids have fallen asleep at. Yeah. And, yeah, and 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 they watch every movie with me. Yeah, and and they fell asleep uh, maybe about thirty minutes to an hour yeah. into the film. Yeah, uh, I tried to watch it a second time to give it another shot, and yeah. I wound up falling asleep. By it. Yeah, because like whenever there's like whenever there's like a movie that people hate on, I try to find whatever yeah. positives there are so just to, to highlight those a little bit. Yeah. The yeah. the only thing positive for me in that film was the actual female role. Yeah. <laughs> the female <laughs> She but, was she was phenomenal. I, I mean, I I looked at her and I was like, oh man. Yeah, but I think you do have to say this though. Optimus was actually pretty badass in the movie. He was. He was. He was. So that's another positive. So. He was. But yeah, even though he was very underused in that movie, very underused. And and to make him a villain um, was a nice twist. Um, yeah. Even if it was temporary. It was it was something different. Um, yeah. I'm still not a big fan of uh, Megatron constantly being the hero and. Unicron was like an afterthought. And yeah. Quintessa, what, I, what I think they should have done was they should have actually had not put Megatron alive with Quintessa at all. What they should have done was that the Autobot should have went to him to help him stop Optimus. I actually yeah. think that would have actually been better. I agree. I, I agree yeah. with you. Because, because like because like the you, to beat the big dog, you have to use the the, the big dog's equal, and that's yeah. Megatron. Megatron is to Optimus as Optimus is to Megatron. And I think it would have been a good opportunity. Let's say they saved Mega, uh, Optimus, right? Because obviously they have to save him. I think it would have been a good opportunity to bring in the character that you mentioned, somebody like Six Shot, who's a real challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you always want to up one oh, up yeah. your previous villain, right? Not there. You have to up. You have to up, up them in different ways. You can't just up them okay. in like um like uh like say these bit stronger or more scarier. Like you have to like update them in like um maybe not necessarily like um fighting, but like mentally and like their yeah, structure and the way. way they think. Some way, some way like, that presents a bigger challenge. I agree. Like you remember 
did you watch the Netflix series um, Jessica Jones? No. no. Okay. But basically, what it was, there was a it was the Marvel shows, okay, before they were taken off Netflix. In the first season, there was this character, the villain. I forgot what his name was. Like, what, what his idea was, like, he can basically just um, talk to people and they would just do whatever they do, whatever that he wants them to do from just saying it. And basically, that was actually pretty badass and scary. And then the next villain, they tried to up it and, like, it just failed up, up like, up, 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 up upside down. Mm. So, yeah, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, we're definitely, we're definitely upping our villains. Uh, as, a, as the story progresses, we're definitely upping it. And we're upping it in a way that is going to make sense and really um, cause the Autobots, put the Autobots in really, really tough decisions or a tough situation, excuse me. Yeah. And, and yeah, getting to, to the Combaticons for that, um, how did you decide to use them instead of like some other Decepticons? That's a great question. So in one of the episodes, I think it was in season two, when Starscream is in the Harbinger and he finds the empty protoforms, he finds five of them. I was so dead bet sure that he was going to make the Combaticons um, and because oh. there was five of them. And that's how he made them in G1, yeah. right? And so to my surprise, they were, gonna, they were just clones of him. And I just thought that was such a missed opportunity uh, oh. for, for the story writers of, of Prime. I, I think that was just a little Easter egg. I think that's what they were trying to do. Man, like, that would have been great. Yeah. So. I felt when I saw that, I, and, and after seeing it again, it was a great episode, and I liked the where they went with it. But I just thought that was, gosh, such a missed opportunity. And I said, I want to do the Combaticons, darn it. Yeah, there was a, a like I love Prime a lot. It was it a perfect show? No, because like it had its opportunities. Like a lot, of, like um, one of the opportunities I thought that I actually would have liked to explain. Um, it, it was explained, but it was explained later on. This is like um, what happened to Alpha Trion when after smoke screen, he knocked out smoke screen. Yeah. yeah, they explained it later, but I actually would have preferred seeing it like when they at that moment, like um, maybe even show that scene as a whole, because yeah, like yeah. all they did was they just showed images. They didn't show any animation. All it was just like these images of what happened, and we didn't even see Alpha Trion in those images. So. Yeah. And 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 that obviously that's due to right budget right the more oh, yeah. characters you make the more it costs um, but we do mention Alpha Trion we've mentioned them I think a couple of times uh, in yeah. scene two yeah um, scene, he was yeah. actually he was actually one of the thirteen primes oh okay cool yeah uh, that's awesome I, I think I think I read that but I may have forgotten that yeah that's that's good so we do mention him right to make that tie in again a lot of the things that we're doing is we're tying it to the show. Uh, we wanted to make sense. We figured that um, Alpha Trion would know these things, right, based on how knowledgeable he was. Yeah, and ba and basically, like, um, I, I, you said it was in one of the first scenes. I forgot which scene it was, but it was like scene two or three. I could be wrong. It was when they was when they talked about making new protoforms, like proper protoforms. Yeah, scene, scene two. two. Yeah, scene two. Where like, um, I always assumed that Primus made those. I didn't assume like, um, the Autobots themselves made them. Yeah, I, who knows? I don't think I don't think the lure ever touches on that. So yeah. based on things, when when the lure doesn't touch on it, it's open to the creativity of the writer. Yeah, like um, how'd you decide to like say like Alpha Trion was the only one who knew how to build them? Like, well, because I figured he's the one who's been given this knowledge. I mean, I look at him as a very knowledgeable character, even going back to G one. In G1, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was the creator of Optimus Prime. Yes. Uh, and and he held the key to Vector Sigma. Yeah. So he played an important part as far as 
information. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, uh, you know, again, we're not given a whole lot of detail on Alpha Trion in its past. Um, all we know is the connection that uh, that uh, he had with Smokescreen, right? Yeah. And how he was sending these um, artifacts, right? The relics. Them, the relics, right, to keep them away from Decepticon hands. So I, I, he would be entrusted with, with a lot of yeah. information, I would imagine. Yeah. And I did find it. I did find it odd that he knew Optimus would find the the Star Saber, like he encoded with the message, and he knew he Optimus would find it on Earth. I thought that was a little weird, but I just took it as what it was. Convenient. <laughs> oh, we all of us. Um, I I can't I can't imagine Optimus saying like, "Oh, we just imagined we just landed on this same planet that Alpha Trion somehow man just mysteriously managed to send all these relics to." Yep. Yep. But you know what's interesting is the way that they connect things and how Earth and Cybertron are connected. And I think the fact that they, even though I didn't agree with it, that they made Unicron the center of Earth. However, when you look at the connections between the two and how, you know, there's all this stuff, I'm like, you know what? I can see that. I, I'll buy into that. Yeah. Because like, um, like the thing about Primus and Unicron is like they're actually brothers to be, if you know, like yeah. they were cre they were created at the exact same moment moment. And like, yeah, one was good, one was was evil, and basically, like, obviously, good and evil have to collide, and so, yeah, and so you have Earth, which is supposed to represent evil, I believe it's supposed to, I don't know why, but then you have Cybertron, which is supposed to represent good and light enlightenment. So, and basically, like, in kind of now, the, the fact that I don't know if um Earth was already formed on when Alpha Trion sent those relics, it may have been, and he just. Well, he clearly had to send them there, so obviously he had to have been informed at that time. So, yeah. and he yeah. would have known that that Unicron is dormant, or or maybe he just thought it was just a random planet uh, where humans connected, right? And and yeah. they had traveled, and they said, okay, this is a yeah, cool. We're here at this planet. This looks like a cool place. Who knows? Yeah. And then also, you remember like um the prophecy that was in season one, where like um like there was a, a supposed to be a great evil that would come. It, it didn't say whether it was supposed to be Earth or Cybertron. And then when he found out that it's supposed to be Earth, so I assume the people, the, whoever told the, the prophecy knew what was going, everything. They just didn't say everything. Yeah, I think. Yeah. They, I assume they just kept it as a mystery for, for convenient reasons. Very possible. Absolutely, very possible. Yeah. But we are going to touch on a lot of that stuff. We are going to touch on, you know, the protoforms. Um, we are going to touch on how they're made a little bit more. Um, so we are going to dig into some of those question marks that are up in the air that the, the Prime Show series left. Yeah. Also, another thing I think I would like to know if you would have, will ever touch on are the other th uh, the other of the primes that were created. Like um, there were thirteen that were created. So we obviously know that a few of them were Megatronus, Alpha Trion, and Solus. So that means that there's there's ten others. I think it would be a good idea to like touch on who these the other ten were. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, one of them was uh, uh, something. So one of them was like uh, where the Predacons come from. I can't remember his name. It was like some type of uh, monster creature. And then there was another one that had to do with time and stuff like that. I mean, we, we could absolutely touch on those things. I remember there was one that had like an energy orb around it. I forgot who it, that one was. Yeah, that, that they showed that that character in R.I.D. No, that... I. I believe it was also briefly shown in Prime when those images were shown, those yes. flashbacks. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. And like, and basically, like, 
it explained that somehow Primus became one with the core of Cybertron, which I don't know how that even happened, whatever whatever explanation there was. There was no explanation for that, but yeah, but he's essentially the core. I think that would actually be something to touch on, actually. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till wait till the thirtieth of, of this month, and you'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, you just revealed something. <laughs> yeah. so you'll see. You'll see. Come the thirtieth of this month, what we do with those those little bits and pieces of information you just threw out there. Yeah. Also, it showed like um all the primes were actually surrounding um the do- the doorway to the core of Cybertron when Primus was actually became one with, with the core. So, yep. yeah. So basically, and basically, like whatever happened after that. The life on Cybertron began. So, yeah. And also, another thing when it when it when it talked about the Predacons, it said that they died out before most life began on Cybertron. So, would you take it that they were on Cybertron before the thirteen primes, or were the primes created first? You know what? I've never thought about that. To be quite honest with you, that's pretty interesting. But in my, I guess now that you're bringing that, I I would say the primes were were made first before the Predacons. Well, it actually kind of wouldn't make sense because Prime did say, Optimus, he did say that um, before the beginning, there was nothing but Primus and Unicron. So, Correct. So, yeah, I guess that explains it then. Not, not only that, but again, going based off of what I read from the, ex, I think it's the Exodus comic book where the, it, it mentions the 13 Primes. One of the 13 Primes is where the Predacons come from. Hmm. Like they um, have one that's a combiner. Uh, another one that's like uh, supposed to be like a micromaster or something like that, and there's one that's like really like uh, beastly looking, and that's where the Predacons come from. Yeah, and and like um Alpha Tri- yeah, uh, speaking of, in like Alpha Trion, in my opinion, I believe in Dark of the Moon Sentinel. I think Sentinel was actually based off Alpha Trion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. Because like I, I remember when I ver- when me and my father very first watched the trailer for Dark of the Moon, where they where they showed the moon the moon landing. Which I believe that moon landing was actually fake in real life, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but but back to the but back to Transformers when it showed that scene where um it showed um like um going into the arc and you see Sentinel. I remember my father and I always said that was had to be Alpha Trion. It had to be because like the beard and like the the colors and the shape and yeah, and then you yeah, and also I like that Leonard Nimoy actually played him. I like I like that too. So I found I found the, the prime. It's Onyx Prime. Onyx Prime is where the Predacons uh, come from. Okay, let me see right here. Oh, that that looks pretty cool. Yeah, he actually does. Yeah. So that's where all the Predacons come from. Is from Onyx Prime. Yeah. Actually, you can kind of see like a Predacon like um head right here. Yeah. A beat. Yeah. That yeah. You should probably touch on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to touch on in Transformers Prime. Like, you, yeah. you, I, I guarantee you guys, uh, you know, the audience is going to love this story. Uh, they're going to love how it connects. They're going to love the characters that we bring into it and how they interact with one another. I mean, we're doing that now. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, Smokescreen and Rodimus, and we're making them like they were college roommate buddies. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned Depth Charge already, and how he was a former wrecker, uh, along with Wright Springer and the others. Uh, we're talking about how the Combaticons interacted with these wreckers and how they took them down. So the wreckers were defeated by the Combaticons, and yeah. they basically broke apart because of that defeat. 
So mm -hmm. we're, we're making all of these different connection points and they're going to continue. And also in that previous scene, when, when um, Wheeljack and Bulkhead were talking with, was it Swindle and Brawl? I believe it was. Yeah. And basically like um, they said, like they missed um, Bulkhead, missed a good pounding and said that they killed a bunch of the wreckers. Like, um, you, will you will touch on who which records they actually killed not it's not written in the story oh. so as of right now we don't have any any mentions um the only record that we know that was actually killed was sea spray from uh, the i think it was yeah. the second season yeah it was uh, yeah and so and so that's about it we do have plans to bring more records in yeah, yeah. uh and we are going to see uh more more records uh, come by the third film yeah and, and and like um ultra like um ultra magnus was actually put in as the leader of the records because like they were like these wild idiots that went out there and just did all this and just messed shit up <laughs> yeah correct yeah. they were they were a little bit uh um, if you if you remember g1 gi joe sergeant slaughter had a group of bandits uh, i think they were called oh, the oh yeah i remember that now i remember so that. that that's kind of what i equated to right <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah here is here is uh here is our design on uh depth charge right here ah okay he looks really pretty cool ah and then and then here's our design on air razor okay i'm gonna look right here ah okay that looks pretty cool yep and um so we yeah we've got some folks that are that are going to be in here. Um, I've got Jazz. I don't know if you've seen Jazz. Actually, this I one. I seen. Yep, he yeah. was uh, loaned to us, if you will, by the original artist. He allowed us to use his design. Oh, okay. And then mm. we have. Uh, we also have Stinger that we've designed as well. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember Stinger. And and you know Stinger in the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, was a knockoff of uh, Bumblebee. And so yeah. we kind of wanted to give him certain aspects of Bumblebee. And I don't know if you can see it in the face mask. Yeah. Like um, in Age of Extinction, that scene was actually funny because, like, remember that woman's voice said, Bet like I'm um, Springer, inspired by Bumblebee, but better in every way. And then Bumblebee just went off. <laughs> that scene was pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was. That was. So I, I thought Stinger was a cool character. And so, likewise, we're bringing them into the mix. And the cool thing is, is how we're bringing them into the mix. Um, yeah. We're going to keep that rivalry with Bumblebee um, uh -huh. in that in that film. Yeah. Okay. And also with bringing Depth Charge back, and because like um, in the previous scene, um, the the Combaticons clearly have some grudge against Depth Charge. And so, will we see any of the Combaticons survive and move on? Oh, that's 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 too that's too far ahead. We're gonna have to wait. Uh, let's see, three more scenes to get to that answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how many scenes are there total again? Nineteen total. Nineteen. Okay, and basically, like um, I've seen you in your videos, like you 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 chop you have each scene, but you chop them into very small section. Like uh, like um, it's basically like uh, what was I trying to? It's basically like a, a like a small episode, but within an episode. Yeah, the reason we did that is because by the time we got to scene 11, uh, certain sub-scenes hadn't been done yet. They were still being worked on, specifically scene 11-4, Vicky yeah. was still working on it. So yeah. I, I would have loved to have done scene 11 as a whole, but we yeah. just couldn't. So we had to go with what we had that was done. 
Yeah. I think there were actually two sub scenes that weren't done. It was scene eleven four and I think eleven eight. I have a suggestion for you. When you release your fi the final episode, the final scene, ha you sh what you should do play uh, do like a live thing on Facebook where you play um, Predacons Rising in this. So you have it as a whole thing. Actually, would yeah, be pretty that, cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty yeah. cool. the cool thing that we want to do is we want to actually thank the people who have uh, contributed. Right. I actually have. Them. You did? Yes. Nice. Nice. That's yep. awesome. You see me in the credits, Gabriel Ray. Yeah. Uh, well, I got my editor. So if that's you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My creditor actually does that, the uh, the credits to that. But uh, yes, so you would be one of those people, right? And what we yep. want to do, those those people sacrifice a little bit more, right? Yeah. Um, and so we want to reward them. Uh, we yeah. want to show our appreciation. So those are the folks that are going to get the high quality Blu-ray finished with all the good yeah. stuff. We're going to have the rendered and the unrendered scene. We're going to yeah. have, um, I talked to my editor about this. We're going to have um, some deleted scenes. Uh, and we're also going to have some additional content in there that's going to be really worthwhile. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty interesting. I might have to look into donating a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, and it's all going towards the show. I mean, right yeah. now. We, the only money that we've touched is for a number of things, renting out the studio when we needed it, and yeah. then purchasing um, uh, software. Equipment. Right now it's software. We've, we've only done software. We haven't done any equipment yet. Uh, it's been software for the special effects that we've been doing. Um, hardware is coming up. Uh, I would say uh, once we're done animating, I've got to make a decision. i got to pull the trigger, make a decision so that we can render everything out. Yeah, because like you have to have everything done as a whole, then you pull everything because you would just keep wasting time by doing everything individually. Correct. Not only that, but what I like to do is, and I spoke to my editor Mike about this, is there, I mean, it's not there by, I'm not going to deny that there's a lot of opportunities. We're not, yeah. we're not professionals. We, we're not, yeah. I mean, we're not dedicating eight hours a day or 10 hours yeah. a day plus to this and getting paid for it, right? We're doing it. On our spare time, literally, yeah. uh, I'm like after my kids go to bed is when I hop on and I'm up till mm. one, two, three in the morning sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I know that there's a lot of opportunities in it. But what I'd like to do is between me and my editor, we're going to sit down, we're going to look at it, and we're going to say, okay, we can change this. This needs to be a little bit more refined. We need to maybe pause this just an extra second more so it feels yeah. a little bit more natural. So we're yeah. going to be re re refining it, if you will. Oh, okay. That makes a whole lot of sense because, like, um, you want after, you want as soon as you get this done, you want to move on to the next one immediately. Yeah, because I uh, because because you spent like eight years on this one. I don't think you want to keep spending like a, too much longer on this one. No, no, no. So the good thing is we've got some characters already modeled out. Yeah. Um, we've obviously we've got characters designed. Uh, we've still got a couple more. I I can tell you how many more characters for the second film we need to design. Um, eight more characters need to be designed. Oh, okay. So, you, how many characters total will be in the next one without without naming any any of them? Oh, man, how many okay. total? Total, total, total. Okay. So, I just mentioned that we need eight. Uh, and if you look at it, um, how many have we released? We released three there, and three there, and two more there. So, sixteen total. Hmm. Yeah, and basically, like all the, the original characters will still the ones that survive will still be in there, right? Correct. 
Okay. Uh, because I don't, I don't know if you'll have kill any of them off. Hope you don't, but if you do, yeah. But at least hope it's really good. I just, I just hope that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces in the second one. Not as much, because as the story progresses, so, um, there's actually going to be certain people that are going to be focused on certain things, and uh, it'll take them in in other directions that the yeah. story is going yeah. to. I don't want to say split. But no. we've got one side going this way, and then we've got uh, certain people that are going to focus on this side. Yeah. So the original characters from the se the series won't be focused on as much in the next two, correct? Correct. Correct. So we we want to highlight certain things. Uh, we're going to highlight uh, character development of more of the characters that uh, that need it, like Bumblebee, RC, yeah. Um, yeah. Springer, Rodimus. There's going to be an interesting. Uh, interaction with uh, with those two. Um, one of the things that I did not like about the 1986 film, and I've mentioned this in one of my videos, is how it seemed like RC and Rod and Hot Rod were kind of flirting for a moment, but yeah. then as the season progresses, it's clear RC and Springer are a couple, and that never gets yeah. answered or touched on. So I do want to cover that in this film. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you could look at it in another way, like um, I'm. Um, at the end of the movie, Hot Rod becomes Rodimus, so he moves into like a leadership role. So he can't focus <laughs> on that too much. So I'm not saying that's what it was, but it could have been. Who knows? No, uh, that's and that's that's a good possibility. That's very possible. Yeah, but we want to like, make it clear what happened, and 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 the details involving it are really really going to be interesting. And I think it's going to be something fresh, and it's something that that some people, I mean, those the hardcore people may not like it. Yeah, but it'll all work out. Yeah. Also, also, do you would have you considered using any of the other aerial bots too? Uh, I have, I have. I like the be aerial bots. I have be because um, if you have Jetfire, you have to have the other aerial bots. The aerial bots come in. Well, Jetfire wasn't part of the aerial bots. Um, well, he was in the Fall of Cybertron game, but yeah, um, yeah which eh, I didn't care that much. That it was about that. I would have preferred he would just be a scientist because that's what he was in G one. But I was fine. I was okay with that. But like, I actually hope you bring the aerial bots into this. I have thought about it. I have thought yeah. about it. And at least bring in Silverbolt and um and and um who was the other one? Not Silverbolt and um trying to figure out was it Air Raid? Air Raid. Yeah, I I know, but there was actually one of my Air Raid. Wait, wait, no, no, not Air Raid. Slingshot. Just because like because those are my two favorite of the aerial bots. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I have I have thought about them. I. I've given a lot of thought as to what characters I would like to bring in, and uh, man, there's a there's a long list of them. Yeah, and plus, like, what I think I believe it was implied, or I don't know, it, it was implied that the aerial bots were killed in those final episodes of G1. I, because oh, remember, right. I don't know if they died or not. Because all I know, all we know is that um, the, the subconscious um used their parts to um create that giant rocket to sh to shoot Cybertron towards Earth. Which, um, yeah, I don't even remember the last episode from G one. <laughs> I do. G1. I it, it ended on a cliffhanger. The oh, thing, yeah, I hate it, those. I hate yeah. those. Because like what happened was the show in here in the in the states got canceled for us, but over in Japan the series continued. Ah, okay. Which that was yeah. My I remember when my father told me that he was like, well, he was pissed about that because um it was his favorite show as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Nice. So this day is my favorite show. Yeah, it's it's definitely my favorite animated show of all time. It is, and the and the second closest and the one right after it is 
the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. Oh, okay, I remember watching those. I was, yeah, yeah, I was starting to get into my teenage years or close to it. Yeah, and, and also I did love the original GI Joe series. I love that. Yeah, that, and I wanted, also I wanted to I wanted to go into the military. Well, my dad served, and yeah. uh, and between him and GI Joe, I, I wanted to I wanted to serve as well. Yeah, <laughs> same here. But I never went into the military. My father wasn't. My grandpa was um, on my mom's side. I wanted to go and be a Marine too. But when I realized all the stuff they have to go through, there's no way I could do that. There's no way. I I went to I wanted to sign up uh, right after 9/11, and my parents actually talked me out of it because uh, I had a I had a son. He was uh, my oldest son. He was only two at the time, wow. uh, and so yeah, and so they kind of talked me out of it. Yeah, makes sense because you got a kid to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, and hindsight, looking at it, I think I think there was just so many so much politics involved that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I'm not going to get into politics on this episode, but with what happened recently a few months ago, it makes a whole lot of sense that you didn't go. And that's really glad. Yeah, that's all I'll say on that part. Yep, yep, I agree. <laughs> oh, and like um, uh, the Insecticons again. Let's get back to them because, like, I liked how they were used in G in um not only in G one because they were these own they were like these own individual characters, but in Prime they were these they actually had person. Well, they were actually these mindless beings. I should say my mistake. Except um. It was um, Hard Shell, correct? I believe it yeah. was. He was the only yeah. one that he was the only one that had personality out of all the Insecticons, which um, and I actually didn't mind that too much. But um, but considering that they were I, they were like bees or wasps, that's how they were perpetrated as basically. And then they had a queen, which was Arachnid, who was supposed to be the leader of them. And basically, like um, something that I did, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me was that after Arachnid was put into into like. Like um, was that um, stasis by RC? Basically, the the Insecticons didn't even care. All they did was they just went and just continued on aligning with the Decepticons. Like that didn't make too much sense in in reality. Well, I think it, it has to do with programming. So they were programmed to be obedient to Megatron, and somehow her spider or insect ability was able to override that programming. So when she went offline or in stasis, that that connection was severed and they went back to their their basic programming hmm. maybe arachnid is related to the insecticons for all we know could could possibly be could possibly maybe be. You should... but, but we yeah. will be bringing in those individual type of uh personalities that you just mentioned we're not going to have them uh, uh be drones if you will um yeah. or clones or whatever we are going to bring back some individuality to them but you have to have like some of them just be drones because there's so many of them it depends. It depends. We've got it written in a way that uh, we, we'll, we'll have it make sense. Oh, okay. Because like um, in G1, there was hard shell, bombshell, kickback. and there was kickback, and there was one more, I believe, correct? Uh, shrapnel. Shrapnel, okay. Because I remember in G in the in the G1 movie, remember when they went, went on to Autobot City and they were just eating the door to get in? That's actually like um they're saying it's delicious and stuff like that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you had Rodimus and Cup just knock them off. And, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that whole scene from the very beginning when when uh, Rodimus or Hot Rod is standing up at the cliff with Daniel and just yeah, at him, uh, yeah. Him. Yeah, and 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 then because the movie actually started out out, out as a bummer because they killed all a lot of the original characters out like within the first five minutes. Right. I cried. Clearly, I cried. I was like six years old, I think. When yeah. That movie came yeah. Out. 
The reason they did it was because they wanted to sell more toys because they had new characters coming in. Yeah. They didn't have any narrative reason other than that. So, but they, they didn't have reasons. I mean, they, they used to show, they used to bring in new characters just by bringing them in. They didn't really give them a backstory or anything like that. So, like, that is like there were a few, I forgot which characters there were. Um, Trax was one of them. He wasn't in season one when, um, when the art crashed on Earth, and all of a sudden he's just there for no reason. Yeah, there's a bunch of them that were like that. That's like, oh, where did these guys come from? And and yeah. really, I was too small to even think about that. Now, as an adult, I, I appreciate it. And when Story started doing that, I appreciate it. I was like, oh, wow. So that's how they came to be in the team or whatever the case may be. And I, and I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And always, I, I will never forget this because every time I watch the, the, the movie, I always get emotional at the scene where Optimus, where he says Megatron must be stopped no matter the cost. And then he had the, the epic song play. And, and yeah, he just drives into Autobot City and all the Decepticons are shooting at him and he just transforms and just, just takes them all out. Like that scene is very emotional because it brings back so many memories. Well, you're going like, to like the next couple of scenes that we, we post. Uh-huh. Did you just confirm something? We're <laughs> gonna like the next couple of scenes. Like I said, we've got references to a lot of stuff within the Transformers continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh or if Optimus doesn't come back, maybe you should um like do a read version of that scene, but with Ultra Magnus instead. Like I said, you're gonna like the next couple of scenes. <laughs> cause cause yeah. And also like after he took out the Decepticons, he went and had that epic the most Probably the most iconic fight in Transformers history with with Megatron at that scene. Like that was probably you're gonna like the next couple of scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is this is we're, we're entering the climax of our story, and this is where we're just throwing in a bunch of G1 goodness, and there a bunch of things that are going to make you remember. It's like, oh, I remember that. Ah, oh, I remember that. Ah, oh, well, you're gonna see that stuff. Yeah, because like um, when Optimus and Megatron were having that fight, they were saying some of the coolest um liners to each other, the most they epic sure stuff, like they saying, sure. like saying, "I'll rip out your optics," or saying, "Yeah," and, and basically like when Megatron was pleading for mercy and, and Optimus was actually about to kill him, which I actually think he was really going to do it if Hot Rod hadn't gotten involved. I think it's, so too. Because I, I think like, he got to the point where he's like, "That's it. You can't live anymore." Because I think he had enough. Because, because like, like he killed so many of his friends. I, I honestly, I never understood. I'm a hero at heart. I love, I love good guys. I'm a hero. I can't see myself ever being a villain. But one yeah. thing I could never understand about heroes is how they are okay with saving, um, you know, a villain that, as that villain continues to live, they continue to kill other innocent people. And if you stop oh. it, that all those oh. innocent people still live. Like um, Batman, for instance, like until the Ben Affleck version, well, Christian Bale too, like like the Ben Affleck Batman, he killed people. I mean, my my view, I my view on that is like um a lot of people were angry at that. My view on that is like he's not intentional like um like a simple robbers, he shouldn't try to kill them, but like the Joker, he probably should. Like yeah. because because yeah. he killed Robin and stuff like that. And like but now but do I think he he shouldn't like go around killing like robbers that he could just take out. No, and, like... no, 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 no. But, I mean, I'm not talking about like murder, but I'm talking about in the heat of battle. Yeah, yeah. Why is it wrong? Like, it's not like um if you like if you choose to get into combat with Batman, you, you there's a possibility you're not going to come out of that alive. Yeah, I mean, because... I mean, I mean, think about it. Let's go. Let's let's take real life implications and, and with a little bit of fantasy. 
let's say we go back in time. How many how many uh, people did Hitler kill? What was it six million Jews? How yep. many how many soldiers uh, were involved in that world war? If you Countless. stop if you stop him before he goes into power, how many millions of people get saved? Why would a, you not do it? A lot, a lot, a lot of them would be saved. But then also some people would look at it that a lot of people wouldn't be alive today because like a lot of parent people's grandparents wouldn't have met. So you can look at it from that way. Sure. But like, sure. but like if, but like if you're looking at it from that certain way, from for instance, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and that was my that's been my thing. I don't understand from a hero standpoint. And again, in the heat of battle. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah. premeditated murder or anything like yeah. that. I'm talking about yeah. But like, um, also like a thing with Batman, like when they said he doesn't, he's no kill rule. Like, um, I remember the, there were these, um, like I remember there was this one comic where like he, where Batman literally he swung into an abandoned house and like not like with and there was a, a guy in there, and, like he he ran into the guy and they fall and they broke through a wall and fall down two stories and with Batman's his knees on him knees first. And he lands on him on the floor. And then in the bubble above Batman's head, he says, six broken ribs, a rope for explain. He'll be in traction for a year. No, he wouldn't. He'd be dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> well, and, and that goes you know, to that movie with Christian Bale where he's like, I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I, I sure as heck don't have to save you yeah, towards the end with Rajah Bull. Yeah, that's why I believe the Christian Bale Batman, even though Christian Bale, uh, he's not my favorite Batman, but um, – uh, the, the the Dark Knight trilogy trilogy yeah. is the best incarnation of Batman Agreed. because it's it took the, phenomenal. because like he didn't he killed people but he only did it when he had to which that's what he which that's how I believe Batman should be yeah, yeah. I agree yeah and then you had the scenes and then you had these scene, these scenes where Batman was smashing people's faces into concrete walls <laughs> like oh, come on now now you're just insulting our intelligence yeah I agree. I agree. Or even better yet, you 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 remember you watched Man of Steel, right? That movie. Oh yeah, of course. But I I think it's actually I I don't I I'm not a huge fan of it, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah, like um the, like a lot of people complain that Superman killed Zod at the very end. Like like he had no choice but to do it yeah. because like Zod was gonna get out of that hole at any moment, and if super if Superman didn't kill him. He would have gotten out and would have killed the rest of everyone else on the planet. Listen, how many millions of people probably died in that fight in Metropolis between the two of them? Who right? knows how many? Yeah, we could. I mean, unrealistic to say nobody died, right? Yeah. And 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 had that fight continued, how many more would have died? That's yeah. The way I look at it. And plus, some um, Superman just caught Gazad off guard for a moment because, like, when he got him in that hole, and basically he was shooting his um laser things trying to hit these these people that were stuck in the corner. And like, um, and like, and basically he says, make your choice, save them or die or something like that. Yeah. And like, he, I, I was okay with that scene. Yeah. I was completely fine with that. Like there's no prison on earth. That's going to hold Zod like um, a Kryptonium, a Kryptonian who has, who is a lifelong trained military guy. You're not going to hold him anywhere. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like, I didn't hate um, Nana Steel. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I thought it was a solid B movie. Yeah, because because I'm still just not used to seeing Superman in like that grounded kind of area. Because Superman, like you can do a lot of characters in grounded environments and be great. I just don't think Superman is the type of character that you should put in like that grounded type of area. That's just my yeah. Opinion. For for me, it was like the story. Um, uh, there were certain things I didn't like about the story itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh yeah. Oh. 
he's my he's second phenomenal. favorite Superman. For me, he's 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 phenomenal. Um, yeah. But as far as like like I didn't really understand, or I didn't I shouldn't say not understand. I didn't like the fact that he watched his father die, knowing that he could stop. Yeah, but I think what he I think I think what that scene's supposed to imply is that his father did not want him to reveal his powers to the world. Agreed. Because um because if they found out at that time, things would have gone badly. I get it. No, I totally get it. Yeah. But my my point is that his father shouldn't have even been the one to go back. I, I lost you on that. You're on mute. All right, there you go. Now. sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, I what what was supposed to happen was in that scene was his John Kent did not want that to be revealed because he wanted to keep um his wife and his son safe. So yeah, yeah no, I get it. It just the scene didn't work for me. I thought that instead of Jonathan going back to get the dog, that should have been Clark. It would have made more sense. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Like uh like in the original Christopher Reeve um movie, his father just died of a heart attack, which yeah. Yeah, because Natural. Yeah, which I actually I because Christopher Reeve, he's my favorite Superman. He is. Oh, Cavill is number two. Yeah. Like um, Ben Affleck is actually probably my third fa- third or fourth favorite Batman. Um, Christian Bale is my third. Fa- third I, I'll start at this. Um, Adam West is my favorite Batman. I am not afraid to admit. But um, because we have to put him in a different category because he's not what Batman really is. Let's let, We'll do that. But. From what we have as Batman, what we know as Batman, who Batman really is, Michael Keaton's my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Animated Batman is my favorite Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name again? I can't, I'm trying to remember. I don't Conway. Remember the voice. Yes, yes. Conway. Conway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Con. Was it Kevin Conway? Yeah, I think it is Kevin Conway. Right, let me look that up for a second, real quick. Uh, He's Batman, my favorite Batman. And the animated <laughs> series. Let's see. I just, every time I hear Batman, I gotta hear his voice. It's not. It's not Batman. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure it out. Who is it? Was it Kevin? Yeah, Kevin Conroy. My mistake. Conroy. Conroy. There you go. Yeah, I, I like the original Batman animated series. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That I, I and I and like a lot of people. I like Batman Beyond and like that. I like yeah. Batman Beyond. I, yeah. I, I liked it even more so when they tied it into the Justice League. Yeah. And how they made. Um, uh, uh, what's the McKinney? Uh, yeah. They made him like a uh, Bruce Wayne's son somehow. Yeah. That yeah. was that was pretty good writing, I thought. Yeah, and then I Justice. Like, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, and then Justice League and Justice League Unlimited were awesome. Yeah. They sure yeah. are. Yeah, I, but I had my, I had my kids watch it. I think it was last year we went through the seasons together. Yeah, but I still prefer the the original Teen Titans series over Justice League Unlimited. Uh, I. I I'm sorry. I just have to because I have so many memories with that show. No, that's like, fine. That's it, fine. I, yeah. it wasn't bad. It was really good. It was better yeah. than that uh, Teen Titans Go garbage. <laughs> Teen Titans Go. Oh, uh, that was awful. Also, do you like do you like um uh, uh what was it called um what was it? I'm trying to uh I'm trying to let me relook that up. I'm trying to figure out what the show is. Um, Young Justice. That was it. Like Young uh, Justice? Yes, yes, I did. I like the first two seasons. I started watching the third season on Netflix, and it just 
not my cup of tea anymore. The the more adult version. Yeah, I just there was there was stuff that they put in there that they just I was like, oh, this is worth. I loved it. Yeah, I I, I, didn't, I, I honestly I can't even form a, a good opinion because I think I only watched like three episodes of it and that was it. I loved it. Just um, Young Justice Outsiders, in my opinion, is better than the first two seasons. Really? Because you have to watch it more further on because it gets a lot darker and goes deep into like actual DC mythology. Like there's something like um like here's an instance um. Cyborg, he's not created with the mother box, he created with the father box. And he has this alter ego, really, that makes him become like a darker character at That's first. Yeah. That's interesting. Man. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a shot and finish watching it. Yeah, I still haven't watched season four yet. It's it's oh, still in season four. <laughs> yeah, there it's still I, I don't know if it's finished airing or not. I'll check it out later. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I've loved this conversation, man, because this is actually the longest episode I've ever done so far. <laughs> yeah, two hours and twelve minutes. That is. I, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad though. I'm glad that you invited me out. I'm glad. I'm, I'm always uh, happy to talk about this these types of things, and uh, obviously my projects, of course, um, and, mm -hmm. and you know what we want to do and where we want to go, and and who knows. Hopefully, we can someday down the future, you know, do more projects, right? Yeah. Like yeah, and hopefully within the next few projects, I hope I get to play a character. I'm an audition oh, for one. Wait, listen, there's a slew of characters that are coming. And so yeah. once we're ready, we're going to put out the auditions for it. Yeah, yeah. And so you got like a bunch more characters coming for the next two films. So, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, if we got 16 coming in the second one, the, 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 the third one is going to have a good amount more, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the final count is because I haven't solidified that. But it's a good amount already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Dinobots Unleash will actually be darker than Galvatron's Revenge? In some ways, yes. Because like um what I view is like trilogies, like the first movie is supposed to be like like the it introduces everything, it's supposed to be fun, neutral, and stuff like that. Then the second the sequel, like Empire Strikes Back, is supposed to be much darker in a lot of ways. Which it's actually the best which actually is the usually the best out of the, the trilogy. And then we get to the final film, like Final film where it's just nothing but fun and stuff like that, and he's just getting to like do all this stuff. We're gonna see a lot of conflict in the second film. Yeah, and the it's only going to, it's going to be conflict that is going to, in my opinion, yeah. uh, put people at odds with each other. Yeah, the and when only I say people, I mean the fans. Oh, okay, yeah. But the only exception to that trilogy thing is Return of the King. That's the only exception. Oh yes, which that the movie was. That movie was phenomenal. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. It is. I think the trilogy is a masterpiece in itself. Yeah, I think it's uh, probably the third best trilogy of all time. Yeah. The only yeah, trilogy Peter Jackson did an amazing job. Yeah, the only trilogies I think are better than it are obviously the original Star Wars trilogy and the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Those are the only I two. I, those are the only two I believe are better. Now. I, I agree. Now, the Lord of the Rings TV show, I have no interest in, not even a little. If you've see, if you seen all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes and plus look at all the trailers and stuff like that, ugh, yeah, it's awful. I, I've seen some of that. Like I said, I, I, I don't care for that stuff. And, and honestly, I'm not going to give my money. Let me tell you something. I spend a, a good amount of money yeah. on movies. Uh, yeah. Because of the fact that I have a large family, uh, I spend a good amount of money. And yeah. uh, between the tickets and popcorn, I already told you I got four kids. 
Imagine yeah. each of them gets their own popcorn. Each of them gets their own soda. They get their own candies. Right. And you get and a fifth one on the way. And then I've got, yeah, I got a fifth one on the way. And so, uh, and then, and then if it's good, I buy the DVD or the Blu-ray. Right. Hmm. And so I'm spending yeah. like easily a hundred bucks every time I go to the movie theater. That's probably an underestimate. That's probably you know? under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, so, and, and it's each film each time. Right. Yeah. And so, because uh, I don't like to watch the movies without my kids. And yeah. so, just I, you know, they're going in a direction that I don't really care for, and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to give my money to. Yeah. Uh, you get woke, you go broke. Correct. Yeah. Like, I know I, I, I know I said I don't get into politics, but this thing was actually right. Everything woke that turns to, everything woke turns to S-H-I-T. He was right about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not even going to make this a politic episode, but you know who I'm referring to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm, a, I'm a first generation American. I know. Yeah. And Hope, can you see that right there? Yep. Oh, I, I, and I saw the sign that you had when, when uh, before we started to record. It's right that one. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I actually have a lot of this stuff set up. So, yeah. I saw the uh, I saw your previous podcast with uh, somebody here from Orlando. I forgot his name. I actually started following him uh, because Adam Francisco. Him. Yes, yes. yes. Really yeah. like I really enjoyed oh. that. Oh, you saw my previous episodes? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of them? I saw I saw that one specifically, um, and I thought it was good. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with just about everything you guys said on that. Yeah, you should probably go subscribe to his channel because he gets a lot of. Oh, that's good. As, as as, yeah, as soon as I saw your. I finished watching it. I went ahead and subscribed to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I talk. It'd be cool to meet him since he's in Orlando. I'm here in Tampa. Yeah, you should probably contact him. He has, he yeah. does a live stream like every week or so. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> some of the stuff where he goes to the college campuses. There's yeah, that's pretty cool. I wish yeah. I could do stuff like that. <laughs> I plan on doing some stuff like that, or like I do like a change my mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wish uh, so. Last year, I actually had a small rally in Tampa. We had a Let's Go Brandon rally that I, I actually coordinated. Yeah, yeah, and also, yeah, you too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I didn't I expect. My, I didn't expect you to be like that. Actually, I, I love my country, man. Same here. I, I was born and raised here. My parents are immigrants, but they're legal immigrants. My father served, like I said. My mom was a Cuban political refugee. Yeah. She came here when she was like four, something like that, or seven. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, everything yeah. that benefits my country is what I stand for. Yeah. And I'm half black, half white. So I, I, I believe that side benefits my people more. Yeah. That's just yeah. my view. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, there's no other, there's no other country you go to and it's like it's this divided and and it's like if you yeah. say you put your country first it's like that's seen as something bad no other country does that like an instance like a, if you were in a different country you probably wouldn't even be able to do your project because bad things could probably happen who knows now listen my dad and i were talking about this so my dad's going through some illnesses um and he yeah. shared with me he goes you know son I, I came to this country i had nothing uh and i saw where my dad was was raised and you know yeah. six of them uh, yeah. in a three-bedroom shack yeah and i got to see that when i was a kid and uh, you know um and my dad says you know what this country has given me everything that i have 
and has give, allowed, allowed me to have multiple properties, part business owner of a restaurant, and allowed me to give you guys a certain lifestyle that I didn't have when I was your age. And I'm thankful for that. And that's, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Like, like most of my family disagrees with me on a lot of, on, mo, on almost nearly everything I, I, I believe, but like, I don't care. Hey, and they don't care either. I, we just have, we just have our different views of things. It's just the way it is, man. You know what? We gotta, we gotta teach our, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I wake up, I, I, it's the twilight zone in comparison to the time that I grew up in. We didn't hear any of this stuff in the eighties. We didn't yeah. hear about it in the nineties. Uh, the two early 2000s, it, it, there were certain pockets here and there, but it really started to blow up in the, you know, I would say in 2010, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Twenty. It started in 2012, and then 2016 took it to a whole new level. Yeah, well, because they found the magic, the magic bullet. But but that magic bullet has been around for a while. You yeah. know, calling everybody a racist for for ridiculously just because you don't agree with them is absurd. Yeah. And I believe our country was better under the other guy, which I'm trying not to make this a political episode, but it was better under him. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and like we were divided, but at least it wasn't nearly as bad as it was right now. So here's the funny part. I mean, the division was there because, the, I mean, the, the other side, let, let, let's, let's take for a moment, let's go political for a second. Let's take a look at illegal immigration, okay? Yeah. You, you go back to the 90s, and everybody was on record. And when I say everybody, every prominent Democrat was on record saying how it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Both sides said it was bad. They may have disagreed on how to how to fix it or how to resolve it or how to prevent it, but they both everybody agreed on it. Yeah. 2012 comes, suddenly it's changed. <laughs> suddenly it's changed. Yeah. Now it's no, now it's open borders. Let everybody in. Well, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Pretty interesting. They're so desperate to stay in power. That's what it, why it is. Well, I'll tell you as a Hispanic, as a Hispanic, I'll tell you why, because we're taught, and I say we because I was also taught this, that Republicans are racist and they're only for white people. Yeah. We're taught that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would um, say as being half black, I was taught that from the media and stuff like that as younger. So because I because of how the history of, of, of race in this country, which um, I actually used to be blue pilled like my entire life until 2020 came around and then yeah things yeah, yeah. i was never blue pilled and i was never red pilled i didn't really uh, get into politics i actually mm -hmm. uh didn't get into politics until until 2012 uh yeah. well now i'm lying uh 2010 yeah. um and um and the reason why is because i was actually an atheist for 30 years and mm -hmm. i became a christian in 2009 and I started to pay attention to certain things, what what each party stood for, and and as a as a as a professing Christian, I'm like, well, I can't stand for these values that the Democrats stand for, yeah. so I got to align myself more on this side. Yeah. And I started to dig in, and I started to see and, and hear all this baloney that these guys were. I was like, wait a minute, that's not where I came from. That's not what yeah. was happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't consider myself to be religious. I'm just more spiritual. Yeah. Like I believe in God. I believe in the Bible and all of that. I, there's just certain practices, in my view, that religious things take it a little too far. I disagree with, in my view, though. Sure. Yeah, but I have family that are very religious. Like, you know, like my grandpa and all his siblings were religious. Like, they were all Southern Baptists. Yeah, yeah, Southern Baptists, yeah. Yeah, and my mom I'm, is, too. I'm non-denominational Christian. Oh. 
Like, yeah. it's just for us, it's just the yeah. Bible. That's it. Yeah, my my view, like I'm very spiritual. So, but my views align more with Southern Baptist because that's just how I was sure. raised. Sure, that's how you were raised. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but the, the funny thing going back is like uh, things have changed in our world, in our country so radically that I don't I don't I don't recognize it anymore, to be honest with you. I don't recognize it either because this country actually but there, there was a time where in this country people would disagree on things, but we at least would understand that this is a great country. If you yeah. look at 9-11, 9-12 will live in my mind as one of the greatest moments that I witnessed. Like you think about things that we read about in history, World War II, for example, the country yeah. was united against evil uh, yeah. Nazis, right? And, so, and the Japanese. Correct. Uh, and, and just evil in general, right? Because that's what they represented, right? And yeah. so when 9-11 happened, I was actually uh, across the harbor. I lived in Jersey. Uh, I literally saw the towers on fire with my own eyes. I didn't watch it through video or, or camera or TV. I saw it with my own two eyes. And uh, and so I, I, I was obviously upset about it. Um, but 9-12 was an interesting day because everybody was a patriot. There was no yeah. black, white, Hispanic, left, mm. right, whatever. Yeah. We were all Americans and we were all raising our flag so proudly. Yeah, and I don't think I'll ever see something like that again. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in my in lifetime at all because I was born in 02. So I was born the year after it. Well, I was actually born in January of 02. So that it was a couple months afterwards. Yeah, a couple months after. September, September 11, 2001. Yeah, which from, from what my my mom, my mom was pregnant with me. And I remember I remember she told me that my aunt, one when her sister came in and told her we're at war at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but I then was 20, I was 22 at the time, and like I said, I saw I saw the towers on fire with my own two eyes. Yeah, and and then um, this since 2020, I've been doing a lot of research into a lot of things, and I've looked at things and like, oh my god, this is not this shouldn't be like that. Like, they're like, I'm gonna try I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to tiptoe across the line right here. They someone knew that was happening. I'll just say that. Yeah, I've heard those. My my brother-in-law is really into that. Uh, yeah. that, those types of things, and he shared a lot with me, and, and it's, yeah. it's sad. It's sad to even think that. Yeah, because I actually believe that the white everyone in that administration knew it was going to happen, and they probably even wanted it to happen. Let me tell you, it's so sad to see how corrupt our government is. I, I'm ashamed of our government. I love my country, and I'm ashamed of my government. Yeah, yeah. Like um, you heard of the rapper Tom McDonald? No. Look at him. He he does a lot of these political songs, and like you should look him up. Because a lot of these songs he does are really cool and inspirational. Cool. I'll definitely give them. I'm very much involved into this stuff. I'm very, Same. like, I keep my, my, my personal Facebook page private because yeah. that's my platform. And yeah, the way cancel, cancel culture is, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't need any more headaches. You know what I mean? But I also yeah. don't feel like I should be silent. Yeah, you know? no one should be. I, I, I'm not in Cuba. Why do I need to be silent? Yeah. This is America. If you don't like it, you can leave. Amen. Amen. And, and this flag behind me, don't tread on me, is there's a reason I have this. I truly believe it. If you don't like it, don't tread on me. I don't yep. care what you believe. Yep. Because I love this country. I was raised, I was born and raised here. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there and, and being raised um, as a liberal, I learned a lot of things. I, I actually believed a lot of the things they actually believed. And when I in 2020, when I started doing research, when all this stuff was going down, I changed my views on a lot of things. Like 
I got red pilled deeply. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that on on your last podcast with that with uh, Adam Adam Francisco was it was. Yeah. Well, I've done a couple episodes I after. Whole, that too. I saw the whole the whole thing, and it was. I mean, I watched it because it was. Uh, I agree with you guys. Um, yeah. I agree with your views. I agree with his views. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah. you know, um, I'm very traditional um, yeah. in in everything. Um, you know, and it comes from the conservative. See, most Hispanics are traditional. If yeah. you go to Latin America, it's traditional values. Yeah. Somehow, when we come here. I don't know what happens, and 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 I mean, especially the ones that are born here. So well, first generation, second generation, uh, they're highly on the left, and it's even a split between the Caribbeans and yeah. the South and Central Americans, right? You'll yeah. you'll find more liberal views, especially amongst Puerto Ricans, than yeah. you would like, for instance, let's say Venezuelans or Colombians. Yeah, yeah. Well, you will actually find more liberal um, Latinos in California, but if you Correct. look at if you look at Texas and Florida, all you, most of Latinos are actually like um, traditionalists. They're 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 religious. Because correct, because we're we're, tra we're traditionalists, and so yeah. what happens is you, you you get into this lie uh, about about politics, and and so what what happens is the Democrats know that. Here's here's a good example. My my wife is from Venezuela. She was born there. She came yeah. over here before the fall of Venezuela, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and um and I I explained to her. I said, listen. Have you ever heard Democrats advocate for Venezuela that actually meet some type of political asylum based on how the government is? Mm -hmm. She goes, no, I never have. You never will. Why? Because now the Venezuelans are very similar to the Cubans. Cubans predominantly will vote Republican. They don't want that. So yeah. they're not going to advocate for Venezuelans to come here. Yeah, because the thing is, all Cuban, Cubans and Venezuelans were tricked into socialism. That is a fact. Correct. Yeah. My mom lived yeah. it. My mom yeah. was there. Yeah. They my, mom, my mom was taken out of her home, my grandfather's house, with machine guns to her head wow. at the age of four. Hmm. And wow. everything that my grandfather had was taken away from, uh, uh, from because of the Cuban government. They had they had three properties, uh, and they had uh, a business where they sold like shampoo, conditioner, soap, stuff like that destroyed because my, my grandfather refused to be part of the, the Cuban regime. My yeah. great grandfather was imprisoned for three years for, for obviously disagreeing politically. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like all, the, like all, a lot of these Latino countries, well, they're these countries that are predominantly um, Latino, I should say they all, all of them were tricked into socialism. Like, cause they were all so like, Oh, we are giving back to you. We're you're all the, you'll own it. Yeah. And then, and they showed their true colors right when they got to it. So they divided people. And if, if you ever, you know, if you have your my mom on, on your show, my mom would tell you they divided people by class. That yeah. was the first entry point. Oh, look at the rich people. Oh, they got what you don't want. I'll give that to you. Yeah. And look what's happening here. Yeah. And I'm glad I live in a red state, man. I love Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I love Florida. Thank, yeah. thank, thank God uh, we have such a great governor. Governor never realized how important a governor was up until he hit this yeah. past situation. Yeah, because especially when you look at what happened to California and New York, like oh my God, that was bad. Right, literally a lot of things happened. So, dude, I was on the verge of losing my job if it wasn't wow. for our governor. Yeah, because uh, the company that I work for, they said either you take the vaccine or 
come January, you, you're going to have to find new employment. Yeah, that and especially DeSantis right now, he's extremely popular now. Like, did you hear that there was a giant protest at Disney World like um yesterday? Yes. Yes, I wanted to. I wanted to go, and if it wasn't for my wife being pregnant and she's getting ready to pop, like she woke up on Friday not not feeling good. Yeah. If it was not for us being so close to the deadline, I I would have gone because I wanted to do that. Like I said, yeah. I have four kids. You think I'm I'm down for what they're doing? No. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any kids yet, um, but when I but if I did at the moment, I would be pissed with what's going on. It's so sad. I grew up on Disney. I grew up. Yeah. Watching, I have every Disney film. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I. I my gosh, I, I used to watch you know, Robin Hood and Lady and the Tramp and Aladdin and, and, and Little Mermaid. I, yeah. I watched it. I loved it. And and so, like, to see where they're going is just it's yeah. so yeah. bad. That's why, that's why I've been thinking about canceling my Disney Plus subscription. I haven't I yet. Have, I, I canceled it when they did what they did to Gina Carano. I canceled okay. it. I almost did that. I almost did that. But the only reason I stuck in was because of the Marvel shows out there. I enjoyed Loki, but... <sighs> With what's going on now, I'm considering canceling because, like, I have no interest in Mandalorian season three at all, not even a little. Everybody's got to do what's right in their in their eyes regarding this. Like, no one should tell you, "Oh, you have to," because you're part of our. Side. Listen, you. Whenever you feel the time is right, that's when you do it. Yeah, like, I'm just af- I'm just afraid what's going to happen within the next few years. I'm terrified. Like that is why that is, that is why um, I hope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. I'm not sure if I should say his name in this channel, but um, on this on this video, I should say he gets back in in 2024. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's got to. He's got to. Listen, <laughs> he's he's. If there's anything that he's shown is that we need. We don't need politicians. Yeah. Running yeah. our country. We need leaders and businessmen yeah. who know yeah. how to how to play the game, the business yeah. game, not the politics yeah. game. Yeah. And run this country for what it needs to be like. Like for example, do what's right for our country, not do what's right for or whatever sounds right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like political correctness garbage. Yeah, and I actually still believe your governor will be his VP in 2025. I hope not. I, I hope I, not, because I, I don't I, want another governor. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but I'm still convinced that he will be. Well, because, I mean, I mean, it would make sense, and it would be a smart move for him to actually do that. Yeah, but, but the and thing then, is, and then he would run afterwards. And then, but I'm still, but I'm conflicted on it too because the reason is, like, um, I think your state is red not because of Republicans, but it's because of DeSantis himself. Yes. And the moment he leaves, I think the possibility of a Democrat being governor goes up dramatically. We keep in mind that when he got elected, it was very close between him and Andrew Gillum. Yeah, the and guy that was the, the guy that was caught in a hotel doing drugs and stuff correct. like that. Correct. Yeah. And so we but we bit a major bullet uh, by by doing it, and and it was very very close. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, due to the questionable methods of Broward County that always seems to plague our elections we managed to actually sweep by yeah and are you aware that for the first time in your state's history you have more registered republicans than democrats i do a hundred a hundred thousand i do and 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 i was proud of helping i mean i had a small role i'm not going to say i was 
but there is this lady who is down in Tampa and she works really hard at trying to register uh, yeah. people, uh, Republican, yeah. and she's phenomenal. And yeah. I helped her one day go out with my boys to teach them, right? Yeah. And show them and, and have them participate. And yeah. so, I mean, you got to get involved some way, somehow. Like Republicans are actually like trying to register people at gas to, to vote at gas stations. Yeah. That That's actually the pretty, the smart thing to do. Cause like, I remember like just two years ago, gas was like $2, two dollars and like 20 cents a gallon. And now it's like four or five dollars. But yeah. we, I mean, here's the funny part. People like me were saying it and nobody listened. They thought, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, you know, oh, you're just talking, it's just talking points. No, it's common sense. For example, yeah. rich people own everything. You yeah. raise the taxes on rich people they're not going to sit there and be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to lose a million from last year to this year. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've been working in corporate America since 1999. And yeah. I have sat behind a lot of boards where the people say, hey, how are we doing this year compared to last year? Yeah. Are we going up or are we going down? Right? Yeah. And if the numbers are going down, that's never good. The numbers need to go up. So yeah. if you're going to make, if you're going to pressure these people into paying more, that's money lost. There's two yeah. ways two easy ways to make up for that the back end and the front end the back end is or let me go to the front end the front end is raising the prices on the services and products that you provide which yeah. who ends up paying for that normal consumers Us. correct the back end is you you fire people or you lay them off because you're cutting down expenses yes who gets impacted the average worker yep rich people don't ever lose so taxing rich people is absurd from a well, logical standpoint the key thing is less government spending well also another thing though um if taxes are high in some places they'll just go to another state like right. um like you're completely aware of the mass exodus out of california new york right. to to texas and florida which is which is why um a lot I, I a lot of you guys are worried about all of them coming to your states yeah but then but, but you should, i don't think florida should worry as much because like most people that go to florida actually have the same values as you do but uh, as like us do but now the people that go to texas they have different values which i have family down there in texas so and also have family down there in florida but they have different values than me it depends on the county you go to right i mean they the democrats only have to i have to worry about five counties out of everything in florida which is a dade broward uh hillsborough yeah. i think orlando belongs to orange and then whatever jacksonville belongs to that's it uh, which county is Miami in? Dade. Yeah, that my, Miami switched them to red. If you saw really, that. well, I didn't. didn't. I, I, I thought it, it was close to it. It didn't. It was close. It didn't go. It didn't vote for red. It was just yes. dead close. close. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, because of the Hispanic community. Yeah. The Hispanic community is very big for the former administration, right? The former president. Yeah, he he, he, he had a significant increase uh, in the polling. Yeah, and, and because because like a lot of the Hispanics from all these other countries, they know what it's like, and like they don't want this to happen here. Like like Pitbull, for instance, he said, I believe it was a couple years ago. He says he's seen this happen, and he doesn't want it to happen here, and that it can easily happen here too. And the thing is with the Cuban, because he's part, he's well, he is Cuban. Yes, uh, yes. The Cubans know the talking points. They heard it before they see the red flags and that's why not i would say close to or around 90 percent of them vote republican 
Yeah. Well, uh, the ones that the ones that are coming here illegally vote um, Democrat because like the Democrats are like free stuff. Here you go. And the ones that vote Republican or more conservative, like they're actually the ones that come there legally. That come for the most part. For the most part, for the most part, you do have pockets. Again, it depends uh, on on the type of Hispanic you're talking about. For example, Puerto Ricans, they're natural U.S. citizens, right? Yes. So the high percentage of Puerto Ricans uh, are are on the left. Yes, they are. And, and 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 so you talk to them and you'll see. Now on the Cuban side, it's different. The large majority are on the right. Uh, yeah. Dominican Republic, uh, I think you'll have a mixture of the two, right? Yeah. I actually, the Dominican Republic, I would actually say it leans slightly more right. I believe that. Slightly. I, I believe that too. I believe that too. Um, yeah. So it, it just depends. Now, Central America seems to, again, it, it just depends what we're talking about. It, it, the traditional values are there, but they get sucked into this. This is for this and this is for that. And to your point, legal, the, for the most part, the legal ones are like, no, we're against all this stuff. We left yes. our country because of this garbage and we don't want it. Yeah, yeah, and being a black, half black person, I, I, I was I being I used to be blue pilled. I actually bought into all the propaganda stuff. So, yeah. and I admit that I did, but I I finally woke up with twenty twenty. And and see, Hispanics actually get a lot more blue pilled because, for instance, in the news media, you have the majority of news media is on the left, except yeah. for maybe you know arguably Fox and and OAN and, and Newsmax. And, and Newsmax, right? Uh, but Newsmax and OAN are small in comparison, right? Yes. Um, on the Hispanic side, you don't have anything on the right. Telemundo and Univision are both leftists. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't. There's, there's, there's black conservatives on on Fox. There is, but there's no Latino conservatives on Fox, though. There isn't. Uh, Eric, I think Emily Campagno is Hispanic. Is she? I think so. She looks Hispanic and Campagno. I don't know. Is she Italian? I don't know. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah, she might be. But you're you're right. There's not a whole lot of uh, Hispanics, which to me, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. that, to me, this whole I need to see somebody that looks like me or from me yeah. in order for me to identify is garbage. I don't believe in that. Like uh, like uh, all these TV shows and, mo and movies, they're going woke. The, the, like, um, for instance, this this Miss Marvel show, for instance, that's, that's coming up. Like, clearly... It's the only reason it's coming. It's being made is because it's a female that's Pakistan. That's the only reason. Correct. And it's catering to a certain demographic. There is no logical reason for them to be doing this. And like, and plus the comic was horrible, and everyone hated the comic. Right. But they want see. They found the niche because they can. The, the comics are meant for guys. Let's be real. You have yes. more girls into it nowadays because you know girls are raised by guys like me who are into comics and we share it with our daughters and whatever the case may be uh, but but for, but it was originally meant for guys and so what happens is it's, it's a guy-based industry and yeah. so now you've got this you know feminine movement and and it's yes. not not feminism what originally feminism should have been original yeah. feminism had to do with equality and i'm all for that i'm a feminist yeah. in that regard i believe women yeah. should be able to vote and have sure. their own choices yep. and so on Yep. But this modern feminism movement is uh, female superiority. Yeah, I don't need only, men for anything. Yeah, the only thing I'm not feminist on is um, I'm because I'm pro-life. I am. That's the only I thing. I'm, yeah, I I go to the extreme. Like, hey, you don't have a right to do that at any point unless your life is in danger. No exceptions except that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, and, and, and the thing is with this feminine movement, it's it's showing female superiority and it paints and it, it's actually man hating like like Captain Marvel. I mean, she, every every guy, every male around her was either hitting on her, harassing her, uh, betraying her. So it was a man hating film or and just so, being a douche. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's good and bad in everybody. There's good yeah. and bad women. There's good and bad men. Look yeah. at Amber Rose, uh, everything that she's going through with Johnny Depp and all that stuff. No, Amber Heard. Amber Heard, I'm sorry. I'm she, sorry yeah. Because here's the thing. Johnny Depp has been in the... They, they've they been treating Johnny Depp wrongly here. Absolutely. Yeah. All, be, be, this is... Here's the, my view is like, I my brother taught me never to put your hand on a woman for any reason. Not I don't No exceptions whatsoever. I was raised to like, only if they put your hands on you, you should. But my brother taught me no. And that's what I believe in. And like Johnny Depp, from what I can tell, I and I don't have all the evidence, but from what I can tell, he did not abuse Amber Heard in any way, from what I can tell. Right. From based only, on what the information that we have available to us, I agree. Yeah, especially, did you hear that audio thing that was released a few couple years ago? I haven't. I haven't. I read about it today in an article, but I didn't actually read, uh, yeah. listen to it. You got to go listen to it later on, man, because like, there's a lot of deep stuff in there because um she admitted that um he, whenever they get into an argument he runs away. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, I was I was involved in a relationship that was very similar. I tried to uh, during arguments I tried to go away and, and the person that I was uh, with would grab me physically, pull me by my shirt or my backpack or whatever it was that I had on it. Yeah. And pull me or stand in the door and not let me go. Yeah, um, it was a toxic relationship that I was involved in, and so let me tell you, um, you know, like I said, there's good and bad in everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah. And back to the comic part, you know who Eric July is, right? Yes, I, I, I like him. He's an awesome yeah. guy. Are you aware he's starting his own comic book stuff? I did. I actually sent him an email. He never responded, but I wanted to monetarily contribute to getting him started. Yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Eric July. Yeah, because he sees through all the cracks and stuff like that. Even though there's some things I disagree with him on, because he's more libertarian-like. Because I'm, I'm conservative, I disagree with him on certain things, but yeah. I respect him. Like I, I can I have that exact same outlook. There's a lot. There's a couple of things that I disagree with him on because of that, but I want to support him because I. He, I mean, he's he's a balanced guy. Yeah, because he he is he is angry that how com that how comic books have what have they become like um. Yeah. Because he grew up on them, just like I did, and I'm pretty sure you did too. His YouTube is for canon's sake. Yeah, yeah. I I can't read any comics anymore. I just can't because it's so oh god, it's so woke. I can't even look at it, look at it, and read it anymore without hearing some propaganda. It is, it is, and the, and you know they're trying to just listen again. They're trying to cater to people like us that are minorities. Mm-hmm. And and I don't need to be catered to. I need to yeah. give, give me a good ent- a story, entertain me. For example, yeah. here's a good example: Avatar, the yeah. movie James Cameron. Yeah. Okay. Who who can relate to that? Who's got blue skin? No one. No one. Yet we can relate to him because he's a good character and he's yeah. fighting evil. Yeah, yeah. And I actually enjoyed that that movie. To be honest, oh, I enjoyed it's it. My favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite movie because because I. It's not my favorite James Cameron movie because Terminator Judgment Day will always be that. Not even deb- that's not even debatable. That will yeah. always be. Yeah. But I enjoyed but, Avatar for what it was. Yeah. But going back to the point, it's like yeah. if you need representation, well, how do you, how did that movie make so much? You see what be, I'm saying? 
because because all the characters were relatable. Correct, and and it's it's telling the traditional story of good versus evil, good yeah. versus bad. That's really all you need. Like Spider-Man: No Way Home, as we talked about earlier, they treated Toby, they treated Toby Andrew with respect, yeah. also the other villains with respect, and and they it just made a lot of money. I sold it twice on opening night. Nice. Yeah, I still and I still have. Uh, I'm gonna see if I still have that one second. Yeah, this. This I got a popcorn bucket. Oh, cool. Yeah, to collect. I still. I will never get rid of that. I will always. Nice. Keep I have. I have the the Venom Two one. Yeah, I like that movie too. Yeah, I, I, I did too. It was entertaining. Uh, my I, my grandma has my Avengers Infinity War popcorn bucket. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I have to get that back eventually. But 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 yeah, like um, it's it's the propaganda that that just makes movies unwatchable these days. Like, like we've gone from movies like um The Godfather and and Return of the King to like um, what's this new stuff coming up now? Um, I what's an example? I don't remember, remember know any of that off the top of my head, but you get the point. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I get the point. I get the message. It's, it's sad because Marvel to me was like I couldn't. Everybody knew me at work as the Marvel guy. Yeah. I here's Carlos, the Marvel guy. He's like, oh, are you gonna go watch the Marvel movies? Like, yeah, I already got my tickets. So I'm gonna stand in line. There were times where I would ask my boss, hey, I'm gonna leave a little bit early because uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch here. the double screen or whatever, and, and, and I took the boys and. And and now it's just so sad. I feel so sad that they've they've done this, um, and 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 they've ruined like a childhood. See, my dad used to take me a lot to the films when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, that was our thing to do, right? And so likewise, I now do that with my kids. It's a father son bonding time, right? Yeah. And and they've kind of taken that away. And so that's okay. I just got to find other things to bond with them on, and they're okay with that. Uh, they're at an age where they understand. They know because I talk yeah. to them about it. And the funny thing is, we all agree. Like I said to them, guys, listen, this is where Disney's going with these movies. They're injecting these types of things that we don't agree with. Do we, A, just ignore it? Or B, do we just not continue to give our money to it? And they all three said, Dad, let's not give our money to it. Yeah, but you taught your kids well, man. Yep. Yeah. And they're, the, the twins are 13, and my middle one is 16. The older one, he's off on his own um he's 23 uh he doesn't live with me but uh but the other three they're you know like i said they're smart already they know they know what's going down yeah like um ki kids today you just you just have to let them be kids you can't let them can't feed them propaganda i don't like that at all just let them be kids because yep. because like as a kid as a kid when i was in school i wasn't taught any of this propaganda no i wasn't either my first grade teacher was gay and i never he never talked about it he never talked yeah. about it I and mean, he was flamboyant gay like you could tell he had a, he had his thing he was a nice guy yeah um but never once did he try and say anything or do anything he just taught us elementary stuff yeah yeah i don't think i had any teacher like that there may have been and i just didn't notice but I don't do wait wait wait, wait 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 there was one it was was one of my art teachers when i was in ninth and tenth grade i remember there was one dude I, when i was in college all of my male teachers were gay because i went i was in fort lauderdale and, and in fort lauderdale there's, there's a good uh, you know obviously in that area there's a huge gay community i shouldn't say huge but there's a good good amount yeah. 
and 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 this was back in the late 90s and yeah. i mean I, all of my male teachers that i when i had they were all gay they never yeah. talked about it they never said anything they taught art that was it yeah and i'm talking about college now i'm not talking about grade school middle school high school i'm talking about college yeah and i don't give it i don't care what you are just just as long as you're a nice person i have no problem with you yeah but dude my my my, my wife's best friends are, are gay i love them they were here yeah. just they were here just yesterday awesome yeah. people i really yeah. do i they're they're family i welcome them in yeah. but don't 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 force things down my kids throat that don't need to be that's what i'm here for i'm there yeah i'll teach them what is and what isn't yeah that's what the government's trying to do they're trying to stop that kind of stuff because they want they're trying to make them the parent not you yeah yep yeah yeah and yeah and i'm glad i woke up at the right time because in 2020 i was 18 and and i just bought i just found i just started looking into more stuff and i realized that there was so much crap going on i just I just said I gotta get out of this. So yeah, man, I, I I learned all that stuff way back when. It just it just became amplified when I saw oh. what they were doing to uh, the candidate right yeah. uh, in 2016, and I just said, wow, this is just utterly wrong. This is horrible. Yeah. Like, what if I if I decide to run and and I say that because I I agree. I didn't agree with how he said it, but I agree yeah. with everything that he did say. That, Would the media then do that to me? Yeah. Well, uh, well, th the thing is, like, um, do I think he was perfect as a president? No, I did not think that. No, there's no such thing as perfect other than God himself. Like, yeah. But um, like some of the things that he, he said, like he said some funny stuff. But as funny as it was, you're the president. You can't be saying that. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that, but you know what stuff. No, no, some no. Of the stuff and, 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 and it's fair. It's, it's you know, was he unrefined? Was he a good speaker? No. He was well, there's a lot of opportunities that he had. But but the point is is that he put this he really did put this country first, and that's really yeah, all I care about. Yeah. But he also did give a lot of great speeches though. He did. Oh yeah. Oh man, I, I went to see him in twenty seventeen. Uh, when he came here to Tampa, I saw him. I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to go see him speak yet. Uh, like we were we were in line for three, four hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a there he had a rally here last year in Iowa and Des Moines. I, w I wanted to go, but I had to work. So the energy, it, I, it felt like I was at like a WWE wrestling yeah. event with all the lights and the sounds yeah. and, the, yeah. and, the, and the cheering. Yeah. 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 But I watch a lot of his speeches though, like all the energy and stuff like that. And he also comes out to the song proud to be an American. Yep. I, the guy, yeah, I love that song so much. Yep. Yeah. I do too. Uh, Cause uh, that's what I, I mean, let's go back to Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. His, his entry song was about being a real American. Yeah, you remember that in the eighties? Oh, I remember that, Adam. I remember that. It's still one of my favorite theme songs to this day. Dude, listen to look at how far we've come. That you know we had these pro-American characters, and now if you if you uh, carry an American flag on, it, it could offend somebody. Yeah, like like did you see on NBC? I believe it was a few months ago. Where basically the woman, I won't say who or who she who she was, because yeah. For reasons, but um, she says that uh, some that if she sees someone on a with a flag on their truck, on the back of their truck, she views them a certain way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You just, did you hear that story? I did. I did, and I saw the uh, I saw the com the commentator when she said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like I'm I'm not sure if they're actually being serious or if they actually mean it because like 
if they're if they're not actually believing what they're saying, they're just being told what the higher ups are telling them. They're they're being paid to say it, and it's true whether they believe it or not. I don't know. I don't like, know. But but here's like, here's here's the sad part is that our country gets painted as being a racist country, yeah, which is absolute baloney and garbage. But yeah. and we can prove it. Yeah. Okay, we have people that are dying to come in here. Yes. They're risking their lives, either legally or illegally, to come into this country. If this country were really racist and as bad as, as the left says it was, they yeah. wouldn't do it. I don't see anybody risking their lives to get into North Korea. I don't see yeah. anybody risking their lives to get into Cuba, Venezuela. China. I don't see anybody doing that. But mm. here they are. Why? Because it's good. Is it perfect? Yeah. No country's perfect. Yeah. It's a darn great country. Yeah. And then when I see all these all these videos of people like um like um they're, they're burning the American flag. You don't know how I want to say that word, but I'm not going to try to keep this PG-13. But you know the word, like yeah. And there's yeah. and they saying they hate the, this this country. Like if you hate it, you can leave. There's someone and there's someone here that will take your place that wants go to come. Where, in. Go wherever you came from. I don't care. Listen, I've actually posted this on my Facebook page, and it's been real. Uh, when yeah. all this was happening about how America was this and that, okay, I'll tell you what, and I posted this. Right now, somebody, if you don't like this country, I'll pay a one-way ticket to wherever you want to go Yeah. with one rule, to actually two rules. You cannot come back and you give up your citizenship. Yeah. I'll pay for it completely, one way. Yeah. I had no papers. <laughs> Yeah. And I was that serious about that. Yeah. Oh, there's this one guy you should check his channel out. I'm going to send you the link in the private chat. He's yeah. actually friends with that Adam Francisco guy. Um, I'm not going to say what his channel name because I because I, the video. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to bring him up right here. Yo, hey, give me one second. I'm bringing this up. Right. While you're bringing that up, I'm gonna show there you. There we go. Cool. I just sent it in the live chat. Oh, okay. The private chat. You can go check his channel out after this. Okay, I've never seen this guy. I've never heard of him. Okay. He's actually friend. He's friends with that Adam Francisco guy. Okay, I'll check him out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of that stuff. I listen every single day. Just informing myself, keeping myself abroad, looking what's out there, and and I've honestly debated whether getting involved or not. Uh, my sister actually wanted me to get involved um, a couple of, couple of years ago, but I've got so yeah. much on my plate with the kids, and now the new one coming. It's just so tough right now. And I, I use my podcast to go broadcast my ideas, like and stuff like that. Because, yeah. Be, yeah, because I was inspired by other podcasters to start this. But, yeah, but, I talked to my brother-in-law about doing it for. For you should because we, we don't have anybody on the on the Hispanic side that is reaching the Hispanic community because there's a lot of Hispanics that don't speak English. They yeah. don't understand it. They yeah. stay in their communities and their niches, which isn't really good. Yeah. Right. And so and so there's nobody reaching out to them because they're still stuck watching those leftist propaganda. Like like my dad, my my, my dad is one of those people, right? Yeah. He's not on the left, but he's not on the right either. And yeah. so and so he's libertarian. He's not even that. He he doesn't know what he is. He's got these oh. traditional uh, values which would go on the conservative side, but yeah. as far as political goes, he goes. Everybody's corrupt. I don't really care anymore at this point. He said. Which there are corrupt people on both sides, though. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, and so, and so what it is, is that he's stuck watching, like I said, those two news stations that are all leftist. And he actually told me what, when, I think it was in 2017, it's like, oh, or 2018, oh, son, there's a recession. I said, dad, where are you getting this from? The economic board, I, I told him, I work with, I work with trillions of dollars at the, at the place that I work. And, and, yeah. and there's no sign of that. Yeah. You're listening to those leftist media stations. Yes. Stop it. Stop it. Because they want to paint this guy to be the villain, and he's not. Yeah. yeah. And also, they're actually, there's actually a, a district out there. I forgot what state it was in. But every day, they make these kids these kids watch CNN every day. And yeah. just, yeah. Like, yeah, they brainwash them. Yeah. And dude, I mean, I mean, how how listen, I used to be a CNN watcher before I got into politics because I thought they were a legitimate news source. Yeah. And in 2012, I caught them lying for the Obama administration and I started to yeah. question everything. I said, wait, yeah. hold on, this isn't good. Yeah. When yeah. you have the media, is this is not I'm not talking about a mistake because when medias make a mistake, they do a retraction. That's yeah. not what happened. They they lied about it and they continue to perpetrate that lie, and we've seen it with Nicholas Sandman, we've seen it with Justice uh Kavanaugh. We've seen it with multiple uh, scenarios. Justice Barrett. Yes. Remember, remember, remember when um, uh, well, Gins, when remember when Ginsburg died when she passed away? Like it was eight weeks before the election, they, the twenty twenty election, and they were they were angry that um, he I can't I'm not going to say his name in this video. I say him in all my other videos, but I'll keep him out of this one. But um, when he was nominating her to the supreme court they were saying he had no right to do that it's because it's so close to the election when right. in re when in reality in um 2016 when justice scalia passed they tried to uh, nominate um merrick garland to the supreme court correct remember that exactly. it's utter hypocrisy man they, they they like to do what they they can do and and they don't i mean look at look at everything that happened the last few years how many restrictions did they put and make people wear masks but how many times did we catch them not wearing masks yeah. Yeah. Remember AOC, I can't I'm not gonna say her full name because for this, but she was caught in your state, remember? Yeah. She was going yeah. She was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my brother in law was actually in the area at that time and he, he was the one who, who, who sent me uh the, the the notification that she was down there in that area. I was like, Oh man. What, yeah, what hypocrisy, man. Yeah, and she was out there saying, Well, your governor your guys' governor is not here anywhere when in reality he he was taking helping take care of his wife because she was had breast cancer. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I, again, listen, the 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 virus doesn't stop at state lines. So if you really believe it's the threat that you think it is, you should have a mask everywhere you go. Yeah. Irrespective yeah. of of what the governor says. Yeah. Or even something. Or even the funnier, the funniest thing. I, one of the funniest things I've seen is that when you go into a restaurant, you have to wear a mask. But once you sit down, you can take your mask off. So somehow the the C nineteen has um, an elevating thing where like if you're elevated at a certain point you don't get it but if you're elevated at this point you get it so yeah. super smart let me tell yeah. you I, I I caught it last January not this January January before I yeah. had a ninety nine point three fever the last three hours that was it hmm. I don't know if I've ever gotten it which I don't care if I have so <laughs> yeah but but hey if you want to wear a mask for the rest of your life and sit in the corner. Go By ahead. all means, go for it. Yeah, seriously. Go ahead. Don't make me do it. Yeah. Like I said, don't tread on me. Yeah. 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 Listen, yeah. this whole thing was just, uh, it was just ridiculous. And it's so yeah. sad that we, they destroyed our economy, which was booming. Yeah. For 
for political gain. It was our biggest, our, the economy was the biggest it's ever been in its history, I believe. Or was it, it was, was it 50 years or was it history? I don't remember. That. I don't know. I don't know. And, and you're going to have people to debate that. But the point is, is that it was really good. Yeah. And people were doing that. And that's what I want from my country, my fellow countrymen to do good. Yeah. Yeah. There's two things, there's two things that really annoy me politically speaking. Number one is illegal immigration. And number two yes. is high taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, are you aware, like, um, with, with how bad the border has been this yep. past two years, um, that the southern Texas has always been blue. It always has been. But then this past, like a, few, like a month or so ago, it went red. Are you aware yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason is, is because these people are coming in and they're, 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 a lot of them are doing crime. And, yeah. and, and these people that are here, normal people, normal citizens, they don't want that. They don't want crime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they like, see the difference between the slogans of defund the police and you've yeah. got the other side saying, no, we, we, we need more police. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't defund the police is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like you've heard, you, like you said, you watched my video with Adam Francisco. I said that um, I don't believe in defunding the police, but I don't necessarily say back to blue either. Like, right. Yes, I do remember you said that. Because, because like of how like in California or in New York, these police were just um, forcing people, were arresting people for keeping their businesses open or finding them or like, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because because those are, number one, those are blue cities, blue areas, and uh, and they have a lot of blue people in them. You know what I mean? Yes. And so those, those cops have to do those things uh, because it comes from obviously the higher ups. Yeah. Uh, it, when, well, when New York City wasn't blue, like when Giuliani was there and Bloomberg when he was red, yeah. You had you had a different scenario, right? Crime was actually at its lowest, and I grew up in that area. Yeah, I didn't grow up in New York. I grew across, but but I was in the eighties. I was afraid to go to New York City. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, um, when you said like they're just taking it up from the higher ups, like there there's actually there was actually a ruling where like they are not officers are not obligated to enforce the law. They're not actually like they're they were doing when they're told that um to go shut someone's business down or arrest them if they don't. They're, that's their choice. They don't have to do that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is those people are also blue themselves because they yeah. do. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I get what Cause, you're cause, saying. Because in my case, like I, I do black back to blue because I have family members that are. Uh, mm -hmm. My mom worked for the federal government. Uh, she's retired now. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine backing up any type of criminal because yeah. then that puts good people. And I'm not saying that every cop is perfect. No, every no. cop is no there's good and bad in everything like i said yeah but yeah. for the vast majority i mean they're they are our defenders our protectors and so on and so forth yeah they are like like um there actually is a distinct difference between cops that are in blue states and cops that are in red states absolutely like, a very diff big difference like um a lot of the officers that are in new york there actually are they're not net, the ones that aren't blue they're actually going down to places like florida because they're actually respected down there correct because your governor actually respects them correct and he gave them a bonus to come down um and then you look at like for instance the the cops over in dc in the dc area uh you know with the uh with their whole circus that they did when they went up for the january 6th thing right and the testimonies that they gave it was such a, such a <laughs> what an act when they just opened the doors yeah, cro crocodile tears. Dude, I have all of those images, those videos that people took. I have them saved 
uh, I have them saved somewhere because the media has deleted all of that stuff because yeah. they don't they don't they don't want the truth to come out. They want their narrative to be yeah. Yeah, send, yeah, send them to me because I want to make sure I have them too. You got it. You got it. I said there's things where these guys were taking down barricades, opening doors, walking people through. Hey, come on over. Come on over. Yeah. Yeah. Like and plus some there were federal agents that were in that crowd too. Yep. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. It, like you're like my wife worth- saw that. My wife saw that. And she says, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm back in Venezuela because this is exactly what happened in Venezuela. We had one president or uh, a candidate and, and the political power made him seem like the bad guy. And they hired people to be part to infiltrate his group and make it seem like they were causing a riot to then go in and arrest. She said it, and she felt like she was in Venezuela all over again. Yeah. And like if you watch that entire speech that he gave. He actually was telling them to peacefully and patriotically walk over there. Correct. That's all he was doing. Correct. Yeah, he didn't tell them to go attack. Like, yeah, the, the people that were so disgusting. Yeah, the people that were attacking were ag- federal agents or Antifa. Yep the the media is the number one enemy in our country. Yeah, the media is actually the real disease. Correct. Correct. And it saddens me because on when our far our forefathers added uh, the First Amendment. I, I can't imagine they ever thought the media would become this corrupt. Yeah, yeah. There's like they, the the founders are turning in their graves right now because of how things are. Yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah. supposed to be the ones who keep these people in check. Yeah, yeah. We Actual are journalism. Yeah. Also, we are the ones that keep our government in check. That's why they have we have the Second Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. And, see, and, and you see the pre, the current president. He's trying to take it away. Yeah. What does he think that's going to happen once he tries that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's foolish on his part, but, you know, yeah. that's what the Democrats want. Uh, it's obvious. Yeah. It's interesting how they're, they want to disarm us, but yeah. they want to arm and support the people over in Afghanistan. Europe. No, in Ukraine. Yeah. And give them arms. Yeah, over pe- I, over because that president over there in Ukraine, he's doing everything just for show. He clearly is. Like so if you, it's, did, it's so interesting. Like, did you see that he was actually doing an interview at the Grammys a few weeks ago? Did you actually see that? I, I didn't see it. I saw it come up on my YouTube feed, but I didn't change. I didn't watch it because honestly, listen, I, I already know that there's something going on behind that yeah. and all that stuff. So I don't believe anything that's going on there. I'm, I'm like, like I'm, I can't vote for this side, or I can't support. I should say this side, and I cannot support the other side because yeah. they're corrupt. Listen, Russia's involvement with Cuba's downfall and continued downfall is well documented, and I cannot support Russia's Russia. Yeah, I cannot support uh, Putin. Yeah, and speaking of, I'm um, um, supporting the Cuban um, regime right now. Like you're aware that our current president is trying to make a deal to buy oil from Venezuela. Yes. Guess what? What do you think they're going to do with that money? They're going to keep use it to fund the, the regime in, in Cuba and, and Venezuela as well. Yeah, like uh, they like, they work in unison. So last year when Cuba had that uprising that they had, what did, yeah. what did uh, Mayorkas come out and say? You know, any Cubans that's trying to come over, we're going to send you back, mm-hmm. right? Funny how Cubans get sent back. Yeah. Okay, cool. What happens is these people, they, they already know Cubans don't vote for them. That's why they don't want them here. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. when you have these types of things going on, we have these political things, they don't, they don't want freedom for Cuba. They want to keep Cubans where they're at. Yeah. And... Our current, our 
the former guy, the former president, he actually stood up to, to, to Venezuela. Like, I believe his name was Chavez, the guy that's in charge of Venezuela. Is Maduro. Maduro, Maduro, my mistake. Uh, Chavez, Chavez was is the, before. Yeah, okay, my mistake. But he actually yeah, stood up to him. He did. Yeah. He, listen, he stood up to everybody. That's why Putin didn't do anything. That's why yeah. Xi Jinping didn't do anything. That's why little rocket man had to back off. <laughs> yeah. He, everybody the, knew he, he meant what he said when he said it. Because they all feared him. I want to be feared by my enemies. I don't, yeah. I don't understand where this appeasing of enemies comes from. Does it come from yeah. Jimmy Carter or before that? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's why I, that comes back to the Second Amendment as well. The, when the government, like Thomas Jefferson said, like when the when, like when the government fears the people, there is peace. I, I don't know the exact quote, but it says when the government fears um the people, that 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 there's peace, and when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. Yeah, and the problem with peace is that it creates softness. Unfortunately, like did you see that chart? I believe I forgot exactly what it said, but from basically the idea is that um that um strong men create good times, good times create um weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Yep, I posted and that. Yep. I don't remember if, it, if that's the exact order, but it was something like that. It was something like that, yeah. And, and it's very true. And we, we can, I mean, we can see that masculinity is on a decline. Like if you're masculine, if you're an alpha male, oh, you're toxic. You're a toxic male. What? Like, like I'm big. Like um, like in Doctor like Doctor Strange um, Benedict Cumberbatch. He even said he has a. He doesn't. He said something about toxic masculinity a few months ago. I was like, "Come on, man! I was a, I'm, I'm a big fan if, of you." If it wasn't for masculinity, we, like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, what are they? What are they thinking of? Because you're gonna have good and, and bad. You need men, good men, to stand yeah. up against the bad men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's all intentional. They're trying to bring down the United States. That's their goal. Yeah, yeah. Because, because they can't stand freedom and stuff like that. They and, hate. They, they hate. They and it just boggles my mind how people who hate the country are in charge of it. That that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and plus, um, how people would even vote for those kinds of people. And well, except with the twenty twenty election, I'm gonna leave it there. But you know what I'm trying to refer to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw what happened on election night. I, I did too. I did too. I did too. And you're gonna have to convince me otherwise. I don't understand how you can, uh, you know, like it, it's supposed to be clear and fair, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and you, and plus they they banned you. They took videos down and even banned people that even spoke about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they put a gag order. It's no different than this whole thing that happened in the last two years. You have a group of people, the majority, who said this. You had a small pocket of doctors who said, "Wait a minute, that's not what our evidence shows." Here's mm. our track record. Here's our, all of our patients that we've been able to cure such and such way. Look at the data. And they were silenced. They were censored. They were, some of them, were, their license, practice license was taken away. I have yeah. never seen that. Like, like Lord Fauci, he um, targeted doctors like that were speaking out against other, that were saying other things. Did, did you see him the other day last week? He was defending China. He wouldn't speak still yeah. in China. Did you see that? Yep. Yep. That's disgusting. Also, like some of the doctors he targeted, like Dr. Malone, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, if you didn't know. Yes, I saw that. Also, Peter McCullen was there, too. Yep. I, I, Joe Rogan is actually the guy that got me started with, with, with podcasts and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, nice. he's the main reason why I started mine. Good, good. And he's gone, he's gone through his battles, and I'm, I'm glad that he came out on top. But I'm still I'm angry that he, he apologized to them 
and he allowed them to take a lot of his episodes off Spotify. I, I agree. I agree. You can't apologize to the left. Like the moment, like it started the moment he actually went on Spotify. A lot of his episodes that that had controversial figures, um, people, I should say, never even went on the platform at all. Now, the thing is, is once you once you give an inch to the left, they, they take, take a mile. They take a mile. They just give. yeah, yeah, like. It's a mental illness, really. Like leftism, in my view, is more is like a mental illness. Like um, you clear, like you just can't not believe that. You have yeah. to, you get otherwise from that as well. I, I agree. Just, and I think Matt Walsh. He was uh, recently in the news. Uh, he was also on Tim Pool's podcast um, a couple days ago. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet, but uh, but obviously his Dr. Phil appearance caused a lot of a uh, lot of controversy. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so I mean, you could tell the type of circus we live in based off of the subject matter that was spoken to in that yeah yeah i'm not going to comment too much on that part because for this video but um even dr phil was starting to question a few things from whatever from what i saw yeah i only saw i only saw like the interaction between him and the guests yeah I, I didn't see too much uh regarding phil it's just again it's a different it's a different time that we live in and i don't feel like it's it's I don't feel like we're in in reality. Yeah. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Listen, can you be whatever you want to be? Sure. Yeah. But you don't you don't have to force me to enter enter into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and where does this thing about feelings begin and where does it end? For example, uh, and I'll show you how political this all is. If I go to a movie theater and I say I feel like I'm five years old, I would like to pay the child admission because I feel it. Yeah. Am I going to be charged with child admission? Or am I going to be charged with adult admission? You're going to be charged with child. I mean, the adult admission. My mistake. The Sorry. adult, because reality says that I'm an adult, yeah. despite my feelings. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so, I see. And so, what happens is when it costs people money, then it becomes no. Let's not go by what you feel. Let's go by reality. Yeah, yeah. A lot. A lot of things can be said about that. Yeah, it it's pretty much like I'm gonna try to word this correctly. It's it's practically clown world, I should say. It is. It is. Listen, if you tell me you like something, that's fine. You can like it. I'm not. I'm not debating that. It is what it is. Everybody's different. But yeah. you can't tell me that you're something that you're actually not. That's not. I mean, I, I want to be a thundercat. Can I be a thundercat? No. No. I I, I love Superman. Superman's my favorite superhero. Can I be Kryptonian? No. Yeah. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Different realities, you know. It's just and and to force people to think like you and 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 conform to your will. Yeah. That's that, that that's the opposite of democracy. Yeah. Well, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and like, did you see Stephen Colbert a few months ago? He said we should get rid of the Senate. He actually said that on a show. He had Elizabeth. He had Elizabeth Warren on, and he said we should get rid of it. Yeah, I did actually see that. Um, what we need is we need we need. You, you know what will really help America, and and maybe it'll solve a lot of America's issues is we need Senate reform. We need term limits for people who yeah. are in political office, like the Congress and and, and the Senate, obviously. Uh, <coughs> right. Uh, no, uh, Schumer and 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 all those folks, right? McConnell. McConnell. Yeah. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, you can't give yourself raises because in no other job does that happen. 
right? Yeah. You're, you're given a raise by your boss based on your evaluation. Now, how do I fix that? You are going to be paid by the average of your constituents. Yes. You want to increase your raise? Increase the money that your constituents make. Yes, I, I agree with that. You see? Yeah. And, and that, that's part of it. Second thing, you cannot pass laws and exempt yourself from them. Yes. But you should be held liable for, for any bills you pass. Correct. And, and in addition to, uh, you cannot have, you cannot be part, if you're in, in, in any political office, you can't partake in, in, in stock trading and all that stuff. Uh, you saw Pelosi and her husband, what she did before Biden. I'm, I'm not going to say that name, but um, the president, current one, passed that electric car bill. Yes, yes. But they, that's nothing new. In, insider trading has been going on for decades. You know, and many people have done it on both sides of the aisle. And oh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, voter ID has to yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, like the reason, remember the reason Colbert said we should get rid of the Senate because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema wouldn't, pat, wouldn't budge on the filibuster? Yep. That's why. Like he, he, like, Literally, if he's he's like, if we can't if we can't like um have our worldview in this, we should we should change the rules so we can have our worldview. Isn't, plus, isn't it funny the way they, they can't see their own tyranny? Yeah, and, and and he also said that um that um Democrats represent forty one million more people than Republicans do, and that they're blocking everything. Well, here's the <laughs> thing though: we have we're a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. Correct. Like um. Democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for lunch. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And a constitutional republic means you need broader support. Like there's a reason we have states. Like if you if we were a democracy, there'd be no reason to have any states. Just have us be one country and like, yeah. Pretty much New York and California would get to would get to decide pretty much every every outcome. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They would love that. And like, there's no, in my view, there's no reason why someone in New York should be able to say someone in the hills of West Virginia shouldn't be allowed to own a firearm. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't care what your worldview is. You're not stopping me from holding my rights. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. If you want it, come take it. That's yep. what my view is. The other thing that I would propose into the Senate reform is spending. Spending would have to be broken down between domestic and international. And why do I say that? Because these people like to put everything into one package. Yeah. And then when you have somebody that doesn't like it, or like a president, a sitting president, they don't like it, right? Okay. They hold that president for ransom and be like, well, then there's going to be a government shutdown. And then the media will get together and be like, government shutdown looms. And then they force the person into signing a bill that really doesn't need to get signed. And I'm yeah. sick and tired of all of our taxpayer dollars. I shouldn't say all, oh, that's an exaggeration. Yeah. But a, a, a good amount of it, millions yeah. and billions of dollars, being sent to all these different countries. Yeah, like there should yeah. be spending limits. There has to be, like all the, like um I'm not gonna say that president's name, but um the one from 2008 and 2012, like he raised us to four trillion dollar budgets. Correct. Yeah, Correct. which that just drove inflation up. Like, Correct. Like, Correct. And it, and we haven't and we haven't still haven't recovered from that. And the bottom line is that. The average people like me and you are the ones that that, that get hit with the bill. Yeah, and all and, and these corporatists um they get um they get like they're they get um 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 cuts from this too. Yeah, there's cuts and there's kickbacks and it's also gosh darn corrupt. That's why we need, my opinion, we need Senate reform. That'll fix well, a lot of things. Well, I don't think that would be able to happen. 
like my view is like I've said in previous in videos, what I believe we need to, what needs to happen is the national divorce. That's what I believe needs to happen. I think you mentioned that with uh, Francisco. And, you wanted to yes. split the country up, right? Yes. Well, yeah. It's like I've heard Marjorie Taylor Greene, she went on Tim Pool's podcast a few months ago. She says her view would be like just demolish, just um, shrink the federal government to like something like what it used to be and just have the states do almost everything they wanted, which, what, which is what the founders intended to. Well, my view is there's no way that could happen. My view, what we should do is we need to abolish the federal government as a whole and just have each and just split up all the areas into their own individual pieces. That's interesting. The problem is there that I see is our enemies would then be strengthened. For example, for example, just, a, you know, when the January 6th thing happened, uh, or even before that, I think like in maybe the month prior, uh, the no, I think it was in January, the party was talking about splitting. There were talks about having the Republican Party split. Yeah. As much as I would love that and have maybe like an actual patriotic party, right? Uh, yeah. They would further cement democratic power, unfortunately. Well, here's well, here's what it is. It, it reminds me a lot of this. Woodrow Wilson, when he became president, like um, before him, how William Howard Taft was president. And basically what happened was um, the reason William Howard Taft didn't win, he did. He lost was because Teddy Roosevelt's ego because he wanted to come back into power. And it just divided the conservative movement up. And Woodrow Wilson won. Well, I well, here's what I don't think like. Um, a state like California should be telling a state like Florida or Iowa what they should be able to do. That's my, that's how my view is like, um, and like, I don't think like states should go individually. I'm talking about like a giant broader area is what I'm trying to say. Like a mm -hmm. few states form their own broader areas and yeah, and create their own little country. And there's obviously no way to split the country up into two. There's no real way because every area is different. Like there's the Northeast, there's the Northwest, there's the South. There's centers, the Midwest. There's no way to do that. So my view is you would have to have each area of a few states form together and create one, their own little area. That's how I view it. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting view. Yeah. And like, um, I think Texas would benefit the most from it. Well, because technically Texas can succeed from the union if they want to. They technically can. Mm -hmm. And so, and plus, I think Texas could actually go off on their own right now if they wanted to. Because they all they would have to do just take the military and NASA. Well, not NASA because that's a joke, but just take the military itself in. Yeah, and because they have their own power supply and stuff like that. Because like when tech when Texas first became part of the union, they made sure to include a clause in there that's saying they can leave whenever they want to. Yeah, if we were to split right now, it would just China would China China would be like a wolf ready to devour. Well, it's such I, a tough I, situation. I thought about that a lot, and I mean a lot. And my view is like, um, with the path we're on right now, that would be inevitable, right? If we, if we didn't break up, that's inevitable right now. If if we're still on the, if we still continue on where we're going, that it is inevitable. Yeah. Now, the only way to stop it is if we all came together. That is the only way. But I don't see that happening. I, I don't see that happening because a lot of people are bought out by them. A lot of companies are bought out by them. They've got their hands, uh, obviously, in Hollywood, Hollywood, NBA, NFL, uh, you know, obviously politics. I think there was – so I watch a lot of Tucker Carlson. I watch Same here. Like every night. I'm also – so, I, I also watch Hannity and Laura Ingram and Gutfield. I, 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 I 
uh, Sean Hannity's reporting, like uh, what's your name, Sarah Carter, on point, phenomenal. I just find him to be too biased. I like. Yeah, I like. I agree with that. I like Tucker because he calls out both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, like when he called out Ted Cruz. Yes, yes, he had him on, and I and I like Ted Cruz, and he brought, and I, I didn't disagree, I didn't agree with what he said, and and rightfully so, uh, Tucker brought him on and called him on, said, listen, you're. You're too smart yeah. for those words. You chose yeah. those words. What's up with that? You know, like um, yeah. like be like the the thing is like Tucker. He has like a show that has air times and commercials and stuff like that, and he couldn't go as deep into it as he probably should have. But yeah. now something like a podcast, like right here, we can go deep into this as much as we, as we want because we don't have commercials or anything like that. Right, right. And so and so when I look at that stuff, that that's all good. And it, it, you know. It's just he had. Um, I think it was last year he had. He showed a video where there was a Chinese professor over there in China talking about how he had a lot of uh, politicians in high places and they were paid off by the Chinese government. Yeah, like a Did lot you of see cor- segment? which segment was it again? It, so it was just a, it was a video clip that he aired uh, of a Chinese professor talking about how they had people in political office in the Chinese government's pocket. Hmm, I didn't see that video. Oh, I'll see if I can find it and I'll shoot it to you. Ooh, yeah. That came out like about either last year or the year before. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate, I just, I don't, well, I don't hate any, anyone or anything, but I just dislike the media a lot. Like, um, like the most pathetic in, um, thing outside of what they did with the previous president um, is the Covington kids. You remember that? Yeah, I should do that. Like, I, I wish I was one of those Covington kids. Yeah, yeah. Like hey. Nicholas Sandman got paid out. <laughs> <laughs> he got paid how many? Like ten million, I believe it was. I don't, I don't know, but I wouldn't be on GoFundMe if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll take that ten million right here. Seriously, they could because, call me a racist all day long if I yeah. can get that cash. Yeah. Like, like, literally, if I had that, I would just move into on. I would just buy a ranch, and no one would see me for like ten years. But it's so cool to see him come out and support Kyle Rittenhouse. That was oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He had him on too. Like, yeah, Stephen Crowder had him on too, as well. That that was just so. Yes, I saw that. That was awesome. Um, I really think that Nicholas Sandman really played his cards right. Um, He obviously got a good lawyer. And he came out on top, and I wish more of that would happen because honestly, the media is dishonest. Yeah, everyone is in on on their agenda. Like LeBron James, like he slandered Kyle. I can't. Stand I, yeah, I. I can't. I actually used to be a fan of them when I used to, but not anymore. Yeah, I've never been I, a fan of them. Never. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that was before he got into politics. I just never. He never. Like I always, I always would hear him crying about and comparing himself to Michael Jordan. I grew up with Michael Jordan. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. I never got to, I never got to see Jordan in his prime. I oh, never did. Oh, I got to see Kobe. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Michael I, I Jordan know. was just something I, I, else, man. Oh yeah, Jordan is by far the greatest. Like I, just, I, 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 I remember going get. I would go home and with a friend of mine that lived up the street. We were just, we were glued onto that TV and. Yeah. He, would, he was a bit of a Reggie Miller fan, and so him and I would, you know, talk trash to each other. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, but I grew I grew up with Kobe. Like he was he was actually my childhood hero. Like I never got to see Jordan in his prime, but 
Jordan is the greatest because I I watched all the highlight a lot of the highlights and stuff like that. And yeah, like there's no there's no debate there in my view. Yeah, there's no comparison. LeBron is like his pride baby. Yeah, but putting politics aside, he is a great player. I, I give him. Oh that. yeah, he's talented. He's strong. He's big. Like he's he'll he's better than I'll that I'll ever be. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, no question. Yeah. But yeah, but 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 like um Stephen, but back to Kyle, like um he slandered him, like saying like there he did there were no tears or anything like that. And yeah, I got into a, a a fight with a family member. It's actually uh, my cousin's girlfriend, and you know yeah she posted something where calling him a murderer. I said really, I, I didn't know self defense was considered murder, and her and I got into a back and forth, and she wound up blocking. <laughs> yeah, and did you mention? I'm not going to say specifics, but did you mention the two the two people that were killed? Their backgrounds? <laughs> no, we didn't even get into that. There was, there oh was yeah, no need, there was no I, need for. I, I, I knew about I, it, but there was. I know, but they were actually defending the, those people. Yeah, for the, yeah. No. Because, because the left does that. Anything. I mean, they'll. I mean, remember they defended a, a terrorist. They called them a uh, a religious scholar. Hmm. Yeah. Remember that? Which guy was that again? I don't remember. I can't pronounce the guy's name, but it was the former president. He uh, ordered a hit on uh, an Iranian general or something like that. It was like, oh, OK, OK. I remember now. I remember. remember? And, and and so one of the news uh, stations called him a religious scholar. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that part, but I know who you're referring to. Oh, yeah. 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 I posted. I remember posting. I'm like, wow, the media is so dirty that yes, yeah. used to go against uh, 45 they they called this guy a religious scholar yeah like it, it's almost like they have a psychosis like they just can't accept anything outside of it everything that man did was bad the guy could say air was good and they tell you to stop breathing yeah like like he like like I, like a lot of people people on the left say that he was like homophobic or stuff like that if if, if they did their research they would know that he actually supported gay rights um, um, even before and still when he became president. Listen, listen, this, this is all just, it was all smoke and mirrors. When the guy was a Democrat and living in New York, no one ever called him anything. He was an awesome guy. He was respected. He was in movies and shows. You mentioned his name and it was with Revere. And he comes out as a Republican and now suddenly he's a white supremacist. Well, I think he was a, he was a Republican for a lot of years. He was. He was, but he was a Democrat in the nineties. Really, I, 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 I remember he did an interview with um, was it? Oh, I forgot who was that big CNN guy that was actually not that, that was actually popular. Um, he passed away like a year or so ago. I'm trying to remember him. Jerry Springer, yeah, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was not on CNN. He was a talk show host. You're talking talk about show. The Larry yeah. King. Larry King, my mistake. Thank yeah. you. You corrected me for that. Um, Larry King, like he even like. I'm not going to say his name, but he said this was in the 80s, like 88 or 89, where he said that he was a where he said he was a Republican. Really? There's an, there's an, I can I'll send you that vi- that interview right here. Yeah, I second. thought I thought he was a Democrat in the in the 90s because I yeah. remember him swinging with with Bill Clinton and and all the other you know. Yeah, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send it to you right here. I got it right okay. here. Okay, cool. that's good to know. Yeah, just watch the entire interview though. I, I will. I will. But but the the point is is that at no point did I ever hear this guy being a racist up until he decided. Yeah. To uh, there you go. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Go take a look at that when you can. But yeah, he said he was a Republican. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I believe I don't was I don't know if um, 40 was still present or 41 was, but it was around that time, though. Like um, like 40, he's actually one of the greatest presidents of all, ever. Yeah. Reagan. He was. Yeah. I love, I love him. Yeah. I'm not a fan of George H.W. Bush, though. No. no. Like he was a he was a, he was a new world order guy. Yeah, like and his son was even worse. Yeah, yeah, like like um like I said about the nine eleven thing, I think he knew about it. He knew about it. He may have even orchestrated it. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. Be, I I'm a person that's into a lot of conspiracies and stuff like that. I watch yeah, a lot. Yeah. Of, I watch a lot of Alex Jones. So you would you would have a great conversation with my brother in law. He's really into that stuff. Maybe if we do another conversation again, you can bring him on. Oh, he would love to. He would love to. Yeah. I've been talking to him about doing a podcast, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But yeah, we we can definitely set one up. Yeah, next. Ne- yeah, when he Big next time. Guy. Yeah, next time you got to bring him on. Then we can have a full-on debate about this stuff. He was on. Um, oh, there was this young girl. She's she's a she's a YouTuber, uh, and I don't remember. But when when Forty Five was here in Tampa the last time she interviewed him. Um, uh, and, and again, he was born in Venezuela, and he came here when he was a little little boy, legally, yeah. of course. And uh, he's so pro-American. Oh, yeah, yeah, phenomenal. He's the type of he's the type of immigrant. Like my and my wife are the type of immigrants that that we want, right? People yeah. who come to this country who want to be a part of the American country, who yeah. who wave our flag proudly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of people saying that a lot of like people on the right hate immigration. No, we don't. We actually welcome immigration. We just want legal immigration. Correct. Correct. Like, uh, Coming like through the front door, not the back door. Yeah. Like um, in 2018, I believe it was, tw- yeah, it was 2018. It was before the midterms that year, or it was a little after. It was, it, was on, it was around that time where he said that there was a giant caravan that was coming through Mexico and stuff like that. I and, remember that. Yeah. And he, and he says that he wants them to come into the, into the country, but he wants them to come in legally. And mm-hmm. CNN. I remember that interview with CNN. It was hilarious, actually. Yeah, because I, they wanted they wanted to paint him since the very beginning. I mean, but that's the that's their go to playbook. Look what they did with uh, McCain. Look what they did with Romney. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and 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 then, then then obviously because he won against forty five, both of those guys. Then suddenly they became heroes to the left. Right? Yeah, I don't like either of them too. Like, yeah, but yeah, even though I don't like to speak ill of the dead, I'm still not a big McCain fan. And that's and you're not speaking ill. You're just saying you're not a fan of his. That's there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm for whoever supports and wants to make my country better. And that yeah. right, that's in general term. But yeah. when you when you talk about making the country better, we we got to talk about sim, simple things, right? We got to talk about making the economy better. Yes. Defending the country. Oh right? yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And 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 doing things that are going to help us first. Yeah before anybody else yeah that i am pro-america first and foremost like like as trump i'm, I'm not going to say that name i shouldn't have said that but like believe it you gotta believe it now <laughs> <laughs> i'll see if i can yeah i say i say his name in all my other videos but i, I like so you can upload the video i'm not gonna try to say, avoid saying that but yeah he said in his um opening he said in his inauguration speech that um he 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 thinks we should. He's going. We're going to return power back to back to the people, and like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll. I don't I don't think he said this on quote for quote, but he says we're gonna start rolling up a, a lot of these people that are that are going against our country. 
the, yeah. the problem with him is that he I don't think he really realized how deep the swamp was when he yeah. talked about it. No. Like he's actually he was actually an outsider. Like same thing with Elon yeah. Musk. Elon Musk is an outsider and they're yeah. attacking him for Yeah, like, yeah. That like it, it's like, it's so interesting to see what's going on with that and how they're so afraid that he's going to uncensor the censorship and they're yeah. talking about how it's democracy and, and Yeah, and also I think with the, with 45 the, the, the thing was, this is actually something uh, I'm happily admitting is that there was a time where he actually was one of these elites. There was a time, yeah. but, he had, but he actually went against them because he saw all how corrupt it was. Not only that, but I mean, a lot of the stuff that he talked about, he's been talking about since the 90s. I saw this one interview that he did with, uh, or saw a couple of interviews, but one specifically uh, was with Oprah Winfrey. And he was talking about uh, our country not being, uh, being put first, how China... Yeah. And, and other countries and this and that and, and it's pretty much now it was more refined and more calm than what yeah. he would say it today but the words were the exact same yeah like like um i i'm not sure if he's intentionally saying things the way he is now or if or if that just or if, or if he's just doing it for fun i don't know he changed he changed after the apprentice uh, after the apprentice he changed his tone completely changed if you look at his tonality in the 90s was a lot more calm, a lot more refined. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I actually saw part of that uh, interview with Oprah. Like, I actually used to be a big Oprah fan too until recently. The stuff with Michael Jackson, where she accused him of certain things. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hear about that. Wow. Yeah, you're aware of what I'm referring to, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I know it. That's so sad. He, he was. Yeah. He was such a. That a documentary. Family. That documentary up, was also debunked too. Growing up, I I, auto, I idolized him when I was like three, four years old. I mean, yeah. I I loved his music. I got the gloves. Yeah. I had the jacket. Or I had my parents got it for me, and yeah. I even dressed up like him for Halloween when I was like about four or five. I yeah. was just such a big Michael fan. Yeah, so and I I am too. And like like that documentary that was put out by those people was actually alive. It has been debunked. If you didn't really. Know. I, I yeah. didn't watch the documentary, so I I, I, I watched part of it. it. It was disgusting, but when he, when I looked did a research, like a lot of the stuff doesn't add up. Mm. Yeah, you got you got at least don't watch. You don't have to watch the documentary. Just watch some things about the behind. Like, look, I'll show. I'll send you this video. Uh, give me one second. Okay, let me find it right here. I'm gonna send this to you. In the private chat, you can go take a look at this. There you go. Did you get Got it? it. Yep. You can go. It's called lies of leaving. Yeah, that word. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't want to say that word on this podcast. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what was? Uh, but go back to what I was saying. Like a lot of these, a lot of these people that I grew up idolizing, like they're they're not all the, what they're cracked up to be. Like Oprah, but if, if you didn't know, I actually share the same birthday with her. I do. No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, January 29th. I share that birthday with her, and I actually was was a huge fan of her. And yeah, and, and like um, Jimmy Kimmel, a friend too. Before he before 45 was elected, he was actually funny. And after he was elected, he went to 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 being propaganda. Yeah, 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 an extension of the left. I mean, they're all in bed together. Yeah, they like did you see? 
Yeah. Did you see that stupid thing that Kimmel and Fallon did where they switched around for April Fool's Day? No, but I heard about it. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at Hollywood with any revere. Um, yeah. They're cesspool. Yeah. Um, and so. That yeah. Is. And a lot of these um, talk show talk show hosts and a lot of these people for these um, news organizations, they don't like podcasts. If you didn't know, because yes, because, because podcasts they get more of an audience than them. Yeah. Like, yep. like these, people like like, uh, like Dice, Mister Dice. Yeah, like these people, like they hit they they have, they have people that run these big national national corporations, and they can't even touch the amount of reach that a guy with a podcast has. It's asinine for them. Because because you have to realize the majority, the vast majority of the country, like as far as pockets go, is red. Yeah, yeah. Because like if you look at all these maps of the of the country, there's no other outside of California, maybe. With in New York, and that even excludes New York, like all this, there's no really blue states. They're just blue cities within red states Correct. outside of California. Correct. So what yeah. happens is you, you, you piss off a lot of uh, people when you talk about certain things. Uh, you, it's like, for instance, a, a company, like why do companies have to get involved in politics? You're going to alienate s- some part of your customers. You don't mm-hmm. care about that. What yeah. you care about as a company is the green, the money. So yeah. Why would you alienate people? Yeah. Like um, Hollywood, for instance, they they always have these these left wing talking points in their movies. Like, I don't want that, but I also don't want right wing talking points. I just want to enjoy my movies. I just want to enjoy. Same thing with sports. I don't want politics in my sports. I just want to enjoy the sports. Dude, I'm such a I'm such a huge football fan. So I played here. football in high school. And I, I still play recreationally, right? Yeah. I play flag football with my yeah. with my boys and I my, yeah. my church. Yeah. And um, I played football and, when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> let me tell you, I, I every Sunday from week one to the Super Bowl, I'm glued onto my TV. Everybody knows not to bother me. I don't want to know yeah. nothing about anything. Same I here. Will, I want to watch my Giants. Yeah. And I, you're and a Giants I fan. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, from up north, I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so I don't want to you... hear nothing. I, I would take my kids. Sometimes we go to Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever. We spend the day there. I have not watched a game of football since this whole kneeling crap started. Thank you, yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah, but you being a Giants fan, you're going to be angry about who I'm a fan of. Cowboys. Correct. You're, I you're, bet- you're not. You you talk about Texas a lot, so. Yeah, I've been one since I was a little kid. So. <laughs> My uncle's a big Texas fan, and uh, the one that's five years older than me, and, and, and we always send memes back and forth to each other. Yeah, but I'm not a te- I don't like the Texans. I'm not a big fan of the Texans, though. Okay. I'm a Cowboys fan. But, yeah, but I try to I, – I love football too much. I can't stop watching it. I, I, ju- I just can't. I now, basketball, I love basketball, but I don't love it nearly as much as NFL, football. I cannot watch NBA anymore. I just can't. To me, to me, honestly, it showed how much this these people hate. And when I say these people, I'm not talking about a certain group of color. I am talking about anybody who thinks like this. I don't care what their color is. Yeah. But to me, uh, it showed that they hate this country in reality. Yes. And and for them to disrespect, for the organization to support that disrespect, yeah. shows me that they don't like this country and they don't respect yeah. this country. Yeah. Either. Yeah, and 45 was correct when he said they're not after me. 
they're after you. Correct. I'm just in the way. As a, as as a, again as as a Hispanic, I can assure you that if any Hispanic team were to do that in their country, oh. they would be dismissed. They would be disbarred. They would be torn apart. They would be whatever. disgraced. Correct. Yeah. But here in this country, apparently, it's okay to do that, and that's wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. You should like. Like you can you can hate your government, but you can still be proud of where you're from. Listen, I, every Cuban that I know doesn't like their Cuban government, but they're proud to be Cuban. Yes, as it should be. Like should. like, it's your heritage. You should be, but you, you have you you don't have to like your government though. Like most governments in the world, well, I shouldn't say most. I mean all governments are terrible. Like yeah, every country's government. It's yeah. just to the the level and the degree. Yeah, and also uh, another sport, baseball, MLB. I, I, I'm actually a baseball fan too. I know a lot of people aren't anymore. I still enjoy it to some degree. I'm a Cubs fan, so yeah, because I'm in Iowa. Yankees. I hate the. I can't stand the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, we can have a full-on debate about that in another episode. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sports. It's the area that you grow up in, or there's some attachment. Yeah. Like my mom's cousin took me to uh, my first Yankees game when I was like about eight or nine. So I'm like, oh, I'm a Yankees fan, I guess. Yeah. I've never been to a Cubs game before. I've never oh. been to any. I've never been to a professional baseball game before. I've been to like a, a college baseball game though, like minor leagues, I should say. I should not college minor leagues. I correct me. Yeah, but like when I was saying about major league baseball, like you you remember what happened with the Georgia situation, the All Star game, where yes. they they passed that voter id law and basically once that when they did that the, the entire sport the entire media and the entire sports media went after them saying you need to boycott this this state because like that that that, that id that a voter id is racist like um that if an mlb took the all-star game out of georgia costing black americans in atlanta which atlanta is 51 percent african-american if you didn't know money like small businesses so much yeah. money hotel room hotel people who own hotels so much money yeah listen when you become emotional you lose your sense of logic right? yeah that's why they tell you don't make decisions when you're emotional like when you're angry you don't make decisions right yeah and so it's the same thing what happens is i don't understand how i i can understand why the hispanic community might think that voter id is racist I can't for the life of me understand why the black community would think that. Yeah, like it, about 70 or 80% of African-Americans support voter ID, actually. The right. media, just, it, the media is just making it look worse than it is. Correct, correct, because they know that they cheat. And so in order for you to keep on cheating, you need to keep on not having voter ID. Yeah, and, and, like, um, and like when they relocated the All-Star game, guess where they relocated it? Denver, Colorado, which... Um, Colorado has more stricter voter laws than that New Georgia law would, yeah. and it requires voter ID, and it require and it has less voting days. Yeah. We, we, voter voter ID needs to be a must. Yeah, that's that's why if um, that's why if there's a red when the red wave comes this November, and then eventually in 2024, one of the things they have to do is they have to put forth a bill to um, mandate voter ID. Listen, if Republicans don't do it, they're all full of garbage. Yeah, that's why 45 is making sure he puts um, America first candidates in office. And we need that. We need people are going to secure. We can't keep having these rhinos 
uh, that promised the world. And then Mitt Romney, like, Liz Cheney. Uh, Mitch Lee. McConnell is a good example. Yep. I mean, he, he does some things right, but then he does a lot of things where he doesn't. And and his leadership, he needs, he needs to go already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lisa Makowski, uh, Susan Collins. Uh, who else? Uh, Marco Rubio. Same one. Marco Rubio. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a senator in your state and he's yep. a rhino. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's, yeah. he's another one. I mean, he's not as bad as the ones that you mentioned, like Susan and, and Lisa and Lisa and, and Romney. He's not as bad. Um, I would put him right there, right along the lines with Mitch McConnell. Uh, I, I would, Mitch McConnell is actually worse than him, I believe in my view. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I would put him in, in somewhere in that realm. I, I agree with I can agree with you on that. I, yeah. I, I agree. He's not like, a, let's say, like a Jim Jordan, right? Jim Jordan, people like Jim Jordan or Marjorie Taylor Greene, those are the kind of people I want in Congress. Matt Gates. Yes, him too. You know, uh, uh, De Devin Nunes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Devin Nunes. Who else? Um, uh, who else? Uh, in my state, Joni Ernst. She's actually really good. Good. Okay. Also, Ashley Henson. She's she's actually a con person in the house, and also another one, uh, Rand Paul, for instance, too. Oh, Rand Paul, yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I still think his dad is better, but I still like Rand Paul a lot. Yes, I like Rand Paul too. Yeah. Uh, we need more Democrats like Joe Manchin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I I agree with Manchin on his um, economic views. I just disagree with him on his social views. Mm. Because of his policies on immigration. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But but he yeah. is he is your traditional Democrat. Yeah. He's not well, this left wing. He's not like these these current left wing he, Democrats that have become radicals. He's what a liberal is supposed to be. Correct. Correct. And like these days, like liberals, regular liberal, regular liberals, and classic liberals are considered right wingers. Correct. Correct. Like not just not just with this voting thing, but you recall that um there was like uh, an abortion bill about a month or so ago where like if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it wouldn't it would keep abortion legal, and he voted against it, and they attacked him for that. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, he's got to do what his constituents say because because he's, he's, in, he's a representative. He's in West Virginia, which is the second most red state in the country, only Correct. behind Wyoming. Correct. And like he knows if he goes too far off, he's out of there immediately. Correct. Correct. But that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, and do I think he'll become a Republican? No, because no. His, his values are Democrat, like old school Democrat. But now I could see him becoming an independent, though. I could. I, I could see. Yes. I actually thought the same thing. I actually thought, the same. you know, who surprises me a lot is uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I lost a lot of respect for Tulsi Gabbard. When Here's she ran? No, not, not, it was when I found out she was part of the World Economic Forum. Okay. Yeah, before, but before that, I was a huge fan of her. But, I, well, I've, I've never been a fan of her. I, I'm not a fan of any Democrat, well, to be honest. Well, not really a huge fan. I was actually agreed with a lot of the, some of the things she says, I should say. She, what, she's the only one that I'll listen to, is what I'm, yeah. I'm basically trying to say. Yeah, I'll listen to Manchin, too. Yeah, I'll listen to Manchin, too. And I'll even listen to Kirsten Cinema a little as well. So not a whole lot. Not a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, I agree with that. A little, not a whole lot, but some things like. But I, what, what I what I find about her interesting is she has she is in complete opposite of her party. Hmm. 
You know what Tulsi? I mean? Like she's not even close to representing what they stand for now. Tulsi? Yeah. Mm, yeah, but um, I'm not sure she's doing that just for show. And the reason is because I found out she was part of the World Economic Forum. That's why. Mm -hmm. Is the that ones... why she's retaining her Democratic status? It's possible, but like um, she, like another person I don't trust anymore is like Dan Crenshaw because he's yeah. part of the World Economic Forum as well. Yeah, he said some he said some things lately that I'm like. Oh, he even yeah. voted. He even voted for the V database too. Yeah, it's like wow. I, I didn't expect that from Dan when he first jumped on the scene. I, I, it's really, you're right. You're absolutely right on that. Like I, like when I like because the World Economic Forum, they're the ones pushing the Great Reset. Like, yeah. Once when when I when I found out they were part of they were part of their organization. I lost complete trust with them, complete. And, and the thing is, I think Tulsi's doing a lot of it for show because she was also speaking at CPAC a couple months ago. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. It was a pretty good speech, actually. It was a good speech, but I don't trust her anymore, really. Gotcha. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't. I, the fact that she ran as a as a as a Democrat and 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 you know said the things that she said against forty five, I don't trust her either. She yeah. was just doing a lot of talking points, also. But 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 give credit to where credit was due. She did hit uh, Kamala VP with a. Oh yeah. And that was, and that was she, she embarrassed her. Embarrassed. Oh, yeah. It was actually hilarious to be honest. Listen, if it wasn't for the media backing VP up, she would have been out. Yeah, she would have been. A, yeah, I, I don't think the Kurt guy, who's the president, actually chose her. They told him to do that because if he, he doesn't even know what he's doing. So no, I mean, listen, let's be real. Politics is politics, and he he the only reason he ran is because they made him run. And yeah. The only reason that he won was right, because of what happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave uh, let's go even before that, right? He was losing. He was yeah. losing to Uncle Bernie B. Sanders. Yeah, he was losing to Uncle B. Which, right. And so if you look at it, the Democratic base is not socialist. Yeah. I don't They're like socialists. Bernie. Yeah. I don't like Bernie Sanders, but I would rather have him over this, this guy. I don't like him, but at least I respect him because he's been that way since the beginning of his political career. There's no surprise with him. Well, he not just not just that, but he at least knows what he's doing. Because he at least can think clearly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's competent, right? Yeah. And so and so what happens is these Democrats were afraid because he was in the lead. Yeah. And so what they did was if you pay if you paid attention Super Tuesday, mostly everybody except for Elizabeth uh Warren uh left. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Biden takes takes first place and he yeah. remains it. Now now yeah. now the other person you may say well they were far behind so it only made sense. Okay? Buttigieg yeah. was in third in a close third. Or, Why did he drop out? Yeah. Same thing with Beta O'Rourke O'Rourke or um Bloomberg, which I I can't stand those any of them. I can't. But I at least would rather have them over this guy because at least they can think clearly. Yeah. I mean the guy was a puppet from the beginning. What and remember when they said forty five was Russia's puppet? Remember that? Yeah. And this he's guy, actually this guy's Russia's, Ukraine's, uh China's puppet. Yeah, he's actually suing uh, uh, the HC person. Her, she, he's suing her for slander. Uh, yes, I did saw that. I did see that. I did. Uh, she, she, uh, 
You know what? His fault for not going after her when everybody was chanting lock her up. Well, the thing was, he tried to. He he uh, he he instructed. He told the, his, the DOJ to investigate certain people, but um, they refused to. I remember. I remember what during one of his uh, debates uh, with her. Not not debates with her. He um, uh, and one of his uh, speeches, he said he just said, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to let that go. And I remember, and the crowd was like, no, no, no. When did that happen? Man, it was it was just something that just passed by, and I remember I was like, no, don't let it go, don't let it go, go after her because hmm. if it were us, we'd we'd be in jail. That's not fair. Hmm. I, I don't know if you'd was... ever find it at this point, but hmm. I thought I thought it was because the DOJ refused to investigate a lot of things because they did refuse a lot. I, I don't I don't know the reasoning why, but he he was like, no, we're not, we're, we're just not going to go there anymore. Let, let's move forward. I remember it clear as day, and I was like, no, hmm. let's not move forward. I'll have to check BitChute or get or um, um, Rumble for that. Yeah, and it was yeah. pretty early on. You probably find it in like 2017. It was early on when he first. Yeah. But also some something that I I, I, I in one of my previous videos, if you saw, I did an, an episode on abortion, right? No, I didn't see that one. I well, you saw, saw, well, even though you didn't watch it, you at least saw like in the videos what I did. Like, did you? Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. my abortion episode where I touched on it a little. And like, um, obviously, you know that there's going to be a decision on that on abortion in Ju in June. You're aware of that, yes, correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. I sure am. Yeah. And and me, I am extremely pro life. Like my my, well. my mom, she's actually a liberal, but she's actually pro life. Surprisingly, she actually is. Yeah. That's that surprises me a lot. But um, that but what's going to happen is like um because of the Mississippi law it, that's being challenged because. Planned Parenthood, I believe it was Planned Parenthood, but it was one of those people that sued Mississippi for banning abortion after 15 weeks. And so it's going towards the Supreme Court now. And two things can happen. The, the Roe v. Wade can be overturned, which I hope it happens, but I'm very optimistic about that. Very. Or if it, or what right, you're, could. You're, optim you're optimistic that it will? will be um, overturned because and here's why okay. if you listen to the hearings which um, um there's um there's only two there's only two justices that i'm confident in one i'm really confident in and one i'm mostly confident in that's Baron justice thomas is one of them justice right? thomas yeah. yeah and also the one i'm mostly confident in is justice alito mm -hmm. because because they because i'm still mostly i'm not 100% but i'm mostly that they will that both of them will vote to overturn roe now it, now, Chief Ju now the, the the Chief Ju Chief Justice Roberts, from what I take it, he wants to pass the Mississippi law but not overrule Roe. Oh. That's what I take from it. Yeah. And now, to, in order to do that, he needs one of 45's um, Supreme Court picks to to vote with them. Just one of them. Which, um, from what I've heard from Justice Kavanaugh, he said he thinks it should be up to the states to decide that decision that stuff. Justice Barrett, I believe she thinks it should be decided by the states as well. Now, Justice Gorshutes, I believe he, I, that one's the biggest wild card of them all, in my view. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny when people have the word conservative in front of them, and then and then when they when it comes time to show their conservatism, they don't. Yeah, and like Clarence Thomas, like you were aware that a few weeks ago that he actually went to the hospital because he had an yeah. infection. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see all the stuff that people were posting on Twitter, wishing him death or um, wishing him bad health in order to retire? I, I don't, I don't have Twitter, but yeah. I heard some of the things that people said, and it's yeah. just disgusting. 
Yeah, it was like literally people were wishing death on him or wishing bad health on him because they wanted they wanted him out of there so they can put another one of their guys in. Yep, I've never seen I've never seen the things that uh, have been going on in these past couple of years. I've never like, seen going on. Like like you're you're how what makes you think you actually wish death on someone? Like what kind of person are you to do that? Dude, I, I don't like Obama and I never wish death on him. Same here. Same thing with um this current guy. I wouldn't yeah. wish death on him. Like I wouldn't wish death on Woodrow Wilson either, because he was he was a, an awful president. Awful. Probably between him and the current guy is the worst president of all time. Yeah. 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 But but from what I can tell is um I am cautious, I'm being very cautiously optimistic that it will be overturned. I hope it is, but I'm I don't want to get my hopes up too high and um, just be let down on that. I don't want to do that. It'll be interesting to see what happens because that's been that's been a topic for decades now. But here's one thing though. If he like if um all three of forty five some um, justices vote to overturn it with um Clarence Thomas and Alito, it gets overturned. And if and with Roberts he actually votes with the liberals. Guess what? Who gets to get Clarence Thomas gets to write that decision. And that's going to be a great decision. That would be good. That would be good. So that's why. Have you seen the movie Unplanned? Unplanned? I I have the movie. I don't think I've watched it yet. You should watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. If you're you're pro-life. Yeah. Man. uh, Very. I'm not an emotional guy. Like it it takes a lot to make. To make me even my, my yeah. eyes water up, but that yeah. Did. yeah, I used to actually be pro-choice till I found out what an abortion was really like. I used to be. I, I, even as an atheist, I was against the. I was against it. Yeah, yeah, because like people like Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder actually changed my view on that. Well, for me, it was just logic, right? I the, the debate is, or the, the 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 point is from the left is that it's not a life form. Yeah, right? they so, view it as just a bunch of cells. Right, right. And so ha- from a scientific aspect, if we were to find something similar to that on Mars, we would consider that alien life. Yeah. So why would we not consider that human life? That made no sense to me whatsoever as an atheist. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. me, I was like, no, it's life regardless. Life yeah. at the point of conception. Yeah, because back when Clinton was president, Bill Clinton was president, he said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Now I disagree with them on that, but at least, at least it's moving in a uh, starting to move into the other the right direction, okay? Sure. But but we've gone from that to being like abortion is is healthcare, it's Medicare, it should be taxpayer yeah. funded, like. And, and that's like, one. That's one thing. Listen, listen. For me personally, I'm nobody to tell you what to do with your life. You want to kill yeah. your baby? That's on you. I don't care. Don't use taxpayer fund funded to do that don't please don't use my money to kill your baby my view is on it no, no i don't care what the exception is you do not kill that kid yeah i know i i agree with you I, I'm, I'm saying i'm totally against it but what i'm saying is is at the end of the day you're going to do whatever you're going to do and that's what I mean. yeah and they attacked texas for, pa- for for passing that abortion law yeah. like yeah there are texts i get commercials all the time when i'm watching youtube of how tech uh florida is trying to pass a similar heartbeat bill they passed it already they pass it, and 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 we're getting the same types of attacks. And, it was either and yesterday. It is. Yeah, it was either yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, good. but like good. Yeah, it doesn't go far enough though, because it's 15 weeks. No, no, but it's the same thing as you know the 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 Texas. parents the the parents right bill that DeSantis is 
defining about not teaching, you know, orientation to children at, from kindergarten to uh, third graders. I don't think it goes far enough. I don't think anybody in elementary should be talking about anything sexual. Yeah, I think you should just teach kids to be kids. That's it. Nothing sure. more. Yeah. Man, I, I, listen, the only thing I learned in family life, I learned it in seventh grade. And all it was was about the reproduction. Yeah, Human same reproduction, here. Right? Yeah, I didn't learn about that. I didn't start learning about that till I was in fifth grade, but I only touched up. It was only touched on, and then um, when I was in middle school, we it was explained completely. Yeah, you know. So I, I no, I don't want my anybody teaching my kids. I'll teach my kids what they need to teach, and, yeah. and at the time that I feel it's appropriate for them. Yes, I and, that, and it has nothing to do with like, you know, homosexual. It has to do even with heterosexual. I don't expose my kids to heterosexual things. Yeah. Why? Because it's not appropriate. Yeah, it's not appropriate at all in my view. Not right. it at all. You know? Yeah. So so yeah. so I'm the parent. I get to determine at what age I believe, you know, like 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 for instance, uh Iron Man. Yeah. Like you know that scene where he's with the reporter and they're start tussling around. I have well up until a certain point, I have my kids cover their eyes when we watch that movie. Yeah. Because it's not appropriate. The 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 imagination can go as far as it needs to go, or you, you just don't know. And so for me, that's not appropriate for them. Yeah, like yeah, that that's actually a good thing on your part because kids should not be exposed to that kind of stuff. No, no, and I and I've done it with all of my kids. Look, I mean, my my, my I mean, again, it's just uh, we're the parents, we're the yes. ones who are in charge. We get to decide. Now, if you're a parent and you feel like it's okay, then that's on you. But me as a parent, yeah, I'm just not going to be friends with you then. Yeah, you know, I, I just it's just the way it is. You know, you've got to keep your kids innocent as long as possible because we know how how this world is and the innocence is once it's gone it's gone it ain't coming back yeah you only got one life dude i'm just very i'm very protective of my children because i know right now the world is trying to get to them yes and in, in a really bad way that obviously it, in certain ways it got to me uh growing up um just regular i grew up you know regular like i, I chased skirts when i was young and a teenager and, and I, I never did anything illegal um yeah. never did anything that would uh, land me in jail or anything. My, my parents were very, very traditional in that and very protective of me. But yeah. I was a typical boy, you know? Yeah. Chase skirts and looked at this, looked at that, looked at things yeah. that honestly, I, I really shouldn't have been looking at as a kid. And I don't want that for my yeah. kids. I want better for them. Yeah. yeah. I want them to respect the day of tomorrow, the woman that they're married to. Yeah. I want them to respect women. Yeah. Yeah. I was, my brother was the one that taught me to respect women. Well, my, my mom, she did taught me to like, always open the door for a woman no matter what always but my like but she always but she but i was taught as a kid to like if a woman puts your hands on you no matter who it is you have a right to hit them back but my brother was the one who taught me like no do not do that at all because no matter what you are the bad guy if that in that situation yeah pretty like, much. if that happens just go get one of your female friends or one of your female family members and they'll just deal with it yeah that's what my brother taught me yeah, yeah. I mean, every case is, is different, and and it's the reality of it. And we as men, we have to we we listen. It's part of biology. We're stronger, and that's the part yes. of feminism that does not understand that they want us to be equals. We're mm -hmm. not. We're equal in value as human beings. Yes. Yes. And that's where the equality. But as far as physicality goes, no, we're stronger. We max up. I had this this fight with a with a college um, peer, and. Yeah. Uh, ultra feminist and we were talking about these movies and i told them i don't i don't i don't watch movie, movies that portray women to be 
more than what they are. I don't yeah. like it. It's unrealistic, right? Yeah. And what do I mean by that? Like, for instance, the, the movie La Colombiana. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Zoe Saldana. No. I don't recall that movie. Young girl, her parents are killed by a Colombian drug lord. She escapes and takes a junk drive that has, I guess, information on there. She goes to the cops. Cop, fortunately, is not corrupt. Takes her, protects her, sends her to the United States to her uncle. Her uncle raises her, trains her to be an assassin, which eventually she goes out and redeems herself, right? Killing, right, all of these uh, Colombian drug lords. Now, Zoe Saldana is, and they, you know she's she a, is, right? Yeah, she's a gorgeous woman. She she's is. Very, yeah, she's actually, she, she were, her, were born the same year, and she grew up a couple of cities away from where I grew up. So, I mean, I, I followed her for a while now. She's yeah. though, she's, um, what's the, what's the, uh, the green girl from Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Gamora. Gamora. She plays Gamora. You see how thin she is, how skinny. She's like 100 pounds soaking wet. And these Colombian drug lords that she was dealing with were like 250 pound guys that I yeah. would have trouble. I'm 210 yeah. right now. And I would have trouble taking them down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she took them all down yeah. without a scratch on. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So to me, that's unrealistic and I just don't want to watch those things. Yeah. So like this a, girl got so offended that she threatened me and she goes, I'm going to get my boyfriend to kick your butt. You just, you, you just, you just proved my point. You're gonna get your boyfriend to beat me up because you can't do it. Yeah. Like, like, um, the women, women, they know we're stronger than them, but they don't want to admit it. They don't want yeah. to. Because it's that modern, that modern feminism thing. Like my, my, my wife is. I mean, she admits it. She goes, babe, there's things that you, I can't do, and I need you for it. Yeah. And and, she, and, and there's things that I can't do, and I need her for it. That's how God yeah. made. Yeah. My my view is like um the fu the husband should be the one working all working to pay the bills and the and the wife should be the one staying home taking care of the kids and cleaning the house. If, That's if my view. If you're able to economically do it, it yeah, since the beginning well, of time. Well, the thing is, like um, a lot of people are saying like that it needs to be like that, and well, that's actually not true because like. Like the uh, the idea that you need a two person income to like live a life that's actually not true because I understand some families need to have two incomes but not every family does. Sure, no, it, it just depends. Like everybody's got to do what works for them, and and it's, there's no especially in this day and age there's no cookie cutter. It's yeah. just we have roles and they don't like that. And yeah, we do have roles. Women have women roles and men have men roles, and that's just the way it is. Completely agree with you on that. Like. The men, we are the ones that should be working, like because we're obviously built to be stronger. Like that's why that's why you see a lot of us in the, in the football, football, UFC, boxing, and stuff like that. I understand there's some like and there's like some female boxing and female UFC, which I actually like. I don't mind that. I watch it. I like that stuff actually. Yeah, I like strong women. Yeah, so do I. I I will, I watch, I love UFC and boxing. I watch female boxing and female UFC. But when you watch it, it's nothing. It's nothing compared to the men fighting. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not, it's not. And, and that's why we're supposed to have separate, uh, separate fighting categories for genders, right? Yeah. You can't compare yeah. men to women. And speaking of that, did you know that the in the in the military, the the Marines is the only branch that separates men and women. All the other all the other branches have them together. Which, there, if I was there, there's no way I could like um do some do I there's no way I could um train with a woman. There's no way because I I would be paranoid the entire time. There's no way. <laughs> well 
listen, there's differences. There's biological differences, and these people just don't want to realize them. They, again, they want to go by their feelings, and yeah. and and you can go by your feelings, but everybody else doesn't have to go by your feelings. Yeah, I That's completely agree with that. Yeah, we live in a free country for a reason. Yeah, you can't tell me you can't tell me that a, a woman is strong. I, you know, somebody again. I think it was that same that same girl at the uh, at, at my college. She was like, "Oh, I bet if I get a woman that works out that lifts weight, a professional uh, weightlifter, she'll kick your butt." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, she's a professional weightlifter. She more than likely probably could. But if you, but you're not comparing apples to apples. If you get a male professional weightlifter who maxes out much higher, now you got a different outcome." Yes, completely agree. It's well, <laughs> it's just facts, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like right now, if you take somebody who's overweight and you pin them up against me, whether they're woman or not, they're going to struggle. I'm an athlete. I, I play sports, right? I work out. I do cardio. I, I you know, I'm, yeah. I'm an athlete. So All that's I not do. real apples to apples comparison. Yeah. All I do is just go take some walks every now and then, but that's all I do. I do some, I, I so I lost 50 pounds in two years. I got up to 230 pounds. Oh. And I started doing uh, Insanity Fitness, and I turned my garage. I bought a house, and I turned my garage into a, a, my gym, and yeah. I lost 50 pounds. I got down to 197. Wow. Um, and I started bulking back up afterwards. Okay. I'm sorry, I got down to 187. Sorry, 187. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But that's good. Yeah. Yep. Like, like um, for instance, like um, in, a previous, in like one of Joe Rogan's episodes, he had Gavin McGinnis on, if you don't know who that is. Right. He was the founder of Vice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Basically, like what he's basically they had a discussion, um, basically about about some stuff like this, and, and he said that um that he 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 said that women they know we're stronger than them, and like um and like um like he he was going through a scenario where a woman like where would say like if if a woman hits a man, the man should hit him back, and he says like you know we're stronger than than you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, I mean, you can defend yourself, but I, I think, yeah. I mean, fully going like like doing a full. I mean, you're gonna hurt somebody, and you're gonna hurt somebody yeah. really bad. Yeah, I could never hit a woman. I I couldn't. I just could not. No, I would. I, all I would do was just arm bar them. That's it. I, yeah. I, I literally drag them. I can't. I can't put my hands on a woman. I just can't. No, I can't. I can't either. I can't either. Yeah. Can't either. Uh, we're we're supposed to protect them. Yeah, I can. And they hate agree. that too. And they hate oh, yeah. that too. The modern yeah. feminists, they hate that. Oh, we yeah. don't need protection. Yeah, yeah. Just go down, go to go to go to Cuba or Mexico and see what happens. Go to any like go go to one of those countries where they they do whatever they want to women. The China, North Korea, the Middle East. Absolutely. Listen, yeah. we're listen. You, you're taking away the essence of a man, especially a good man, if he wants to protect. You. Yeah. We have that hero. I know I do. I have that hero persona. And my wife actually loves it. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I would my parent my parents were very liberal, but I I learned like um as I got older that um a man is is supposed to be the one to take care of the woman, not vice versa. No. I that like if if you're the kind of guy that has the woman take care of you, you are I I'm I'm trying to keep this PG thirteen, but um you are a you just know what I'm trying to say. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'll just say I'll just be nice here. A beta male is all I'll say. Oh yeah, and it seems like there's a lot of beta males out there, little soy boys. <laughs> I, I, I know a few of them. I know a few of them personally. 
Yeah. I'll stick to being an alpha male. Yeah, like same here. Same here. Like most, like an alpha male would not would not carry this flag. Well, an alpha male male carries this flag around. A beta male would not. No, no. Beta no. male would have a Starbucks back there. <laughs> what? A, a beta male would have a Starbucks sign back there. <laughs> a coffee I latte. <laughs> I don't even drink coffee, so. Oh no, man! I'm I'm Cuban, so I drink coffee like it's water. I can't stand coffee or tea. Oh man, my great grandmother, my great grandmother, when she babies, my great grandmother from my mother's side, when she babysat me, she would give me cafe con leche, which is Cuban coffee and milk. And I mean, I was four years old when I was drinking that stuff, so I grew up on it. And... Yeah, I could not. Every time I've ever tried to drink either, I've thrown up. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. But all my family, they 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 drink both. I, I'm I'm the only one out of all of us, and I have over a hundred cousins on my mom's side alone through her dad. Wow. Through through her dad alone, I have over a hundred cousins. I'm the only one, as far as I know, that can't stand coffee or tea. Oh man, no, not, not me. I love it. Yeah, I just can never. Yeah, I'll never drink either. Like, yeah, and I'll never even go to a Starbucks either. Yeah, no, I, I I stopped drinking Starbucks. Uh, you know when when they're political nonsense came out I, I'm like you know I'm not going I'm not gonna give my money to that yeah I, yeah I, 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 I actually but but you know again I'm used to drinking Cuban coffee so that's what I actually I get Cuban coffee yeah yeah I just can't drink either so no you're good you're good <laughs> I'm I'm more I, I drink more Gatorade and Sprite oof uh, sugar yeah yeah I drink so, water too. A lot so the only the only soda that I I mean occasionally if there's like if I'm at a barbecue you know but but uh, I don't drink soda. If I do drink soda, it's usually when I'm eating Peruvian food. My other half, so my father's side is Peruvian, and I cannot eat Peruvian food without Peruvian soda. It's just it's like <laughs> eating a hamburger uh, without a Coke. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. Or pizza without Coke. Yeah. Uh I I can eat a pizza without Coke. I would rather use a Pepsi instead. Or or Pepsi, right? Either either or either or. So to to whoever's preference. But but yeah. that's the only real soda that I that I drink. Other I than try, that, yeah, I tried to avoid drinking Coke because of all their uh, their stuff that the stuff they said. Like um, they yes. told all yes. they told all they told all their employees to be less white. Yes, yes, we boycotted we boycotted Coke when they did that as well. Yeah, like I still drink it once in a while, but I try to avoid it. So nah, I don't I don't I don't buy it. Like if somebody has it, like I'm not gonna say no. But me yeah. buy it? No, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Uh, I, I prefer I, I, I prefer Pepsi. Yeah. Listen, if 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 I'm not okay with, with with Coke saying be less Hispanic, I shouldn't be okay with them saying be less white. Oh yeah. Yeah, completely agree. And a lot of places they put Hispanics and whites in the same category. Oh yes, I got told last year I have white privilege. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, and you're not even white. I take it. No, I mean, I mean, my skin color is white. Yeah, but but I'm I'm not. You know, I'm not Caucasian. I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm Hispanic. You know, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in yeah. the ghetto, split between Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and then and then blacks. Yeah. And and you know, I I just grew up in a different household. My parents, you know, taught me differently. And I, I, I followed the law. I, I respected the uh, police officers. I, I, I stayed in school. I, I never, I've never done drugs. I've yeah. never been dr uh, drunk, not even as an adult. Yeah. Um, 
I've just kept my nose clean and I stuck to my books and, and, and you know, I'm a professional. Yeah. Yeah. My father's Caucasian and my mom's African-American and yeah, I grew up in the hood. So I've seen what a lot of the stuff looks like. Yeah. 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 And I know some, I know some people personally that, that, that did a lot of the bad stuff in the hood before I yeah. know people personally that have yeah. friends. I have, yeah, friends yeah. and even their, even friends' family that has done that kind of stuff. Which, likewise, likewise. And I've actually stayed away from people like that. I've actually disfriended, like as a teenager, like, because I just didn't want to be part of that environment. And let me tell you something nobody's given me anything. Everything that I've had, I've had to work for. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my kids, thankfully, and, and listen, it has nothing to do with skin color, it has to do with legacy. What do you live, what do you leave for your, for the next generation? My yeah. kids have been raised in middle-class neighborhoods. Why? Because both myself and their mother are educated, we're professionals, yeah. we went to school, and they haven't stepped foot in the ghetto. Yeah, and that's good. They should never have to. They never have to. And my parents did not because they wanted to, but because they were low-income families. And and yeah. thankfully, through their blood and sweat, we yeah. went up. Yeah. My sister and, and I. Yeah. When I when I was a kid when I was a kid and like a teenager I always thought I always I always thought it was cool to have like a friend who was in the hood and stuff like that and like and when I and I was I was a kid I was ignorant when I was young yeah. I was yeah. Yeah. yeah because we're going by what's cool yeah and as I got older I realized no I can't be like that no yeah yep. even, yep. even I, though I, you, I grew up when I where I grew up I said I'm never leaving this place I need the music I need the noise I need the drama I need this and then when I became, when I started working in a professional environment, and I obviously I graduated school, I was like, you know what, I, I, I need to get out of here. I need to go yeah. live in a better neighborhood. Yeah, well, personally for me, I never did graduate. And the reason is because I had to help my mom take care of my little sister. Right. Right. Well, well I, I didn't graduate when I was a kid. I graduated as an adult. Like after, I graduated at the age of 35. Oh. I, after, after working in corporate America, I took a time off. And I, I dedicated myself to going back to school and finishing my degree that I didn't get to finish my first time around because I had my, my, my oldest yeah. son. Yeah, that's good. That's good of you. Like, like I'm, go, I'm eventually I will go back, but I just have I just, I'm just trying to, like, sustain myself right now. So, hey, man, sometimes it's not even worth it with the amount of debt that you accumulate. Honestly, yeah. looking back at it, I, I graduated with a degree in computer animation. Well, I don't, I don't work in computer animation. Well, the thing is, I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about high school. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, because I had to help my mom take care of my sister. I got you. I got you. I got you. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's fine. Completely fine. Yeah. yeah. But eventually I do plan to get my GED, but I, right now I have to sustain myself at the moment. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, bro my brother got his um, and he didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. So. But that, that's a good thing, right? Your, your siblings motivate. Like, that's what happened with me. My sister, she graduated before I did. So my sister and I are eight years apart. And uh, she graduated. She did forensic, uh, forensics, right? Uh, and I said to myself, "Wow, my my baby sister can go to college and graduate. I should too." And so yeah. that's, uh, she motivated me, right? So likewise, it sounds like your brother's motivating you. Yeah, my brother is actually seven years older than me. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man, you got to you got to do what you got to do. You know. Yeah, I. Even though I grew up in the hood, even though I grew up in the hood, I never got into that lifestyle though, because like I had, 
because I had role models around me that said, no, don't do that. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. you know who my role model was? Who? My dad. Yeah. Well, not my father. Yeah. No. My father. My father wasn't in, wasn't like that. My father was just, um, let me put kindly words. Like, um, he's stuck up a lot. I'll just say that. But, but you, you talked a lot about your dad, like taking you to the movies and watching stuff. But, with you. Yeah, I did. But like, at, like as a role model, no, he was not. Gotcha. That's what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like my, some, my, one of my role models was his brother, my uncle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. my dad was a great dad. My my dad might not have been a great husband to my mom, but he was a great dad to me. And my yeah. Kids. More so to me because I was his firstborn. And oh. uh, I actually, when my parents split, I actually was, I grew up with, I chose to stay with my dad. Yeah. And yeah. Um, my dad was, uh, you know, to this day, we have a really good relationship. Yeah. When I was young, when my parents split up, I wanted to go stay with my father, but, um, uh, and, but my mom said no. And then when I got older and I realized that uh, she was probably right. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a bit of a question, uh, changing a slightly topic, going back to identity of politics. You said you were on the left, right? Yes, correct. When we're talking about identity politics, uh, uh, specifically where a person lands, uh, genetically speaking, how does it go by? Like, for instance, okay, I, I've been told I have white privilege. I'm of Hispanic descent. Uh, Meghan Merkel is pretty much the same complexion as me, but yet she's considered a person of color. Yeah. So does it go by your actual skin color? Does it go by your DNA? Or does it go by the region that you were born in? Um, my guess is it goes by just your heritage. That's just a guess I'm going with. I don't know. That's pretty because I feel like the goalpost moves depending on what you defend yourself with, right? Because yeah. like I have, like I did a DNA test, and somewhere along life, obviously coming from a Cuban background, right? We have African in our blood, so at some point we had a a um, uh, African American um, ancestor. Uh, well, no, a Cuban, Afri African Cuban. Ancestor. Oh, my mistake. Uh, yeah, because we're you know it, it comes from the Cuban side. And yeah. so my dad, my dad, is, and my dad, being that he's Peruvian, he looks very Indian. I mean, native Indian, right? And so, but I get called like, again, I have white privilege. So what am I going by? Am I going by my DNA? Am I going by my skin color? Or am I going by what my parents are? Because like I said, my dad is pretty darn Indian. He's pretty dark. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, it's a lot, it's a lot like me though. It's a lot like people like me, like are half black, half white. Like um, when you say like, are they privileged or not? They're basically saying, it's basically like you're half privileged which makes no sense. Makes no sense, yeah. Yeah, so my sister has a, a biracial son, uh, my nephew. Uh, oh, I, I love it. He was over here uh, yeah, was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday he was here playing around and stuff like that. I was trying to give him some Transformer toys to play with him too. Uh, um, but but yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, he's he's very privileged, and it has nothing to do with his skin color. It has to do with the fact that his, his, his mother and his dad are doing what they need to do for him. Yeah. Like, like if you like um people, it's it's a fact that like people in the hood, they have um they 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 don't succeed as much as people that that are that aren't in the hood. But um, when, but if they get out of it and they make the right choices, that the statistics show that they can become equally or even better than the people that don't grow up in the hood. Absolutely, my 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 brother-in-law is very hood. I mean, he's he grew up in the hood and he grew up in the hood. 
you know? Yeah. Like father wasn't there. It's a typical statistic, right, for, for black men uh, that don't grow up with their dads and stuff like that. Yeah. But he's been a great father to my nephew. He's he's saying, you know what? I didn't have this, but I want my son to have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's going against the statistics, and he's doing such a great job. He loves my nephew. And it just goes to show that that you know, it, 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 to your point to what you just said, it has really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with your your drive, your resolve, and what you want to do. Yeah, like what what I'm trying to figure out is where this um started. And from what I from all the information that I've gathered is like um this did not start under when this current guy got into got no. into office. It didn't even start under when um Obama 45. was in office. No, actually, it, no, okay, no, no, come, no, come. no, no, no. It start. It's, this has been a ninety-year preparation. Okay. Like, um, you can look up the names if you want to. People like Antonio Gramsci or Solonitsky or Yakuza. Those people. Those people are. They are the ones that realize that um, a communist communist revolution, like a violent one, can't happen in a country with Judeo Christian values. They realize. Yes, I, I've, I've heard of those. Yes, and I and I've seen you know stuff resources regarding that so yes you're right on that and so and um antonio gramsci if you didn't know he's actually known as the father of marxism yes yep and, and basically like he had all these radical ideas like how you can infiltrate governments how you can secretly destroy this how you can put people in certain powers like yeah because like um if you all these communist revolutions in like china or in russia they were done violently and you can't do that in in a, in a country like the united states Nope. So what so what do you have to do? You have to take over the culture. Yep. And to do that, you gotta play the long game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But where it became more mainstream, out in the open, let's say, because those things were done in the shadows. Yes. Where it became mainstream was during the Obama administration because you, I didn't hear any of that stuff before that time. And it was during his second term. <sighs> You can make an argument about that, yeah. I, it it could have started even. I think probably when it all started to come apart was after nine eleven. I didn't hear much about racial dis, uh, discrepancies and, and, and representation. I didn't hear that stuff during that. No, time. no, because like um, what I'm trying to say is like it united our country, but then went, but oh, when, oh, it, united, I see what you mean. it united it, and then when when it hit it hit a boiling point, and then all of it started falling apart. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, oh, we got to get it back on track. You know, they're united. We got to, we got to ramp things up. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. can see that. I can see that. But where I really, where, where it became really obvious, again, in my opinion, in my views, was during uh, Obama's term. Um, you know, where Michelle 20, was like, in twenty twelve, when he said, like, everyone who is against me is a racist. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, and you can even go for a little bit further back from that when Michelle was like, "For the first time, I'm proud to be an American." Yeah. Right in that speech, I'm like, "Wait, you, this is your first time, really?" Because I've been proud to be an American since I was born and realized what America stood for. Same here, dude. Honestly, and honestly, I be, I really became proud. I, I guess where the rubber hit the road for me was when I was 15, and, and my father took me to uh, Peru uh for my grandparents 50th wedding anniversary and i got to see what poverty looked like yeah. and i said wow I said to myself thank god i am an american thank god i was born in america yeah because yeah. if you think poverty is here when you go to a country like that it's like way way below that 
you don't i mean you might see poor people standing at the at the light you know panhandling and asking for money but one thing i've never seen in this country is children doing that yeah and the minute you get off of the airport over there you're gonna have children that are eight years old nine years old begging for money selling or food candy right yeah or food and, and you just don't see that here yeah like even as bad as the homeless problem is in like california it's nothing compared to other countries no but, but for like a country at the u.s level that it's incredibly horrible like and they're letting it go on yep yep so like, so i i was proud and when i became 50 i was like wow i'm proud, i'm a proud american and i didn't mean that egotistically or to be um you know a, a show off right because that's that's the the thing that we get right we get branded oh you're like you think you're all that because you're American. No, it's just that it made me really proud to be part of something great where I have a future. And that's the reason yeah. why my father left his home country to go to come over here, right? Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine leaving my country unless if it was through the floor. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm never leaving my country. Well, not even just that. I'm never even stepping outside of the country, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like the only place I would consider stepping out of it is going to Alaska because but that's because you have to would have to go take a plane from Canada to get there. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I feel I feel safer in the United States to be honest with you. I don't I don't I went to Cancun not too long ago with my wife. Yeah. Uh, when in September we were supposed to be a group, and the the, the her best friends that 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 uh, we I was just mentioning to you they were they were supposed to accompany us, but uh, uh, one of them I think his mom passed away, so they had to cancel. And so we wound up going by ourselves, but uh, but I wouldn't plan it. I wouldn't have planned it that way, you know. It, yeah. it, it's no it's no secret that the, a large portion of the world hates America and hates Americans. Like um, in the Middle East, like they're chanting "death to America" and they're burning the American flag. Yeah. Like, like and and also the Taliban, they're allowed on Twitter. How is that? And and forty five isn't allowed. Like the, the stupidity behind these things is, is absurd. Like you're allowing people that have actually killed our soldiers to be yeah. on your platform. It's ridiculous, man. I can't, I can't, the, the injustices that are going on in this world are, are beyond my comprehension. And they killed, who knows how many of our soldiers they killed? Who knows? Especially with what happened in Afghanistan a few months ago. I won't get too much into that. But like they killed thirteen of our of our, of our, of our men and women when they were evacuated. Yeah, and how, yep. and look how many of them got wounded too. That whole it's 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 forty four two point oh if you think about it. They did the he's, same thing, and I and I and I. Uh, he's I worse read. than he's worse than Obama. He's worse because he's he, because of where we're at, but he's a puppet. I really think that it's it's somebody else is pulling the strings. Did you yeah. see? Did you see last yeah. week when, when with, with that whole and, and the way that he ignored him and all that? Yeah, yeah. that was subliminal. Yeah. A lot of people are saying Obama's the one telling him what to do. I don't believe that, not for yeah. a second. Yeah. I think it goes higher up the food chain. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. I you think know, there's somebody people, else people like um, I'm not sure if I can say his name because if you want to post this video, but the BG guy, Billy. G. Yeah. I know who you're saying. And also, how do you say the other guy's name? Schwab. Uh, him. Yeah. People like those guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree with that with uh, 44 as well. It's, it's, 
uh, he wasn't the all in all. Somebody was pulling his strings because if you look at the first term and the second term, it was completely different. I mean, I didn't agree with either term. Yeah. But but you could see where where the change happened. He literally deported so many. He deported more people than forty five. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then suddenly it's like oh no, open borders, dreamers. Yeah. Yeah, because they saw like, um, oh, this guy's going against the 45. He's actually stopping our plans. We if, if we don't if we if, if he succeeds, we will we will lose. And so. But just look yeah. at the similarities. He said he couldn't he couldn't make wave a magic one. I'm, I'm, I'm taking two things out of out of this. One. He said he said he couldn't change immigration without going through the Senate. Yet he did the Dreamers Act. Right. Yeah, forty six did the same thing. I'm never going to mandate vaccines, and yet he still did it. Yeah, thank God the Supreme Court shut that down, though. Thank God. Yeah. Even though I'm a little upset how they handled the how they handled the mandate in New York, though, the doctors and nurses, I'm upset about that. It's just it's been ridiculous. I, I've never seen. I'm flabbergasted at some of the things that have happened these past two years, or these yeah. past. Six years. Yeah, I am. I am flabbergasted as well. Like, where do you see the world going in the next ten or twenty years if we even get there? Uh, I, I would be. You know, there's a lot of things that I've predicted that have come true. Um, for example, uh, this Russia-Ukraine event. I, I, I told my wife about it. Uh, you know, when when forty-six illegitimately came into place. <laughs> Um, and um, and sure enough, here they are. The one thing that has surprised me is China. I would have figured that they would have um, gone after Taiwan simultaneously to overwhelm us. Uh, what I didn't anticipate is the involvement of the other countries that have participated in the support. Of the well, I think the reason they haven't taken Taiwan yet is because, like, um, there's a few reasons why. First of all, the Olympics um, just happened, so they took they didn't want to take uh, anything off that. Also, Xi Jinping next year. Um, that that's when um the government will basically make him president for life, or for at least the next ten years. Who knows? And then after that is when they will try to take Taiwan. But they can only take it in certain months because of how the weather is. Because if you look at the map, Taiwan and China, they're even though they're so close together, like it's over, it's still over the ocean, still there. So like if the weather is the ocean, if it's, if they try to go into like. A, a month where, where there's like bad weather, their ships are going to get stuck or get get sunk. Yeah. So they have to but go in certain months. The interesting part is I'm sure that they are very, like they're taking notes on everything that's going on. Now. Oh, yeah. Like they're actually, I, I'm going to try to word this correctly. Like um, they're being praised by um, certain elites. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of makes you wonder when when you have people that are calling for the downfall of this country but supporting some other country, you got to kind of wonder what's well, like. Wait a minute, you didn't support democracy here, but you're supporting yeah. it elsewhere. That's interesting. Yeah. Like um, like what was I about to say? Like uh, like um, <laughs> I got stuck there for a moment, man. <laughs> but but yeah, like um, like the like there's outside of Every other, the United States is really the only free country in the world. If you really look at it, if you truly look at the bones of it, the United States is the only true free country. Like 
even in Europe, they have a lot of limitations on their people, like free speech, like, and in Canada too, like, um, you can Australia be j- going through a lot of stuff right now. Like in can like in Canada or in Europe, you can be jailed for hate speech or even yeah. fined. Yeah, but- yeah, it's crazy. It, it it is. You're right. And yet, and yet, there's still opportunity here because the illusion of democracy is not really democracy. Yeah. And when we look at what happened in the last uh, election that you alluded to, it. Yeah. Oh, come on. People need to understand that we are not a functioning democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Correct. Because, because everybody has to have representation. The founders knew that this would something like this would happen, and they didn't want fifty-one percent of the population telling the other forty-nine percent how they can live their lives. They wanted to make sure it, they got broader support. Correct. And, but I don't. I I think we're and and this is just my current observation based on where we're at currently today because I wouldn't have even imagined it. I don't think the forefathers really anticipated uh, uh, the media, government, or social media. Well, yeah, social media. Let's look at regular media, Uh, government agencies, Mm -hmm. all joining together, academia, all of these institutions joining together with one political party for power. I don't think they anticipated that, because you can you can vote someone out, right, who's corrupt, but how do you? change these i mean you, you you know by now the cia the doj the fbi they're all in the pocket of the left nasa i i i mean i mean it, it you know it's it's not it's not what what was intended it's not yeah like um from where we've gone like um if you know jfk like even though he was a registered democrat he was actually more of the conservative wing of the democrat Correct. party he Correct. was and there was some like i disagree with his position on immigration because that's something that's uh, that's pop, that's actually true. He did believe in open borders, but everything else, I actually agreed with him oh, with pretty didn't much. Didn't Reagan? Didn't Reagan grant amnesty? Yeah, I disagreed with him on that. Yeah, I with it was the well. it was the Immigration Control Act, Correct. and he did and he did say later on in his life that he regretted signing that that bill. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't fix the problem. It, it acerbates it because now you got more people say, "Oh, I don't want that. Maybe I can get that too." Yeah, and you find it obvious that um. Once Reagan signed that that the Immigration Control Act, like um California, um it because beforehand California used to actually be a red state before correct, that. correct, and then um and the election, moved. yeah, well not right away because um, no 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 right George H W Bush he barely won it barely, but then after that California's been blue ever since yeah and a strong blue oh like it's dead blue it's so sad yeah. Now, if you saw my logo here on the, from my in, my intro, I actually did that. I intentionally made it blue, and I intentionally made it with the uh, with the tri- with the parent triangle, with the eye in the middle. That was intentional. That's it's mo- it's supposed to be an insult. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, That's cool, yeah. I, I I literally just made it in Google Photos. I mean, not Google Photos, Google Drawings. Right before I did my very first episode. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about, man? I don't know, man. It's 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 almost two in the morning, so. Yeah, <laughs> we've been going at this for like f- four hours and forty five minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, I love talking politics. I, I can talk all day about yeah. certain topics. I can talk about comics and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I I I I love my country and and. Same here. Yeah, we got to do another one of these conversations again. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you, you can bring your was it your um brother-in-law brother-in-law on 
yeah, next time we try to do this, like ask him to come on. And, like we can go, we can go into like the conspiracy stuff as well. Oh man, he loves that stuff. He's always Same talking here. to me about. He loves Joe Rogan. Uh, I do too. Yeah, he's he's always trying to get me to listen to it. Like I'm very limited on time. What I do listen to is is I only have enough time to listen to one thing, and that's Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Um, but he's always like, you gotta listen to InfoWars, man. It's uh, really uh, good. And, and Scott Pack, and he was talking to me about it the other day, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I watch a, I watch Alex Jones show all the time. Yes, yeah. Alex Jones. Yes, he tells me about him all the time. And who was on? And he was targeted. Targeted. They intentionally got him off because he was revealing all this stuff. It's it's disgusting. Everything like going. like even Ch the when she the woman that was running in 2016, she even said publicly in a speech that she looked at his entire bio and said, "Sandy Hook, get him on that." Like and Jones, he even admitted he was wrong on that Sandy Hooks thing. He admitted he was wrong on it. Yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things. And it was taken out of proportions because, like, um, even though he said he's. I'm not going to reveal that because someone could take that, could clip that and take it out of context, but said what he said about it. And then basically told people to go to those kids, the parents' houses and say that they was fake. He didn't do that. He, what he, what happened was his, he didn't realize how powerful his audience was. And they actually, and they're the ones that did that on their own. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. It's yeah. terrible. All the things that are going on, but we gotta, we gotta, I mean, we don't, we only have, we don't have, a, uh, we don't have any other choice, but to, keep pushing forward you know yeah yeah you guys you guys that have these podcasts right these these uh, outlets right it's up to you guys to continue to talk and and push the subject matters forward yeah and i'm effectively a nobody in the podcast network because i because i've only had 19 episodes yeah this one's 19 you'll you'll get there yeah yeah because i i started this last year but then i took like a six month break which i regret doing that i just regret doing that because I lost so much momentum from it. Yeah, yeah, momentum is key. Momentum is key. Yeah, because the but in a way it was a good thing too because I did nine episodes and those nine episodes were just audio only and like episode ten and to ne- and now beyond is actually a video like it's actually better quality too. Like, yeah, 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 and that's good and you 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 progress right and that's the whole yeah. point right you get yeah. you learn and you move forward and you progress. But like, it's important for you guys to do this because it's it's something yeah. that has to get out there. Mm-hmm. People need to know about it, and and it's up to people to make their own decisions, right? Do the research and do the, do the, make your own decisions. Yeah, you got one party that tells you don't do any research, and you got another party that says, hey, do your research, do your own yeah. thinker. Yeah, like Joe Rogan, like when he very first started his podcast, he didn't even know what he was even doing. Like if you watch the very first episode of his podcast, like, and then look at it where it is now, it's absurd. Like. How it's just been a natural progression, like yep. because like you started introducing more people to these ideas and they get caught on it. Like you say, if you say something interesting on a podcast and people like it, they'll come and watch you, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. that simple. I, I'm you, I've, I've been debating doing it myself, but between the family, the project that I'm working on, you know, other things, I'm, it's like, oh my gosh. And then my, my brother-in-law lives pretty far away; he lives like 45 minutes away. But I told him, I said, listen, we. Just, can I look over the internet? You don't have to physically be here. Yeah, well, we're, we're trying. You, yeah, you can come on this podcast anytime you want, man. Ah, thanks, man. Yeah, I you, that. yeah, you can bring your brother-in-law. And we can just do this over video, and we can just talk for hours and hours. Oh, that'd be great. He'd he'd really like that. He'd yeah, really like that. yeah. He's, like, he's let me tell you, he's really 
like every time he's he's doing whatever he's working out and he's a big he's a big muscular guy yeah. um he's working out he's listening to the podcast he's looking listening to info wars he's yeah. cooking his steaks he's listening to info wars. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm a huge alex jones fan i'm also a huge david ike fan too yeah yeah also eddie bravo i'm a big fan of him but yeah. he doesn't do he doesn't do a whole lot anymore because I think he's worried about their, they were catching on to him. Mm. That's why he hasn't been on Joe Rogan's podcast in like, gosh, yeah. since 2020. Yeah. I believe it's also possible because Spotify doesn't want him on there either. It could be. Because it's, it's, I still love Joe Rogan's podcast no matter what. But if you look at it from where it is right now to what it used to be before Spotify, it's changed a little. Like, I think Spotify clearly, puts restrictions on Joe, what he can and can't do. It's obvious. Like, they took down over 100 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. And all the episodes were controversial episodes. Listen, everything's controversial now. Like, they t- like the first what, two... What isn't controversial? Who knows? What What is it? I mean, I, mean I, I grew up in a time where a boy was a boy and a girl was a girl, and that's controversial now. Yeah, yeah. What I take is not controversial is what the establishment says. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I tell you, man. Yeah. Like um, the first two episodes that Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan's podcast, they're gone. Both of them are gone. The only one that's on there is like um, the one he re- he did in 2020. But that, but, but that was under Spotify, though. But And also, even though it's on there, they put a C-19 disclaimer on it, the video. What's the C nineteen? What's that? Uh, like COVID. Yeah. yeah. The disclaimer. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I they put that like some type of uh, rating or something like that. No, they just, they put a C nineteen on it. So yeah, and a lot of his other videos too. They put a lot of disclaimers on them. Like a lot of the episodes with Eddie Bravo, they put a disclaimer on. Like, like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like. I'm just, I'm just, I just don't know where we're going, where, where this world's heading. Like, I don't like, know, man. You, you tell me where we're going to be at in ten years. It's scary because the this this leftist snowball is just it's rolling down the hill, picking up speed, getting faster and faster and faster and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's scary. And like, and like what's what happens when it when it when it eventually gets to the bottom and and just smashes? I don't know, man. I don't know. I look at things and it's just like I just want to like you know move to Mars. Yeah, well, you should be glad you're in a red state, Mac. You should. Oh be yeah, thankful. dude, I, you have no, you have no idea how thankful I am to be in Florida. Same. I, you have no idea how thankful I'm in, I am to be in Iowa either. Like, yeah. I, I have, I have so many friends that live up north, and they're constantly complaining. I'm like, dude, you know, guys, come on down. Yeah, me, I could. I don't know if I ever will be able to move out of Iowa. I might, but I don't know if I ever will because I got family here. Sure, sure, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. My mom's here, my sisters, my my sisters, my grandma, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, they're all here. So Yeah, you need that support. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I might in the future, who knows, but there's only a few states I would even consider moving to anyway. Like, obviously, Florida is one of them, to be honest. Texas is another one. And, like, the other few that I would even consider others are Montana, Wyoming, Alaska and West Virginia. Those are the only ones I would consider moving to. Uh, I'm in Florida. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't you know have, <laughs> yeah, you guys have you, you guys have the best governor in the country. Yeah, it's just and it's and it's, and it's a it's an awesome state. Uh, the sunshine, the beaches. I, I don't live that far away from the beaches. And, yeah, and, yeah, you know, I just, yeah. I love it here in Florida. Yeah, but yeah, the only problem is all these these celebrities and these bankers from New York are moving down there and buying up the properties and driving the real estate up. They are, they are, and it's and for the native Floridian or the person who actually lives here it makes it very difficult for them to buy houses thankfully i bought my house before yeah. all this nonsense started mm. i bought it when when 45 was there and i caught it at a really good price um and i've been very fortunate i'm, I'm paying less in my house than i was at an apartment that i was at previously think about that yeah also something i don't know how i don't know what you think about this but my view is that if you move to another state, you shouldn't not be allowed to vote for at least a few years. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever thought about that. I don't think so. Because, like, look at Texas. Like, Texas almost went blue this in 2020. It was because, yeah. It was, it was only, the reason why is because all the Californians that moved there. That's the only reason why it almost went blue. Uh, it makes no sense. You're you're leaving. You're escaping from bad policies. That's why you're leaving that state, and you're going to go and vote for the same garbage. That makes yeah. literally no sense to me. Like there was actually a there was actually a funny, a hilarious photo of of um. It was an animated photo, I believe. It was with Joe Rogan carrying a suitcase, and he had a guy. He uh, was walking to Texas. He had a, a cowboy on a horse saying, "In, in the back, and on the 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 luggage, it said liberal policies." And the cowboy said, "Hey, don't bring that here. Leave that right yeah. there." Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had something similar down here as well. Yeah, like be, because like all these people, they they leave their state because they hate all the policies. But when they come to the, a new state, a better state, they vote for the same policies that ruined their state. Yep. So, and it's not so much the policies; it's the taxes, the high taxes, or the policies that lead to them spending more money, like the housing market in California. That's that's based on bad policy. Like like California, they have a thirteen point three percent state income tax. And they're and they're trying to raise it up to sixteen point eight percent. And here in Florida, yeah. we don't have a state tax. Yeah, thank God. Oh, our governor Kim Reynolds, she signed a she she lowered our state tax from eight percent to a solid four percent. Oh wow, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, was it four percent or was it three point nine percent? It was somewhere yeah, low. Either right. which way. Yeah, it's a it's good it's good, but like um, and I did research on the California taxes problem because. I always thought that there was no money whatsoever because they were bankrupt. But apparently, no, there is a lot of money. But guess where it's going to? Dealing with the homeless problem. They're paying so much money to these people to take care of these homeless people. Listen, homeless is never going to get solved. Yeah. There's been homeless people since biblical times. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be at the level it is in, in, um, in L.A. and San Francisco. It does no. not have to be. I was in San Francisco in 2016 on a, on, a, on a business conference. And let me tell you, the amount of homelessness there was greater than when, you know, in New York City back in the 80s. I was yeah. like, wow. There was one corner. I remember I took a different route to get to the convention one time. And the entire block had nothing but cardboard, you know, houses yeah. on the like side. There, <laughs> like there's, and in San Francisco, and this is not a joke here, there is actually an app. That can tell that shows you where homeless people are taking a crap on the sidewalk. There actually is an app like that. Oh, that's For, it's disgusting too. Like literally all the spots where it is, it's all brown. 
like it's all packed everywhere. It's like, yeah. And I know this will be controversial when I say it, but I'm going to say it though. The here's how I think homeless problem, the homeless problem in California should be solved. And I know most people will disagree with me on this, but I'll say it anyway. What I believe is um, you need to lower taxes, increase um, lower taxes, increase investment, um, force people into into mental facilities and and force people into drug rehab and arrest people for trespassing. Yeah, I agree with a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. it's controversial, but I'm just saying it like like there's no other way to solve it. I mean, there's no way to solve it. Even if you do all those things, there's no way to solve it. I mean, yeah. you have a population of people that just don't want to fit the a nine to five scenario and yeah. want to be free spirits. So you're always going to have some pocket of, of yeah. Like like if like if someone wants to live in their if they're if they're homeless and they live in their car, I don't have a problem with that because you're not on the sidewalk, you're not taking up all the space. As if you're living in a car, I'm completely fine with that. But if you're if you have all these tents that are on the on on the sidewalk. Which are public spaces, you're t- you're, and, you're, and you have a lot of trash around there. You're disrupting my my lifestyle. I agree. Yeah, you should not be allowed to do that. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but and it's disgusting too because like I don't. You see a lot of people doing drugs on this on the homeless people doing drugs, like like a lot of the people the homeless people when they get money they what they do is here, here's an example of what they do they use all the money to buy drugs. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you two stories. So my, my wife, she has, she has a really kind heart and, um, you know, we, we are a stop sign and, um, she gave money and, and I looked at her and I, you know, and she goes, I felt bad. And I said, that's fine. You know, I support my wife and you know, a lot of the things she does, even though I didn't agree with that, but that's her decision. And I told her why I don't do stuff like that. Uh, I think when I was about maybe about 10 or 11, uh, I went, my, my, my hometown was so small. We only had one McDonald's. Right. Yeah. And um, and so my dad took me to a McDonald's one day. We ordered, you know, whatever value meals, whatever. There's a homeless guy there by the by the window and he was asking for money. My dad felt compassion. He pulled over to the drive uh, to the parking lot and he got off and he went and bought the guy a Big Mac value meal. And he gave it to the guy and the guy was like, what the hell is this? He goes, well, I got you some food because I didn't ask you for food. I asked you for money. Well, my father in, in Spanish told him to go to hell. And wow. so that, that told me, you know, what I needed to know when it comes to those types of things. And and do I, do I help? Yeah. Well, yeah. But I don't help directly like that. Yeah. Yeah. And also I heard a similar story to that where like this one guy, he was in L he was walking through skid row in LA and he saw like a homeless lady in a tent, a homeless lady. And he gave her like $5. And here's what happened after that. A few other homeless people saw that. And one of them came and just snatched the dollar right out of her hand. And then another and another homeless pe- person came in and, and just snatched that dollar out of his hand. And they all and they started fighting each other over a five dollar bill. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, uh, an old pastor or my, my original pastor, when I first became a Christian, uh, he shared with our congregation his story one time where he was um, he was getting off the highway uh, and uh, there was a homeless guy there at the stop sign. And or at the traffic light, and um, he called the guy over. And he says, "Listen, I'm I'm the pastor of the, I'm the head pastor of the of, of the church, and I have a pretty large property over there, and, and, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done on there, a lot of maintenance. 
I'm willing to pay you, you know, minimum wage if you want to come out there and earn yourself a, 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 you know, a paycheck. The guy said, minimum wage? Are you kidding me? Do you know how much money I make here asking for money? The guy declined. Like here in my town, um, there's like a bunch of homeless people. Well, they say they're homeless, but they're really not. But here's what happens. They always stand on the corner asking people for money. And guess what? What happens is when they it's they go in like shifts. Like when one guy gets the, gets done, they, they get they get into a nice car and they drive off, and another guy those. gets, and the next guy comes in. Yep, I've seen those. I've seen those. That's they, why I'm I I don't I don't give like that. Uh, I would do it through my either my church or an organization stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, we were just watching a special because I showed my wife because again she she you know she's kind hearted. And I said, babe, here are people that are part of an organization, and they're themselves telling you, don't give directly to the homeless person. Go through the organization because you know that that money is going to actual, you know, things like food and medicine and stuff like that, as opposed to drugs, alcohol, booze, cigarettes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like the vast majority of men, a lot of people think that homeless people are just people that are just down on their luck. There's a, they're a very small percentage. And most homeless people are drug addicts or mentally ill people. That's the vast majority. Yeah. Like there was a story in like San Francisco, I believe, where like this home, where like this hotel of this hotel company, they had like a few hotels. They allowed homeless people to stay in their hotels because they just they just they they just wanted to solve the, the homeless problem. Okay. And within a couple within a week or two, they were caught dealing drugs. They started fires in the buildings and stuff like that. And like it just got out of control. And they couldn't kick him out because then they would they would look bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And and like um you do you can't just arrest people for being homeless, but what you can do is like if they're caught trespassing on your property, they should be arrested. Like oh it's trespassing, of course. Yeah. Or okay. if or like meant the mentally ill people, like I, I don't think the solution for people that are drug addicted or mentally ill is to be living on the street. What they need is help. Agreed. Like, like, and some people are just so far gone that um, you probably can't do anything to help them. Like, and like a lot of these these people, they they don't just need a place to stay because if they because if they just go to, if you just put them in a place, they'll just destroy their place. Like they'll punch holes in the walls. They'll they'll smear crap everywhere. They'll steal the, the copper the and the pipes out of the buildings. So yeah, they what they need are medication and need counseling and stuff like that. Yep. So my mom has a, an opinion about that, and she you know talks about how a lot of mental institutions shut down back in the late '80s and stuff like that. They were defunded, if you will, and a lot of these well, mental issues well started to arise. Well, some people blame Reagan for that, and it's not entirely his fault because, like, um, yes, the de- the definitions of being mentally ill changed, but because they didn't want to pay for it all because it was because of how b- bad inflation was and how expensive things were getting. But um, I forgot what the bill was called, but um, I'm trying to remember who passed it and what it was called. But I basically what the details were is that um, they had to, like, um, like made it harder for someone to get into like a mental institution or something like that. Yeah. I forgot exactly what it was called, but I'll have to look it up um, later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, my friend, I'm getting pretty tired. Yeah. yeah. We've <laughs> been on here. The boys to school tomorrow at uh, yeah. in about four hours, actually. 
Yeah, I we've been going on for like five and five hours and five minutes. This is yeah. by far the longest episode I've ever done. Like this episode will post tomorrow, actually at nine a.m. Oh my goodness! Like they, they, and basically, I got another guy coming on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So when you yeah. edit it, what are you going to? How are you going to do that? Like, I'm just going to release it as this. Oh yeah. wow! The full like, five hours. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll send you the file. Like you can like if you if there's some stuff you want to cut out, you can cut out of it. But like you can post a video to your channel if you want. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll probably just stick it to the because I don't I don't do I don't mix politics on my yeah. uh, on my yeah. on my channel. So I'll stick yeah. to the uh, interviewing of the movie stuff. Yeah. So I'll just send you I'll just I'll send you the file and you can edit all this part out and just keep that part on. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Thanks for coming on, Carlos. And where can my audience find you? I uh, can find this over at primeanimations.com. And that, that has everything to do with the film and the project that we're working on. Okay. And I'll put the link to your channel and your website in the description below. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And um, when you post the interview um, to your channel, make sure to like um, include my channel in, in the description or the comments below. Please. You got it. All right. All right, my friend. Yeah. Take yeah. care. Take care, Carlos. Have a good night. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. And oh, all right, everyone. This is Ray from the Ray Infinity Show. Catch you later. Peace.